All right, welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon 24-hour special. I am the host, Michael Debs. Uh, joining me is uh, uh, Danko. Um, or it's still me, guys. It's still, yeah, it's the same person, different name. Um, different name, because I'm, I'm going to hide from you guys. Uh, I know that you know who I am, but you'll forget eventually, because we're going to fill your brains with so much bullshit during the next 24 hours. All right, um, so the way that this is going to work is... Uh, we're not we're not going to live stream it. That would be uh, an incredibly long live stream. I'm not sure how what the limitations are uh, for live streams on most platforms, but um, I'm pretty sure it's not 24 hours. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to record this in chunks, uh, four hour chunks. And then over the next uh, week, uh, we will be releasing a new episode, so to speak, uh, each day. And intermittently, just as a treat, I will be going live onto Instagram. I mean, I guess there's no point in telling you guys this because this is in the future now, but uh, now you know what happened in the past. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll be checking our messages on our Instagram accounts uh, while while we're going through this. If uh, anybody wants to pop in um, and then, you know, we're we're also going to be live on Zoom with uh, with our guests that we're going to have. Uh, I think we've got like what, like eight or nine guests by now. It's more we, than that. We have a lot of guests. We have uh, yeah. some of the more important ones or in the everybody's important no no okay fine yeah everyone's important but everyone's a multitude so it's very complicated uh, but uh, some some of the more uh, prolific ones that exist uh, with us at least in the instagram sphere are going to be a thousand grugos communicating vessels he joined us before fake mishima schizotopia i did a deluge podcast with him uh cameron uh he's the guy that made our intro music yep uh, and, uh, many others. That's just, oh, and Beyond Woken Problematic will be on here. So just a fucking oh, constant deluge. And there are, there are more, and I'm yeah. still getting texts and questions from people. So it's, it's constant. It doesn't stop. I want it to stop, but it won't. Well, I'm, I'm actually glad, uh, that we're, we're going to get this much, uh, interactivity. Um, oh, I, I know that some of our, uh, some of our guests are going to be international, which is something that I'm, I'm very interested in, uh, uh, talking to you know people more in our political spectrum uh, on on different continents, um, I think that's a that's a useful thing. And, and talking about a more global effort and uh, not not just politics, but also thought and uh, uh, theory. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of thought and theory on this one, and I know that we have at least slotted one uh one person calling i don't think they're in france but they are in europe somewhere uh and they are french so that's fun um yeah and we've got uh somebody from australia is going oh, <laughs> did God you say fuck it. the french australians too <laughs> yeah we've got australians um that isn't one of the uh one of the one of the people we're gonna have on is germany correct or did i um there are a lot of people that are following in germany i thought we had some people who might come on but I, i'm not sure if that's going to happen okay. now well it's a shit show yeah we're bad at planning uh we're not actually we have this plan pretty well <laughs> yeah we, we um, have a plan pretty well it's just i think there's uh the the looming specter of the 24-hour uh ordeal we're about to go through that's true. Speaking of, would you like to uh, take a shot with me? Uh, yes, I would. Um, we, we have some shots prepared here. We've got a, a cooler next to us full of ice and drinks. Um, 
I also have water next to me so I don't get uh, sloppy drunk and fall asleep at my keyboard and ruin the whole thing. So uh, I, uh, I'm classy, so I have a bunch of lacroix. 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 I think I think we'll need some some French insight on how to pronounce that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they're just gonna change their mind no matter what to, to prove that I'm wrong because they're French. Yeah, none of the none of, none of the letters in French matter. It's all just a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Improv. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all just improv. You know, it's funny. It's, I, it's really good when you're trying to improv a joke to forget the word improv. Yeah, that, that is good. <laughs> yes, and um, you know, I, I I'm usually irritated by like. French jokes because they're really uncreative. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, I, I go onto this podcast and uh, fucking French people. I just I'm irritated. So. Oh yeah, that's a that's a new development in the uh, the hatred of certain nationalities. I think. Well, I mean, Italians and Germans, everyone that's justified. Uh, the French, like I said, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense for me to hate the French. But I, yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but by God, I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah, I guess so. Australians too, man. I mean, I don't know about Australians. Americans. Yeah. Americans suck. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so (laughs) let's, uh, let's go ahead and do this, uh, this shot to kick things off. Um, what are we, what are we shooting to? Uh, we are, we are shooting to the staying woke woke in the most literal sense. Clink. delicious uh yes this is uh vodka vodka provided by one of our sponsors um it's 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 our it's our sponsor better help (laughs) (laughs) it's it's actually our our aa sponsor um he's also fallen off the wagon Um, i miss having an aa sponsor do you i mean i didn't have one for very long but it was nice to Someone pretend to believe in me. Oh, yeah. Well, I believe in you, buddy. Not on the sobriety front, no, but no, yeah, I believe in you in general. I believe you exist. Um, <sighs> as as much as uh, as much as can possibly be proven, I believe in you. I think our first guy we're actually talking about ontology. So. Yeah, so that'll be uh, hey, hey, segways. Yeah, I Accidental. Did it. I did it. Um, but we have to keep ourselves busy for the next. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've got some minutes. some various activities kind of kind of over over the uh, four hour segments that we're going to be doing. Um, You're goddamn right. Some some teaser uh, info, I guess, is uh, one of them will be uh, an, an RP uh, game. Um, yeah, if we have time for that, because it's um, oh, is, is things starting to fill up so much that we don't know? Yeah, as we get a bunch of callers, things are changing a little bit. Okay. Um, well. But uh, if, if we don't do it this time, we'll, we'll have to do it in a future one. Sure. Uh, but uh, a Call of Cthulhu game. Yep. Um, we also have some uh, very interesting readings. Yeah. I've uh, just to preface it, um, I've, I've spent the last uh, two weeks now intentionally poisoning my metadata so that I would get advertisements for uh, certain literary <laughs> literary works that uh, I normally would not be interested in reading at all but uh, I wanted to see how easy it would be uh, to make Facebook believe you know not not even just Facebook but you know uh, I'm getting ads through Google now that's uh, that's really great on the, <laughs> the microphone yeah, you hear a lot of that yeah 
um, yeah, we are going to be drinking intermittently, uh, various uh, stimulants and booze. Um, intermittently. <laughs> yeah, intermittently. Not as like a, a continual thing by any means. No. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been poisoning my metadata, and uh, it's actually spilled over into uh, Google's analytics now. Uh, so Google and Facebook are now recommending me uh, certain literary works. Uh, I won't spoil anything right now, but there's some some really good stuff. Uh, there's a there's a whole new genre of uh, of uh, fantasy novels that I didn't know existed, and uh, we'll we'll be talking about that a little bit. Um, it's exciting stuff, man. It's it's really exciting. Uh, that'll that'll be later on in the day. Um, and then yeah, we uh, for for the uh, the broad majority of like what the last eight hours, we kind of have question mark question mark check up on the news, see what crazy shit happened overnight, and yeah, there's a lot of that uh, towards the ending. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's mo- mostly interviews uh, for this first four hour block. It's almost entirely interviews with uh, with callers, right? Um, and then we have a couple interviews in the second block, um, also uh, responding to probably night one of the RNC. Yeah, I think night one we can probably get through. Hell yeah! Uh, and then <laughs> after that, we'll do our uh, literature RPG reading stuff. Fuck, I gave it away. Yep. Um, with I think one or two calls during that. Uh, then some news. We have a we have a fun game that a caller wants to play with us, and then we're gonna shit on uh, my favorite beanie wearing guy, uh, Tim Pool. And then actually, we we do have a slot where where I think we will manage to do the uh, the role playing campaign, but it might be a total nightmare because it's happening at four thirty a.m. That's when yeah. we're gonna start. So for four hours there, we're going to have a very special uh, uh, radio play treat for you guys. Uh, and then we'll finish off with uh, a news check-in and then all of the questions that I've received off of uh, Instagram here. Um, oh. we, will, we will definitely not ignore most of them for being, <laughs> asking us about why your pee is yellow or something. Um, I'm, I'm prepared and, to answer that, honestly, if we, if we need to. It's, uh, it's, you're a chroman? You're a bilin? Oh. I think, that's, I think both are appropriate names for the chemical. I, I thought it was because uh, sin has a yellowish tint, and well, yeah, yeah, that's part of the body's way of getting rid of sin Yeah, as designed by God. Why as, do you not understand that like there are chemical answers to everything in God's kingdom, and that God is <laughs> producing these chemicals to represent these things? I mean, do you think he just makes it happen magically? or? Well, I should hope so, actually. What do you mean? I, I, I would prefer if he did it magically. Because I don't, I I would prefer to have my body autonomy, no. and if God's fine, no, no, no. like constantly just fucking with my system. No, we are uh, we're living in a deterministic and theistic universe. Uh, God is controlling everything uh, chemically. Oh, he's like a okay. psychiatrist. <laughs> he loves us all, probably. That's all I know. Daddy. Um. Also, during this uh, this entire period, uh, 24-hour period, uh, we will be doing shitty love line. Holy shit, 24 hours? 24 hours, Fuck that's me. right. 24-hour podcasts. Uh, yeah, we are doing shitty love line. Yep. Uh, so when, when people call in, uh, I mean, I, I already, I've received some questions, which we'll hand, uh, hand, yeah, yeah. hand, like I said, but as people call in, uh, we are going to... Um, 
ask them if they have any questions about their love lives, which we will answer, uh, you know, as drunk suits uh, and give them psychoanalytic or phenomenological answers. So, so really no different than Dr. Drew. It's like Dr. Drew, but we, we don't care about your weed addiction. <laughs> uh, and we think COVID is real, but it's caused by 5G. Naturally. Nat- naturally, yeah. Naturally occurring 5G. Um, so we've got about uh, 10 minutes before our first caller. Uh, assuming that they're on time. Yeah, um, I think you will be. That's the problem. You, you gave them the, the link. They've got the link. They got the link. Okay. Cool. Man, I planned I planned way ahead. Yeah. People are fucking lined up. We might even have some people that are watching the Zoom right now. I don't know. I'm not good at computer. Um but uh, um checking the meeting we yeah, we don't we don't have any good. spectators Thank or anything God. like that. No one's watching this mess. Um, so real quick, uh, I, I found this, uh, right before we started, uh, it's a very interesting and thought provoking quote by, uh, Donald Trump. Fuck yeah. Um, I honestly have no idea what he's trying to say here, but I think it's really good that we have a president that's willing to say it, you know? Yeah. 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 He just says what we think. Yeah. And, and this is exactly what, what we think. Probably. You know what I say? Protest is your ass. I don't talk about my ass. This bit is incredible. (laughs) 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 Just just radio silence. Fuck yeah. Oh, oh, can you not hear that? No, I can't hear shit. I just hear an echo of myself. Oh, I hope that the. No, no, it's, it's, it's not being picked up. God damn it. So I need to share my screen with you then. Because I sound like God here. All right. <laughs> Come on. I don't know about that. Just let me let me have this. Let me, let me have this one. Uh, let's see. Advanced sharing options. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll share my sound. Man, I'm overheating like shit. Is it the beanie? It's probably the beanie. Is the Tim Pool beanie? The Tim Pool beanie. Now Tim Pool would have a. He always wears a black beanie with like a gray rim around it. Oh yeah, and he, he wears it like a fucking sailor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a cool ass dude like me who leaves most of his giant forehead exposed <laughs> because I'm proud of my receding hairline. Right. Okay, let's uh let's try to run that clip again. Um Let's run it. Because uh you can you should be able to hear it now. Let me know if you can't hear it. I'm pressing should play now. Not. You know what I say? Protest is your ass. I don't talk about my ass. That's going to be my fever dream after this podcast. Yeah, we're we're going to go to sleep (laughs) protesting my ass. (laughs) He's up there with a fucking uh, ticket. I I don't know where this is exactly. What the fuck is the context of that? Just someone saying, we're going to protest your ass? Like, I don't know, man. Um, context doesn't matter anymore. No one just matters. That's that's uh, basically 90% of the replies to this right. are, <laughs> I don't understand what he's saying. What the fuck is he talking about? Fuck yeah. People, uh, oh, oh. That 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 classic picture of thick Donald Trump playing tennis. Oh fuck tennis? Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one where he's I thought you were like, talking about the one where he's like crawling up the hill, where he's in full like contraposto and fuck yeah. yeah. 
I'm just full contraposto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contra. Wait. I'm. I'm. Confused. That's a, that's an art term oh, for this? for like uh, oh. instead of drawing a figure or or sculpting a figure standing straight up or whatever. Like there's a, there's a movement to okay. the body and okay. and twisting sort of going on to to accentuate more and make it more it's interesting. Like a gestural kind of thing. Yes. Right. right. Okay. I got confused because I thought you were trying to say one of two words which are not which are not that. I thought you were mixing up like chiaroscuro, which I'm probably mispronouncing uh and contrapasso uh which is <laughs> contrapasta contrapasta uh which uh, are both dope things uh but uh, not 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 that okay um, so so the definition is uh an asymmetrical arrangement of the human figure in which the line of the arms and shoulders contrasts with while balancing those of the hips and legs oh shit the things you learn yeah that's uh hey there's my unfinished art degree for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's contrapasso. Yes. Okay. Nice. Nice. I uh I hate being a jack of all trades kind of guy in the humanities because I, sure. I I constantly feel as if oh yeah no I I kind of I get art history and I get philosophy right. and I get literature but in fact I'm just the dumbest motherfucker. I don't think that's on true. On all of this, except for, <laughs> I don't know, uh, name some very niche type of e- eco poetics. I don't know what that is. I, I, I would assume it's uh, poetry that has to do with uh, with the ecology of. Fuck, he, he knows it better than I do. Uh, it's just hey, a... Jack of all trades. <laughs> this, this Hell yeah. No, I am actually very smart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we figured that out. I uh, I overthink things a lot, uh, and it gives me a personality. That's what my personality is. It's so, anxiety. <laughs> just just so everybody oh, understands God. how hot it is in this room, uh-huh. I had a, a massive mug full of ice and water uh, to to keep myself hydrated, and all of the ice has melted. Hell yeah! And we're we're talking. There was probably a good like half pound of ice in there <laughs> yeah it's uh it is pretty fucking warm could, could you imagine if we did this the other week during the middle oh. of the heat wave <laughs> oh that'd be miserable so i i, I learned something actually this is an okay. interesting yeah, go ahead. Uh, science fact because when i was living in Chicago, dorian science facts dorian science facts uh, we actually do have at least one real scientist calling up later which i'm very excited hell about. yeah he's doing experiments on ticks which oh, is really fun. Which is, is very Delusian. Yeah, I was gonna, Excellent. I was gonna say there's a reference there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even I know that one. Yeah, you got it, buddy. You got it. He's part of Theorygram now. Uh, he is. Uh, anyway, so I was living out in Chicago, and it was the middle of winter, so very fucking cold. Uh, but thankfully, even though I was poor and living on South Side, um, we still had heating. And so I would pour myself some water and it would start off cold and then the heat would would heat it up. Oh yeah. As happens, right? Yes. But something would happen where bubbles would form in the water mm-hmm. and then it would just be full of bubbles. It looked like it was sparkling water. Interesting. And I'd never seen that before because I've always lived in like, you know, places that are have normal temperatures. Yeah. Like California. Because California is normal. Super normal. Not like the rest of the world. Not has. not having any seasons whatsoever yeah. is super normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, and I learned that what's actually occurring there is that there are different chemicals inside of the water, minerals, things of the sort. Right. Yep. 
that um, either sublimate or end up uh, changing some kind of phase inside of the water yeah. and produce gas. Yep. Um, and uh, so it's the fact that the, the water was heating up, not enough to make it boil, but enough to look like it was almost just a very slow yeah. simmer almost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's pretty fascinating. Also shows you how much uh, bullshit is inside of Chicago's water, which I won't do another rant about right now. <laughs> but give us give us uh, twelve hours because it'll start up again. So on, on the subject of that, I, I actually knew about that. Uh, Shut the goddamn so, it! Sorry, man. It's 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 part of because Pretend I I'm cool. No, 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 no. I'm building off of that. Just do it. Like- so when I worked at the, the pharmaceutical company, we had water filtration systems that would basically sap all the minerals out. Uh, it was like a what reverse osmosis on top of like right. also uh, a bunch of other filtration systems that we sent this water through to make it like super pure. And so that's that's why they use that water is because when you have a bunch of minerals in the water and you're trying to like boil something, it can be a little bit like when you're when you're working in chemistry it can be a little bit uh, unpredictable because you don't know exactly what concentration of minerals is in it. So that's why they removed all the minerals. So that would be like a super clean boil. And and there's other reasons, obviously Uh, you don't want minerals getting into certain things when you're trying to like make drugs. So hell yeah. So we're both smart now. We're both smart now. I'm really, I'm, I'm glad that I started off this 24 hour ordeal, like in a combative mood. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's gonna be good um so speaking of we're waiting we've uh got two more minutes two more minutes yeah stupid asshole is supposed to call us uh, we've, we've updated our uh, our soundboard i think that's important for people to know um i don't know about any of this you do know about it you, I know you about were there that. with me so we've, we've got the classic uh wet ass p word got the classic oh, yeah, wet ass p word did it yeah good that sounded great unlike either one of us <laughs> and then uh and then we've got this one that's that's where if we do a goof sorry that was no audio came out it was really? the sound of both of our erections oh yeah <laughs> okay yeah the thought of audio and then uh and then we've got uh the good old the good old wilhelm screen <laughs> hell yeah um I don't know what we'll use that one for, but uh, every time you mention Nietzsche, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyways, Nietzsche. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, good developments in the podcast. Um, also, also, uh, sometime in the near future, I'm going to start uh, maybe tinkering around around with some uh, YouTube videos. Uh, so, you know, expanding the Benzo Rehab Dungeon, uh, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I which which is something people are asking for. No, the, the totally. <laughs> we should end up on Spotify eventually. Um, mm. But uh, I did promise. I believe I promised ago. looking into that. Yeah. You, you promised <laughs> to look into that. And I promised to start, like, clipping our, uh, our audio for little YouTube things. Yeah. Uh, but I'm depressed. Oh, okay. I knew that about you. Yeah. And I knew that was the reason, but it's like 90% of my personality. Yeah. Actually, as oh. far as I know, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much just that. All right. Well, it's, it's that and then lashing out compensatorily. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly I'm like extreme. Everybody's got a, everybody's got a wallow in the filth with you. I'm sorry. Everybody's got a wallow in the filth with you. Yeah. Yeah. That, 
All right, we're getting too real here. Uh, <laughs> so our, our first caller... <laughs> yeah, our first caller is, uh, is phoning in right now, so let's go ahead and... Uh, oh, is he actually? Uh, I told him to. He better. So I believe... Or Jake, they better. Yes, they. Jacob wanted to go by non-binary uh, pronouns, so... Good we'll... man. Uh, good, fuck, I did not mean to do that. I, did, I genuinely <laughs> did not mean to do that. Good it. human. Good, good person. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, so we will admit. And uh, they're joining now. Showing us the connection, Mr. Jacob. What up, Chapinos? <laughs> hey, <laughs> he did the thing. He did the thing. Let me let me see. Uh, there we go. Where's video? The old camera. Oh man. Oh, fuck a face too. Yeah. Yeah. What up, kids? What up, G? So uh, are, are we? I'm good. I'm ready. I'm pumped. Cool. Uh, we we are recording the audio right now. So um, great. Do you do you want to go by just Jacob, or do you care if your last name is thrown in there, or? Uh, last name is fine. I don't okay. have anything to hide. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, that's that's funny because both of us do. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so we we're, have we're uh, be politicians. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably you know, not. I've I've been thinking about that. Like, I like I recently recreated a, a Twitter account, and I I specifically not tweeted anything and like leave all my like manic musings to my instagram story just because it, it self-destructs self yeah. exactly and I, I would rather have extinction like baked into the speak speaking of um, actually and maybe maybe you don't want us to do this to you oh but we're going uh -huh. to because and th this this is going to be permanent yep right uh -huh. so just letting everyone know the last message that jacob sent me is a little perturbing okay okay <laughs> i let him know that he can call up whenever he's ready or they're ready i'm sorry i keep on getting your pronouns wrong yeah, that's i'm fine. genuinely doing that on accident D don't uh, worry about it but it's beep boop poo poo pee pee yeah that motherfucker i you feel like jacob right. and yeah. uh, us would get along pretty yeah, well based on yeah that's uh yeah uh, we, we say things like yeah, that a actually, lot when we're playing magic the gathering together because we, yeah. we uh, well, need to fill the dead air so speaking of which i know i guess traditionally plugs are, are usually done at the end but I've, i think i've mentioned to both of you the uh the as of yet failed podcast experiment i'm trying to get off the ground with a buddy of mine but uh we have a our idea is pretty much similar to you guys okay. um with like you know similar like chapo like come town red scare etc <laughs> like you know just the the general dirtbag just shithead degenerate you know leftist stuff um but our name is what, what are you trying to say yeah. about us buddy oh <laughs> uh, uh, you know if the two fits yeah yeah it's called out uh, it's called lexa bros nice. lexa bros okay. um named after uh of course the antidepressant lexapro uh yeah yeah which no I, I got it we yeah. both i like it. we both owe our uh limited sanity too um cool but yeah anyways uh i don't know how you guys have been doing it so far but i have i just like real quick before we got started i jotted down some uh just a page of notes of what i thought we could kind of talk about or go yeah. through sure. um, yeah. actually our first caller yep. of this marathon so yep. you get to kind of set the tone oh. yeah oh hell yeah okay yeah, you're the so, okay cool uh i feel honored um <laughs> so this is actually uh, going to be the, used against you in a future court case no i, would, I wouldn't totally feel honored right now <laughs> uh the um so the blurb that i had sent you guys let me actually pull that up because i feel like 
it's better if I have that so I can kind of crib it um, against what I have written down. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So the stuff, the way that I kind of wrote it down for today was what I would identify as kind of a um, something proper to contemporary thought um, that we can basically just sort of going under the the broad, very broad banner of, of new materialism as it's applied to um, epistemology and ontology in general. Um, and then also it's uh, purported accurate, tr- purportedly accurate treatment of uh, the Anthropocene or our current historical moment. And this, the, the sort of connection um, came together when I was looking at your uh, thesis on Lovecraft. Um, oh, yeah. So the, the issue for me is I'll go through, I'll work from the cosmic down to the human. Um, so the, the presentation that I would give basically is that um new materialism is kind of a problematic um theoretical viewpoint by problematic i mean is a problem it it has inherent contradictions of terms and theses do do you Um, want to really quickly give uh everyone a sure yeah kind of definition yeah yeah so i'm gonna go off of um this is from the journal um october which a a couple years ago put out a special edition on materialism and new materialism and so their four-point definition is um i'll run through the bullets it's um one attempting to think the reality of objects beyond human meanings and uses this other reality is often rooted in thingness or an animate materiality so that would be something like um graham graham Harmon's object-oriented ontology right as well as hyper objects things like that yeah, Morton, uh, Jane Bennett. Um, secondly, asserting that humans and objects form networks or assemblages across which agency and even consciousness are disputed. So that's like Latour and a, a really poor bastardization of Deleuze, I would contend. Right. Um, Potentially even like then, Whitehead in a bizarre yeah. sense, yeah. And then thirdly, um, shifting from epistemology and all of its relation to critique to ontology where the being of things is valued alongside that of persons. I don't know who that's, if that can be attributed to a name. I would, I would contend that that's a sort of a bullshit claim that that's something that new materialism yeah. does, because I mean, frankly, like part of the problem with new materialism is that it, it, it purports to dispense with idealism or to try and bracket um, anthropocentrism but ultimately it requires um it it requires maintaining you know a human or a a thinking subject qua human subject um Mm. which i mean so to me like the the more interesting and and part of the problem here too is that the speculative realists get lumped in with um the new materialism or the new materialists and and i would and so this is where like Laruel comes in for me. And I, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but like Laruel is a hyper rationalist. He's a realist. Um, and, and, uh, I lost my train of thought. What's the point here? Oh, idealism. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, 
it's a question of actually positive. And this is the interest interest to me of Lovecraft is it's actually positing and not attempting to think um, a non-human agency, mm. which is something like Lovecraft's monsters. Because the problem with to me with a lot of like new materialist texts, something like um, you know thinking like a forest, I think is one, or like uh, what's uh, Haraway's most recent stuff, mm. is that it, it's still it, it essentially. Um, it, it it relies on what is fundamentally uh, a, a human model of cognition. Right. It's still based Even, on a kind of uh, anth- anthropic phenomenology in the end. Yeah, e- and it's, exactly. It's, it's, yes. it's posing itself as ontology and it becomes this weird mess. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so a a footnote there specifically vis-a-vis phenomenology would be that, and this is a a Larruellian point would be that, you know, if it were to actually um, do what it claims to do, then it would, it would think the phenomenal, not the phenomenological. And and in this way, I would claim that Larruell is like a, a strange sort of Deleuzian. And if we think about the dogmatic image of thought and, and what Deleuze is attempting to do in difference and repetition mm-hmm. um, in terms of critiquing Kantianism and prior metaphysicians who essentially uh, kind of trace backwards from the em- empirical onto the transcendental and kind of uh, assume or posit um features of empirical, experiential, phenomenological reality as transcendental or pre-phenomenological conditions of experience. Right, right. um, Or being. Um, So that's kind of like a sort of derivé through that. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, okay. So there's such a a broad amount of dense material here, especially for, I think, a lot of our listeners. Um, but I, I, I think what might connect well into this, based on our limited conversations before uh, and a mm. question that a lot of our listeners might have, is you mentioned, because you did some work on Afro-pessimism, uh, right? Right, yeah. Okay. So with this whole problem of phenomenology and the transcendental mm-hmm. and uh, just the, 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 the weird conflation between neo-rationalism yeah. and neo-material and new materialism. Um, right. Th- you you mention this 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 phrase, and it's the ontology of race. Is that is that what you called it? Or I, was that not quite right? I've used. Oh no! So the the paper that I I sent and the the pa- the project that I was working on in mm-hmm. Afropessimism was called the ontology of loss. Um, right. There was that. Yeah. That's a phrase that comes from, um, Nathaniel Mackey, who's a a poet and scholar, um, who's, who has written a number of novels, um, Mm. basically about kind of this fictional jazz, uh, band. And it's a, it's a really phenomenal, um, series. Uh, it's, it's, it's a meditation on like on race and history and music and culture um and kind of like a sort of like collective unconscious i guess um now 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 the the idea in the title i think uh 
is, mm-hmm. is easier to process just on its own. But then mm-hmm. in addition to that, you, you, you uh, sent us a message talking about how uh, realist projects like Afro-pessimism, which does mm-hmm. have an ontological understanding of race. So mm-hmm. what, how, how are we to understand race ontologically? So I, mm. what, in basically the way that I use the term ontology in the paper, I, I tend to use it more as a verb, which is, so okay. I, I tend to write ontologize, um, right, right. which is a, to me a way of saying essentialize, but okay. the, the problem with essentialize is that at least for my argument, it's too weak of a, of, um, a characterization of what right. Afro pessimism, Afro pessimists do with race, um, namely with, uh, to make of race as it is, as it is a structure of white supremacy, mm. they make of it a transcendental, a historical condition of reality rather okay. than, right. um, something which is historical. And so it, my my project with Afro-pessimism is more a materialist critique of a realist project, but, and this is part of what I sent in that initial kind of blurb, was that, you know, like, there is sort of a, there is a necessary, like, kind of realist supplement, I think, um, that we need mm. in order to, or uh, in order to make Onto, to in order to structure arguments about ontology or what being is um, or thought is, but to kind of equivocate history and um, historical realities with this kind of ultimate pre-historical is is to me mm. problematic, and that's that's essentially what I contend that Afro pessimists sure. do. Okay, yeah. um, no, that's great. Um, that uh, ontologizing concept is is really interesting, and that that choice of terminology. Uh, not to be an urbanomic bro, uh, <laughs> though maybe maybe I am. But have you read through Spinal Catastrophism yet? No. It it deals a lot with um, these ideas of ontologizing and uh, uh, chronologizing and, and producing a lot of these. Uh, uh, theoretically imminent or transcendent uh, uh, concepts out of your own your own consciousness, kind of. It's it's a bizarre yeah. text um, that kind of links in immediately. But um, hell yeah! Gosh. Well, and so that to glom onto what you the that that to Please. me is precisely the problem of using one's own experience in as a jumping off point i I, like so and this is this kind of jumps into like my uh interest in like french republicanism Mm -hmm. um and it's something that i think is important so to to, before that to specifically kind of go to like deleuze and deleuze and guattari you know um in i think it's in the first plateau the rise on plateau a thousand plateaus they they explicitly say, and I think I'm quoting verbatim, they say, what does it matter who's speaking? Right. And then um, later, I believe, I, I think it's in the Becoming Plateau. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have a paragraph, and this is where I, this is kind of what I was trying to think through in my undergraduate thesis. Um, they 
they have a phrase of how to be nobody. And it's precisely the question of that is sort of a distillation of what they're trying to do in mm. um, anti-Oedipus of sort of evacuating yourself of microfascism, right. of, of eliminating bad faith. Um, and then of course, to jump around a little bit again, like they, I think it's again in the, the rise in plateau, they have, um, I don't remember what the what exactly they're talking about, but they have a phrase about um, experiments in contact with the real. Mm. And for them, the real is ultimately like capital H history. And that's right. clear in Anti-Oedipus where they talk about homo historia prior to homo natura. Um, but, and then, okay, so to jump, I'll tie it together, I promise. <laughs> um, to jump to the French Republicanism thing, what people don't understand, and this is a this is a problem with how French theory is taught to Americans, I think, mm. is the degree to which for the French, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn because this is something I've I've gotten from like academic treatments of specific political issues in France rather than like any sort of like ethnography, but mm. the, the priority of identity in France is allegiance to the French Republic prior to, um, you know, uh, clan, blood, lineage, uh, faith, mm. et cetera. And, and, and this is particularly clear, um, with current more contemporary issues of like, uh, the assimilation or lack thereof, of, um, Muslims into French society, because the French have this concept of laïcité, which is essentially secularism, mm. which of course is, is problematic because it's it's insofar as it's non-problematic to wear a crucifix, but to wear you know hijab or niqab right. is is um, you know fundamentally kind of um, taboo for the French. Yeah, they, they, been they, they neutralized. Truly, yeah, yeah, they they view it as an affront to to the republic, um, which I, I'm not particularly interested in, like casting judgment on whether that's fair or not. I think it's kind of, I don't, I think it's kind of dumb, but, um, so the, 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 the connection then for me is to the kind of Deleuze quotes is that there's an a subjectivism that I think is important, I think. And that's, and that's where like someone like La Ruelle comes in is that he, he thinks thought and knowledge as the subject position. It's non, it's, it's a non-ego subject. And the problem mm. with, I think, the American psyche and the American reading of French theory is that it is fundamentally uh, intensely egocentric. Right. Um, it, it requires an I. And I, 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 I don't know why, but to me, like, just kind of on a personal and intellectual level, it's, it's like a... I have just a deep-seated aversion to an interest to say I. I think it's yeah, it's 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 problematic. Yeah. It bars us from yeah. sure. Close that. <laughs> Some asshole revving his engine outside. <laughs> Jerks. I mean, yeah, that, that that is that is an interesting problem that arises in the way that we interact with a lot of French theory, especially because so much of it is predicated on people like Lacan, who right. Um, are ultimately claiming that identity, uh, I mean, the ego itself is insufficient in describing what the self is. Uh, it's right. it's all it's always dehiscent. It's always disconnected from 
the right. who you are trying to be and who you actually are, um, it's it doesn't work. It's asymptotic. Yeah. Asymptot- yeah, exactly. Um, Asymptotically dehiscent. Yeah. And and so this is this is a that my characterization of frankly, I, I think it could be applied to the original text, but but mm. probably of or more more concretely, more more honestly applied to the American uses of the text is that it it essentially is an anti-humanist or anti-foundationalist humanism. Okay. Um, yeah. while claiming to dispense with older classical humanist um, understandings of subjectivity or the subject, it still does ratify. And this is kind of what I was alluding to with the problem of the model of cognition in new materialism as it's applied to non-human agents is that it it still ratifies a humanist or classical um, kind of ground, even that, Mm. even as it claims to, or attempts to, um, dispense with what it considers to be negative about that that kind of classical model. Right. Yeah. There's um, there's a kind of bizarre way in describing the uh, the human versus the non-human in, in, in that there's there's it's 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 a fun paradox because we tend to describe, especially when trying not to, uh, we tend to describe non-human things as functioning in human ways, uh, as if they right. had human thought. But we also treat human beings as independent, closed systems that are, right. uh, f- at least per phenomena or, or, or cognition, separate from the rest of the cosmos, right? And, yeah. and so we, we simultaneously think that everything thinks like us, but nothing is connected to our thought. And it's... A, yeah. Funny break. Yeah. What's well, the, it, it's the Empirico transcendental doublet. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's that in order to think thinking, mm. we need something capable of thinking. Um, right. And right. so, and that to me is like kind of the, you know, that, and that's, that's part of like someone like Kanton Mayasu, um, who wrote After Finitude, mm. you know, his whole thing is correlationism, which he thinks. Which is the term that he uses basically to describe um, sort of post-Kantian idealist um, philosophy as, you know, uh, these thinkers argue that we don't have access to the thing itself. We only have access to our thought of the thing, which he, that thought of the thing, that that predication is the correlation. Um, Mm. And like, I just... I'm not super interested in like a really like rigorous realism. Like I don't sure. see what, what use that serves. Yeah, I think yeah, like I've used the word. Yeah. I've, I've used the word like inoculation. Like to me, it's like, it's, it's a supplement to kind of, um, yeah, I guess a, a more properly like kind of mi- kind of materialist thought. Um, mm. but I think, I, I don't know, like, just new materialism to me is just like it's it's new age woo woo. I don't know. It's it's. it's I mean, that's the, yeah. I, I I think that's what a lot of people are thinking, or at least uh, the thing that guides their thought in something like the linguistic turn, right? Mm-hmm. Where we've moved away from what we consider metaphysics and these pure ontologies and things like that, and moved into things that we have still 
ultimately arbitrary, but some kind of more quote unquote scientific understanding of, uh, because yeah. people think that, and there's some justification to this, uh, and I think a lot of it is bullshit, but people think that, um, any kind of, uh, uh, metaphysics or ontology is innately woo woo bullshit that can't be proven. And in a lot of ways that's kind of right. true, but it's maybe more I mean, interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, well, and that's, but see, that's my problem, I guess, it, it, is that, like, I came to theory through, like, my early, like, theory education was, you know, Badiou, um, mm. Stiegler, Zizek, Agamben, Ranciere, okay. and then I discovered Deleuze, and, you know, I think, um, well, in Frank, so this is this is, yeah. I, so I, it's you use the phrase linguistic term, and I think it's precisely the fault of Derrida or Foucault mm. or Foucauldians and Derridians. Most that, of them are. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate it's. I hate them with a the fucking passion. <laughs> um, it's it's their fault that it's it's taboo to do ontology and mm. Deleuze was adamant. Deleuze was explicit. He called himself a pure metaphysician. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and this, and, and just as a kind of, um, it, I guess it, it would be a little bit of an availability heuristic, but if you were to look at, if you were to go through, um, academic press catalogs and say, okay, if we have, um, what was it? I think it was, a Irigaray called the, the the luminaries of, of French thought of that period. I think she called them the immortals. Um, okay. If you were to look at th that kind of pantheon, for lack of a better word, the, the Lacans, the Foucaults, the Blanchots, <laughs> Deleuze, etc., um, and the kind of work that they published versus the American appropriations and uses of their work, right. th those thinkers are still doing something that is... Um, it's not indexed to a uh, explicitly indexed to a political or phenomenological project in the way that American publications are right. by which I mean something like, um, feminism or queer theory or, um, you know, animal studies, even mm -hmm. like it, those. And, and you can even notice this in like, if you look at something like Edinburgh university presses, um, series on, they have a series on on speculative realism, which mm. is garbage. Uh, Grant Grant Graham Harmon's a fucking quack, <laughs> and a, a, it, it's just a, it's just it's I don't know, like Ray Brassier, like yeah. yeah, like Ray Brassier, like said some really like <laughs> pointedly mean shit about how like speculative realism is literally just like a bunch of like blogger losers, like and it's not coherent, <laughs> and that's kind of how I. But um, mm. the point is, you know, like these these continental presses are, are publishing works of pure philosophy. Right. And, and maybe that is the problem is that it, um, the American Academy philosophy is analytic and it's, mm. you know, I just, I don't even know what analytics do. Like uh, all they do it's is what, like tables. epistemology. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> who fucking cares? Yeah. Like who gives a shit about truth? Like that's not, that's right. not interesting. I mean, um, I, I think that's been, uh, more or less I and the rest of the potato gangs. Uh, <laughs> that's been our motto since we started. Yeah. Is, who, who cares about truth? Who, who cares about <laughs> truth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do I have to do to, to blood into the potato gang? No one does. So like, 
No one does. No one does. Yeah, nice. we, we have our, uh, our our four guys, and uh, we have some kind of honorary people that uh, interact with us. Oh, but, yeah. uh, that's that's all that's going to happen. Great. So I don't have to like put a bag of flaming shit on Bidu's doorstep or something. I mean, oh no! You, yeah, you should do that though. Yeah, you should do that. I yeah. probably yeah. should, right? Yeah. But <laughs> imagine being imagine being like an unrepentant Maoist in the twenty first century. Know, like right? fucking. Like drink bleach, dude. Now, um, now, now we're now we're more talking about stuff in my room, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, I don't know. That's that's my bit. Um, the the so the I didn't really flesh it out, but the problem between or the 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 correlation between Afro pessimism and anthropocentrism <laughs> or anthrop the putative anthropocene is that there are these um, paralogisms to use, you know. Kant slash Deleuze's words, mm. and then, or an amphibology to use um, Laruel's term, whereby um, for the anthropos- anthropocenic or thinkers of the Anthropocene, they, the amphibology would be um, human with destruction, Anthropocene, or an anthropogenic effect on the environment with specifically um, the industrial or the industrialization mm. or industri- yeah um and then with with afro pessimism the amphibology is um blackness as it's construed by white supremacy with mm. a tra- transcendental condition of blackness um because even some of the af- some afro pessimists would even claim that there can be no ontological or ontology of a black subject and like right. that's even present obviously in like Fanon who says that you mm. know the black subject has no um what is it has no ontological resistance right. um you know meaning they're kind of shot through by the white gaze yeah. um yeah, yeah. Which, which is I would kind of argue which, for, yeah. oh no i i but that's the thing like i my beef with afro pessimism isn't on the level of the proposition it's on the level of the conclusion it's on a sentence level accurate Mm. on a paragraph level it it gets dicey um but yeah so that's that's kind of that's my bit um i don't know have you uh not to just throw readings at you but i have to throw this reading at everyone and i i i I need to catch up on laruel i haven't read really anything so that that's something good to add for me but Uh Have you read um, A Billion Black Anthropocenes or None by Yusuf? No, I, I know it. That's, uh, that's U of M, the Forerunners or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal text. And if you're, okay. if you're interested in the things that you have explicitly made yourself uh, clear you're interested in, I think it would be an awesome reading for you. Um, I'm really not. It's, I'm just spewing. <laughs> you know? Like, what's the fucking difference? This is, this is how, this is, this is how people get jobs in the academy. You know, this is right. a job talk, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, just, just send I, them I our probably, podcast, yeah. I should probably like throw around more terms. Like I work at the intersections of <laughs> uh, whatever the fuck, and like it's it's all you know. It's all as somebody who's uh, who's been in the professional world for a little while now. It's it's all just buzzwords, man. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, we'll, we'll clip this out, and this can be your uh, chalk talk next time you apply <laughs> oh, yeah. to uh, some kind of academic position. God, never. 
I mean, you've, uh, you've filled, uh, you've filled 30 minutes of time with a bunch of like, uh, 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 I guess, philosophically centric uh, uh, jargon. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got that all set. Yeah, my, are we out of time? Uh, uh, we, we have a little bit more time uh, to kind of yeah. squeeze some things yeah. out. Oh, yeah, I think so. But, yeah. uh, but not, not, not a whole lot. We have maybe we can maybe make it up to five, ten more minutes. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's been uh, Dorian and Jacob centric. What? Uh, yeah. No, that's that's fine. From, uh, like let, like let I said on Maoist. <laughs> yeah. Like I said when you when you first uh, posited, you know what you wanted to talk about. This is more Dorian's realm of expertise. Um, yeah. I'm I'm more of a, a novice slash beginner in the the theoretical world. Um, I mean, I right. think a lot of our listeners are, so maybe if we can do some helpful clarifications or anything like that. Um, um maybe yeah. Uh, there there was a couple of notes that I found interesting. Was uh, the the concept of becoming nobody? I think is something that you threw in there. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Now maybe I'm misreading this, but I don't think I am. Um, but one of one of my major bugaboos lately has been like the uh, the absolute dogmatic uh, adherence to ID politics, right? Um, and and so I think that you know the 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 idea of becoming nobody when you're speaking about something is important in that respect because ID po- ID politics always fail fails. Uh, because yeah. any anytime you have, you know, you, right now we've got Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris, sorry, uh, yeah. uh, as as the vice president, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, she's a black woman, so right. we, we've given you what you want, leftists, right, yeah. progressives. You've got a black right. woman who's going to be the second seat in the country. Um, yeah, but then you know anybody who who understands her policy understands that right. she's one of Heretic. if not the most uh anti-minority uh legislators right. that's that's ever come about uh and and you know present day politics um yeah. so you know i i think that id politics is is a mistake in general and i think the idea of becoming nobody when you speak is important because uh you 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 know anytime somebody you know posts a video of candace owens for for example I don't know if you're familiar right. with Candace Owens. Yeah, I, I know who she is. I, I haven't bothered. Yeah, so she's like an extreme right wing black woman. Yeah. And so, you know, right. ev- everybody uses that as, you know, w- whenever somebody's like, you got to listen to black voices, uh, you know, you always get some right wing right. shithead that posts well, a Candace is- Owens rebuttal. But the fact of the matter is she knows exactly what she's doing. Oh, she yeah, absolutely. Is, she's she's the thing is, like, she's doing what id poll says one should do which is to right. you know Precisely. center black center voice i i hate the spatial metaphors one center <laughs> centering and then i also hate the 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 problematic problematic of you know it, it's again there's the whole bodies and spaces thing but then mm-hmm. also just like life like it's never people it's always you know mm. black or black or x bodies um you know uh x qualified spaces it's not it's 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 right not there's a there's an unwillingness it's not it's both an unwillingness and an incapacity to be specific um which is similar to you know like if you guys know the martin bailey logical fallacy right, of right. you make you make a baldly absurd point and then when called on it you retreat to the weaker 
version of that thesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's obviously part of, of id poll is, is just the, the absolutely histrionics of the claims. Um, right. And yes. actually I, I, and one name I want to toss out, um, he's a he's a grad student, I think, at the University of Georgia. His name is um, Irami Osei Frimpong. He's uh, he's his father's Ghanaian and his mother is um, African-American, I believe. And he does work in political philosophy and political theory. Um, I think he, I heard that he, name the other day and I forget where so I he's heard been it from. On, he's been on the Hills Rising a bunch and he was oh, just that's on. Right. Um, I think that's where I heard it from, which yeah, the, Hill, he, the Hills Rising has its own problems, but sometimes oh, they have good yeah, guests. For sure. But he, he got in trouble last year because he tweeted that, um, I don't know if it was last year or how recently, but he tweeted um, that, you know, it, it would, it's essentially inevitable or necessary that some white people will have to die for black liberation. <laughs> Which okay. is like, frankly, yeah, a patently true. So, the the, the, the problem is with a statement like that, and I'm not saying that he's wrong because he's absolutely right. The problem is with a statement like that is every white person has has uh, believed it that they're going to be that person that dies. That right. is a, yeah, that it's is a direct this, threat against them. Yeah, well, and, it's the same like. They're Sorry, billionaires too. Oh no, no, no! Keep going. Yeah, well, it's, going. it's the same opposition that people instinctively have to Marxism is because they think that you know some squatter is going to come in and take their Keurig when that's not at all it. The, the requisition <laughs> right. of property, the appropriation of property, is about controlling the means of production. Like no one gives a shit about your you know two thousand line uh, Corolla or your fucking right. guitar. Like that's not the point. And to pretend that it is is just completely a bad faith understanding. Um, but yeah. And and paraphrasing this, um, there's a, uh, a writer, uh, thinker. Um, I think he's also academically uh, relevant in some way. Yeah. Um, uh, his name is Lorenzo Camboa, uh, Irving, Irving. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's talked a lot of, and, and part of, part of why I think, when somebody says something like white people are going to have to die for black liberation and you know you've got all these people that are like well i'm white so are you threatening me um yeah you know part part of what he says it would help if a lot more people were suicidal you know like part of the reason i don't get offended <laughs> is yeah. like i'm just like you know what i don't fucking care if i you die know, every, like, every time they say that we need to kill more mexicans i'm like me first buddy yeah. Um, <laughs> if only you were. If only I was actually Mexican, yeah. but you know, I'm, I, I look like it enough that people would kill well, me. I mean, that, that 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 brings me to a point that I wanted to touch on. But sorry, you were. Yeah, let me let something. me make yeah, my please, point please, real please. quick. Um, so uh, uh, one of the things that he talks about frequently is that the white race is basically fake. It doesn't actually yeah. exist. Um, it it yeah. basically people. You know, you could you could be Irish, you could be German. Um, and I bring up the Irish specifically and the German specifically mm-hmm. because at one point Americans did not consider right. the Irish or the Germans as white people, right. um, but right. now they are part of that white construct. And it's and it's not that 
you know, people that that believe themselves to be white have necessarily German pride or Irish pride, things that nobody right. would be upset if if expressed. It's that they right. believe in white pride yeah, because yeah. whiteness is the lack of marking, not not a spe- it, specific right. marking. Precisely, and, and it's a revolving door of of who is accepted as white. You know, right. yeah. there are some circles when, of of like the Aryan nations who believe that. Uh, uh, East Indian people are are like the the progenitors of right. the Aryan race, and so right. yeah. Indian people, despite not being white as as like a color determination at all, are considered right. part of the Aryan race uh, in that. Yeah, which yeah. leads me to a, a joke about um, the Jews. <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah, this is a good way I, to end this. A joke about Jews. I, I, I tend I tend to refer to them as Schrodinger's minority. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, which requires that you know what you know the the Schrodinger cat box thing is. I think um, we're all safe on that. Yeah, the, yeah, I think that's uh, that's yeah. that's made its way into so, the atmosphere. So basically, like the the logic of the joke about Jews being Schrodinger's minority is that you know, uh, assuming in an equation in a political equation that the Jews are somehow involved, um, is it politically expedient for them to be white? Right or not, and that determines whether or not they're, uh, you know, minorities. Sure. Um, and that's 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 the joke. It's not <laughs> we got a good joke. We, we, said, um, yeah. we explained it. Yeah, and it made yeah. it better. I I, I firmly I believe that when you overexplain a joke, it actually makes it better. Yeah. Cause yeah, like, no, uh, I, it's like it's it's an anti joke. Yeah. Almost. It's, it's every like, time I sleep with a woman and I apologize afterwards, it makes the sex better. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> Jesus. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, thanks for your time. Um, I appreciate yeah. everything that you said. I took some notes on some things that you said and uh, things that I'll look into later. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm always uh, I'm always down to be uh, to come back around if you guys are 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 willing to have a, a third fiddle at some point. Yeah, but, no, uh, just on an occasional yep. basis. Maybe eventually I'll, I'll actually read your paper instead of just kind of brushing through it. But uh, that would probably be a cool thing to talk about. And uh, your your failed podcast experiment is uh, the the Lexabros. Did we? You still there? I think he. Uh... Oh no! I see him trying to talk. Yeah. It's a fucking internet. Fucking, fucking internet. yeah! Fucking fucking it, internet came through. It's. It... All right. Now we're on robot mode. I don't think it's going to work out. This this was Jacob. He's from the Lexa Bros. Uh, podcast. They they are from the Lexa Bros. Podcast. They? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry, right, man. It's going to be a long day. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe if Jacob could message us, message us later, because uh, he's not coming. Or there, I did it. I did Same. it. Uh, they're not coming through at all. Um, maybe if you could message us. Uh, when we can expect some 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 of the podcasts to come out, uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put you out there. Yeah, we'll we'll put it in the uh, description of uh, of the uh, release of this uh, this particular segment. Right on. All right. Well, thanks, Jacob. Sorry about the uh, sorry about the internet issues at the end. Um, keep in touch. Uh, very interesting conversation. Yeah, you dropped out. They right. they dropped out. Pocket they dropped out. Seat, man. They dropped out. Uh, that, that gives us a couple minutes for me to, uh, pee. Pee pee. Yep. All right. Well, I will fill this dead up. time with something. Uh, uh just, um, sing to them. 
Yes. Uh, our next guest is going to be a thousand Grugos. Okay. Uh, very excited for that. It will probably be just as dense. Uh, so <laughs> excited for that. Uh, I think maybe since it was brought up, I'll talk a little bit about uh, Lorenzo Camboa. Do it. Uh, Irving. Um, let's see. Oh, so it's a uh, Lorenzo Camboa Irvin. Camboa uh, is spelled uh, K O M apostrophe B O A, and Irvin is spelled E R V I N. Uh, but he's a very interesting author. He's he's written a book that uh, that I keep meaning to look into more. Um, but I've I've heard a lot of good things about it. And the the name of the book is uh, Kill the Cop or yeah Kill the Cop in Your Head. Uh, and it's uh it's a plea to authority authoritarian leftists uh it was written back in 1996 which feels like a long time ago but uh on the on the historical scale of things actually isn't that long ago um this uh this this following bit that i'm going to read is from the industrial workers of the world uh on on the subject of authoritarian leftists kill the cop in your head uh, by Lorenzo Camboa Irvin. Um, it's difficult to know where to begin with this open letter to the various European American leftist, uh, Marxist Leninist, and Marxist Leninist Maoist, in particular groups within the United States. I have many issues with many groups, some general, some very specific. Uh, the way, the way in which this is presented may seem scattered at first, but I encourage all of you to read and consider carefully what I've written in its entirety before you pass any judgments. Uh, it was Lenin who said, take from each national culture only its democratic and socialist elements. We take them only and absolutely in opposition to the bourgeois culture and bourgeois nationalism of each nation. It could be argued that Lenin's statement in the current American, uh, American is spelled with three Ks because it's uh, it's cool like that. Uh, the current American context is in fact a racialist position. Who is he or the Bolsheviks themselves to take anyone or pass judgment on anyone, particularly since the privileges of having white skin are a predominant factor within the context of American style oppression. Uh, this limited privilege in capitalist society is a prime factor in the creation and maintenance of bourgeois ideology in the minds of many whites of various classes in the U S and everywhere in the globe. Uh, so that's just a little excerpt from uh, Kill the Cop in Your Head. And Dorian is back from his little pee-pee break. Hell yeah. What's up, y'all? <clears throat> um, so we got some... Our next guest is Thousand Grugos. So we oh, got yeah. a little bit of time before they phone in. We're setting up some more potential meetings with people. I'm getting a lot of messages about this, so... Uh, let's just make sure we have as much dead air in here as possible. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Yes. All right, it's cool. So, okay. gotta, we got a hold of Jacob, and uh, they'll be letting us know their stuff. Um, Hell yeah. I think, uh, I think a little bit of dead time is okay on a 24-hour podcast. You know what? Um, no. I don't think it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, These people are paying for, <laughs> for joy and entertainment from nobody's, us. Nobody's paying us. What? Yeah. Sorry, man. Where where does it where does it come from? Where does it where do my tendy coins come from? <laughs> tendy uh shit. It's now a bad time to tell you. 
they come from santa oh fuck yeah yeah santa's santa's real and he pays us attendees yeah that's, um that's... <laughs> <laughs> we're already uh we're already slowing down guys Let's well, get I mean, this going. there's only so much we can expect uh, while we're waiting between guests um so maybe we could talk about the uh the kenosha shooter a little bit uh not that that's like a loaded man an hour or two discussion that we could probably have Um, that's probably something we we should save because i uh i don't want to i don't want to spend 10 minutes on that and then like yeah uh, um i mean we can i mean well i mean uh i think it'd be useful to maybe just uh as as a news item uh, as as a news item uh so the the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, the shooter at Kenosha, who uh, wounded one person and killed two others. Um, make sure I get the facts right on this. I'll look up the news article. Uh, he missed his first court date. <clears throat> Which is something people uh, of all types can get away with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people frequently get away with me- missing their, their court dates. So, yeah. um, it was, uh, it was an extradition hearing because he, uh, basically crossed state lines in order to avoid, uh, prosecution, which is also super cool. Um, I, I, I'm so, that's dumbfounding to me. Oh, it's absolutely dumbfounding. It's 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 an insane proposition that right in front of the cop. I mean, if you look at the videos and you know, heavy content warning on those videos. Uh, I've personally been desensitized to them because I've been in the military, so that that kind of stuff doesn't bother me as much. Like the the content troubles me for sure, but I'm I'm used to seeing violence and and that sort of thing. Uh, if you're sensitive to violence i don't recommend you look it up um but he's he's shooting people in front of the cops the cops are feet away from where he's shooting people and you know he puts his arms up as he walks back to police lines and you would think at that point they would probably arrest him or something just because he's an active shooter whether or not he's justified in shooting people you you'd think that he would be arrested outright uh but he wasn't arrested, and in fact, they let him uh, get back to his mother, who apparently drove him to uh, this protest and was also armed herself, I believe. Um, I've, I've seen some some reports and some images that, that lead me to believe that she was there and also armed uh, with a with like an AR-15 looking gun. Uh, but yeah, he he missed his uh, he missed his first uh, court appearance, and the judge, instead of what normally happens in cases like this, which is the person gets arrested for you know being in contempt of court or whatever, um, they extended the time in which he could have his first court appearance all the way to uh, September twenty fifth. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So that's uh, just a little snippet of of how cool our country is and how we uh, we definitely don't treat uh certain races different than others and how there's absolutely no bias when uh when somebody commits a crime uh right what imagine, uh, imagine a judge reaching out to you and saying hey uh we noticed uh hey, some folks we, are saying didn't show up some people yeah. so sometime in the next month if you could just say hi so we can figure out whether right yeah even send you to court right um also on that subject uh if you've seen it being spread around uh that uh everybody who was shot there was a pedophile for some reason uh that's yeah. that's false 
Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> turns out anybody can just, you know, copy paste a name into a, uh, into a file generator. <laughs> essentially. I mean, you could, you could look up anybody's criminal record, like say, you know, a pedophile, mm. you look up their record and then you just, uh, uh, using Photoshop or even a um, snippet tool on, on right. Windows, you can put their name in there. And uh, as long as you have the right font, it's going to look believable. Right. And then um, so, you know, uh, yes, there there are pedophiles in America. However, not everybody who gets shot is a pedophile. Um, and you should be highly suspicious of, of anybody who's trying to smear the victims of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's shootings as a pedophile because, number one, how the fuck would he know? It's not like he was going pedophile hunting and he just happened to run into pedophiles. I mean, so so first off, he doesn't know that these people are pedophiles. He didn't shoot them because they were pedophiles. You don't just shoot people because they're pedophiles in the first place because there's a whole legal system. And if these people were convicted pedophiles, they're probably going to be in jail, not out in the street protesting uh, against uh, police brutality. Um, yeah, it's I love use your fact, fucking brains. <laughs> I really love the fact that uh, we we so quickly jumps to a point where anyone that anyone disagrees with we can claim is a pedophile we just found yep. the worst thing you could right. possibly be and then i mean i'm not even gonna say both sides because most of the time i think when uh, when the left is pointing it out it's that uh you know like clinton and, and, and trump are, are pedophiles, yeah people who they uh, are yeah probably. people who I mean, verify well probably maybe. i mean they have flights uh, going certain places. I, I I firmly believe that the the statement "birds of a feather flock together" right. uh, holds true. And yeah. um, given the amount of pictures that uh, exist of Clinton hanging out with uh, Epstein, um, I don't know. No, I've. I, you you could look up any picture of me, which mm-hmm. there aren't very many because I, I'm more with Epstein. Uh, zero and how many of them are with uh, Roper on your neck? <laughs> also zero. Uh, but yeah. uh, I I can firmly say that uh, I have no pictures of me that exist with uh, convicted pedophiles as of yet. Which you know, uh, give it time maybe, but I don't think that's going to happen because if somebody was friends with me and they're like, dude, you know what's cool? Little girls would be like, no, that's not cool, bro. I think it's uh, there's that quote from Fight Club. Um, okay. <laughs> and it's on a long enough timeline, the possibility of your friends being pedophiles increases to a hundred. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how I remember the quote. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, I'm pretty sure that's what yeah. the whole thing was about, was about man, boy, love. I, I, feel, I feel like we need a, a new, cause we've got Godwin's law in which, you know, yeah. uh, over, over a certain period of time, the, uh, the chances that somebody will be, Especially, especially in an internet argument, not not just mentioning, but be compared to Hitler. Right, right. Over time, the uh, the chances of that become like what zero or something like that. Well, or yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. So you know, I think I think we need a new law in which uh, uh, maybe maybe we'll call this the Benzo Law. <laughs> which there's not, plenty. There's not, plenty of laws about Benzos out there. I don't want to get tied directly to. Uh, anything commenting on pedophilia oh okay uh so how about just the like the the little bros law 
Oh, all right. <laughs> little, little, <laughs> little, little, little dude's law. Um, yeah. Over a certain amount of time, uh, especially past 2020. And just Epstein's law. Epstein's law. There okay. we go. That's uh, problem. Yeah. The, the chance that you will be compared to or accused of being a pedophile is uh, 100% over a given amount of time. There you go. Actually, yeah. there's probably a good Maxwell's demon, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell thing going on here. <laughs> oh, geez. Where you can work out that into into a good joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you see, this is how I make memes. Yeah. Guys, where I think of two totally unrelated things, and then I pretend they're related. And then it works. But as you know, Maxwell's demon is an imaginary entity that is able to mitigate entropy by moving all the hot particles into one space and all the cold ones into the other and kind of switching them back and forth to make sure that everything's kind of paused. Yeah, right. So it's a, a anti-time travel demon. Kind of. <laughs> and so, uh, I don't know, figure that out with uh, Pedophile Lady. Pedophile Lady. Yeah. Uh, she herself, I believe, was not a pedophile. She was just a recruiter for pedophiles. Oh yeah, which is uh, which is fine. Yeah, which which is a distinction that needs to be made, Isn't and it's very worse? important. I I think so. Yeah, because because one of these people is deeply sick, and whether or not they can be cured, they still have at least some kind of like something happening in their brain that makes them fucked up. Yeah. Whereas the other person's just like, I don't even have fucked up urges. I just yeah. I just want to make sure that your fucked up urges yeah. are satisfied. It's like, I don't get this. I don't know yeah. why you want to fuck little guys and girls. It's not something but, uh, I would do, but happen. yeah, here you oh. go. Mm, fuck her. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't think too hard about that. <laughs> fuck. We're doing good, guys. Yep. We are uh, an hour and a half in, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's it's pretty uh, good. Things will be fine. I mean, don't math it. No, no, no. no. I was okay. just thinking that's uh, we've done about one podcast, uh, one normal podcast worth of material so far, uh, and I feel like we've covered basically nothing, but okay. also a lot of things. Uh, well, yeah, I mean that was a really dense one, uh, and I apologize slash I uh, don't apologize because it's fun in a way uh, that that last one was so dense, and that this upcoming one is probably also going to be very dense. Uh, Thousand Grugos is uh, a newer page than than mine by a little bit, but has actually eclipsed me um, mm. because uh, whenever the Philosopher's Meme, which is like the big theorygram page that shares a bunch of shit from other pages, uh, they constantly share Thousand Grugos stuff. Uh, and they share mine too, but the thing is that I pissed them off, and so <laughs> they refused to tag me and then when I call them out, they tag me, but they always misspell my name in the same way. Damn. So I'm always Daniel Deleuze. Uh, so that's cool. And I'm going to call them out again, because I already did that on the last live stream thing that I did. Uh, because they just post other people's shit, and it makes me angry. Because I'm a fucking nerd. I'm a nerd. I mean, you, uh, you, you have the right to your intellectual property. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, fine. But no, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna be on a panel with them uh, next oh, month, okay. so I'll just be able to like bitch them out. Uh, yeah. I R L L O L. Um. But anyway, so but what I actually meant to say is, Thousand Grugos genuinely uh, deserves the followers that they have. They're a very creative, very interesting page. Very, very funny. <laughs> yes. Clearly, very intelligent. They actually sent out a newsletter that we should push. Uh, okay. Yeah, they'll they'll come around. Um, 
I think it's called, uh, he refers to himself as Meat Spinoza. That's a, I don't get the reference. Meat Spinoza. No, it's Meta Spinoza, <laughs> but I, I started the page Meat Spinoza just to send them a couple messages because yeah. I'm an asshole. But anyway, so. It's a very useful way. <laughs> use of time. Yeah. I have, I have like 30 pages just so that I can make like one-time jokes that's that's good yeah, yeah so it's not not evidentiary of some kind of like underlying mental problem or anything like that i'm, I'm a delusion oh fair I'm enough a yeah I, am an I see yes yes the rhizomes are i am yeah. resuming Resuming. <laughs> um anyway so he's gonna call in here any moment uh it's gonna be probably another very theoretically dense one uh but then after this we have um we have our buddy Leonard coming back, uh, so that'll be a fun shitposty thing. And then we have fake Mishima coming on, who I think is going to talk about a Lovecraft story with us. Okay. So after this one, we're going to get to breathe a little bit, talk about cosmic horror, talk about yeah. uh, homofascism, as uh, is uh, that's that's fake Mishima's term. Uh, I was going to ask what homofascism meant, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Well, you know who Mishima was, right? We spoke very briefly about him, but uh, I'm not super familiar with Misha. Uh, a, a really hilarious, a, a fantastic writer, but uh, this hilarious character in Japanese history, where after World War II, uh, he was infuriated by the fact that they no longer had this cool patriotic fascistic, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Hirohito yeah. worshiping empire. And so he wrote a lot of stuff that was kind of erotic fiction, some of it homoerotic, some of it homoerotic, ah. uh, talking about uh, patriotism and, and dying on the battlefield and killing yourself. And all Japanese stuff. businessmen fucking uh, each other. Yeah, right. And then he <laughs> and some of his buddies tried to take over a military base and they oh. killed themselves because mm. they didn't do it. Uh, because they, they were trying to convince everyone on the base to also join them in, in bringing back the Empire. So he's a fascinating character. Um, so I would, I would think directly after World War II, that might be a bad proposition. It wasn't directly after, uh, the, the, the issue for him was that he didn't get to fight in World War II because he was too young. <laughs> it's his whole thing. Um, so he's like, he's like a weird stolen valor, like yeah. wannabe kind of guy. Like, I, I, mean, kinda, I should have been able to fight in World War II. He did join the military. <laughs> um, I think fake Mishima uh, will be able to give us more information, um, and but uh, yeah, Mishima is, is hilarious. Uh, fake Mishima actually did a fantastic reading of Patriotism by Mishima oh, okay. uh, yesterday. Um, and as as much as I, or as little as I would like to uh, uh, produce a platform for dead fascists, <laughs> um, it is a, it is a really fascinating, uh, pretty beautiful piece of literature about uh, love and suicide. It actually mm. has very little to do with well has a lot to do with fascism in the micro-fascism sense, but not so much in the governmental control way. Sure. Uh, actually, it has more to do with rebelling against your government than anything, uh, which is pretty fascinating. So it's uh, it's like Japanese libertarianism. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish more libertarians would, like, throw themselves on their swords. To <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but American libertarianism is, like, it's performative. Yeah, no, that's, uh, there you go. Yeah. Actually, the performance of it is, that's the biggest thing. We can ask him about that. Um, I've sent um, our buddy here a message about joining in, so any moment now we should be getting a call. 
very very uh, strict timeline we've got to put together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, I we added some buffer space, and it's only going to get stricter as time goes until everything totally falls apart. All right. So, getting excited about that. But um, also, I think unless the plan changes, uh, Fake Mishima is actually going to be speaking about my. Not my favorite, but one of my favorite Lovecraft pieces. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, and uh, Mike, do you have a favorite Lovecraft piece? Um, I would say it's it's hard for me to. It is tough. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> was the King in Yellow Lovecraft, or was that Lovecraft's universe? That was uh, Blackwood. Was yeah. it? Yeah, I think um, it was Blackwood. You're right. It was. It was one of the guys. Um, but I've got my my favorite in the. Uh, in like the Lovecraftian pantheon would be King in Yellow, or the yeah, sign. the the King in Yellow, uh, Yellow Sign. Um. I mean, he uh, fuck, he mentions the King in Yellow and Pasture in some of his work, but yeah, and and then Blackwood developed off of that, uh, right? Fuck, wait, hold on. That, I know Blackwood did some stuff with this, but uh, my my favorite. H.P. Lovecraft work is uh, The Call of Cthulhu. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's a very obscure work. Uh-huh. It was actually um, the, no, the, actually, the, at, at the Mouth of Madness, I think, is probably my favorite. There you go. There uh, it's, you been, go. it's been a very long time since I read it, but if you've never read it, it's a, uh, it's a story about a bunch of... Uh, uh, I believe it's Arctic uh, expeditionaries who, who... Oh, The Mountains of Madness. Oh, did I say the mouth of madness? Yeah, you 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 fused a couple names. Yep. Well, I was just going off of memory. Even yeah. though I had that book in front of me, I was looking through it. I Good. was like, <laughs> that, that one is a fantastic one. That's, that's yeah. commonly cited as yeah, like yeah. The, some of the best of his work. Um, um, and actually, it was uh, it was Robert Chambers that did the. Oh, was it was Chambers. Okay. Um, and then I think uh, as a as a disclaimer, I'm going to go ahead and throw out that I'm very bad at remembering names no sometimes. I mean, I'm supposed to be like a Lovecraft scholar in some yeah. way, but I'm still fucking it up. Like, uh, and I know that Algernon Blackwood and August Derleth also referred to the King in Yellow and Hastur a few times, uh, similarly to Lovecraft. But it's the, the, w w once you get to a certain point with a lot of these uh, these non Lovecraft uh, entities inside of the Lovecraft mythos, it gets very very confusing. Sure. Uh, we have uh, we have Meta Spinoza on the uh, oh, on the line he, waiting. Yep. Hell yeah. So I will go ahead and admit them. Him. Him. I think it's I think it's him. It was part of the forum. They were supposed to tell us what their pronouns were. Well, the, the forum had some problems, or people have problems. <laughs> what is going on, Meta Spinoza? Can Can you hear me all right? We well, we, can. we can hear you all right. You can hear me all right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, can we see I've, your face? Um, I want to see it. I've never managed to uh, understand Zoom. Oh, no, that's okay. So we, as long as I can be heard, that's the that's the main thing. We were actually just talking about the King in Yellow and other forbidden texts. So uh, it's it's similar to that where if you do understand it, there you're going to have problems. You, know, <laughs> you want to you want to not understand Zoom a little bit. Yeah. Right, or I'll go like insane in some horrible way. What yeah. is that book? I've not, um, I've not heard of it. Well, that's that's uh, we as we've learned, it's by Chambers. We thought it was one of the other Lovecraftian authors, but uh, it's essentially a book about uh, an evil 
book, I think it's a play, uh, that has a yellow sign within it, and uh, <laughs> once you perform this play or you read it, uh, you go crazy and bad things happen. It's like any of the Lovecraft things, like with uh, the Necronomicon or the Unaspreklichen Colton or something. Um, Classic. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, at this point, <laughs> with theory... The more you learn about anything, the the more insane you feel gradually. I'm pretty sure yeah. all knowledge is actually cursed. Just Absolutely. like the whole structure of knowledge in general is just fucking cursed. I mean, um, yeah, what? It, especially coming from uh, your general space of being, and, and forgive me if I end up getting this wrong, but you are... Uh, are you a, you're a primitivist or just an no. anti-anthropocentric? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a common misconception. Okay. I'm decidedly not a primitivist. Okay. And I think that the reason why um, people often think that I am, uh, so more specifically, I'm I'm just an anarchist who's critical okay. of civilization. And okay, I think same. that Good. because yeah. because most, um, the, the how to put it, most people know anti-civ critiques through primitivists. And right. so I think they, they assume that those are the same thing, that if you are critical of civilization, you are proposing a program and odds are that's a primitivist program. Hmm. And so about half the interactions I have with people that um, come down to arguments are often me trying to insist, I, I promise you I'm not a primitivist. <laughs> right. I hear <laughs> like the don't... same thing, where <laughs> right. uh, I'm constantly trying to uh, tell people that I'm not actually an accelerationist. I'm right. anti-accelerationist accelerationist, which somehow makes sense to me in my brain. Um, uh -huh. Like if I break accelerationism... What does it mean to be an anti-accelerationist? As, as a fellow purveyor of a fringe ideology, I I'm interested... That's the problem, is that I don't think it's possible to be an anti-accelerationist because my vision of accelerationism is essentially that it's it's tied to a deterministic set of quantifications that are occurring, whether or not we want them to or not, and will cause everything to spiral out of uh, individual control and more into the control of systems until, uh, I don't know, techno-capital singularity and everything dies. Um, uh -huh. You just dies. you just don't want that to happen. I would like that, <laughs> regardless regardless I'm, of whether or not you possess the ability to right. stop it. I'm an anthro uh, apologist. I I, am, <laughs> I don't like to be anthropocentric, uh, but I do like uh, the humanities. I think that uh, the, the the production of absurdity and art and stuff are, are valuable, and I think that that's our only response to this obsessive quantification. Uh, so mm. I would like to make uh, chaos and beautiful things, and maybe that slows down the algorithm. Are you know. are you Jordan Peterson's chaos dragon? I am. Okay. I am Jordan Peterson's chaos dragon. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I I just sorry. I, I agree, and I think there's something kind of fundamentally a bit. I don't know. Not to sound too Heideggerian, but a little <laughs> inauthentic about the way that certain accelerationists will try to affirm that, yeah. which, to be honest, can only be affirmed through a kind of perverted anthropocentrism. Usually yes. there's some sort of like Nietzschean, ah, well, you know, what comes after us will be 
you know, so, so amazing and dramatic that like, it's all, it's fine really. And that's just right. cope as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Like well, whatever yeah. comes afterwards is, is not only nasty, but in so far as like the ability to sublimate is pretty much an exclusive property of like ape brain. It isn't even <laughs> interested in producing anything like novel or, or even producing beings who are able to look at it and consider it to be novel. Like, yeah. I just think that, when I encounter accelerationists amongst my many aversions to it is just that it, it's cope pretty much right, all over right. again. I mean, what's, uh, you brought a Nietzsche to this, which is appropriate, but the, Oh the, shit. Every time Nietzsche oh, is yeah. brought up. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we got sounds over here, son. So Damn, there's, okay. <laughs> there, there's, there's that, uh, famous line or famous ish line from, uh, thus makes Zarathustra, which is that, uh, uh, the human is a rope or a bridge between the animal and the ubermensch, right? And, yes. And the idea of a lot of, or, or most all accelerationists, is that somehow the rope or the bridge uh, gets to be dragged into the future along with the ubermensch, <laughs> or that they're sure. or that they're equatable in some way. That one is better than the other, but you get to survive with it. It's. That's how it always you works. Have a yeah. Oh, you get a near. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't kept up with that story. All I know is he put a brain chip in a pig. That's and, what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have the patience to keep up with Elon Musk shenanigans. Oh, no, no healthy brain person does. No sickly brain person does. Um, <laughs> yes, you have yeah, to the golden mean. Yeah. Yeah, right. What I'm, what I'm really looking forward to is when we all get neural links and then uh, we get uh, we get in brain advertisements for right. uh, for Amazon products. <laughs> it won't be too different to what happened. I mean, the way right. that most of us are. This isn't even we live in a society because they do it as well. The most the way that most of us are just on our phones constantly. Yeah. What difference will it really make once Elon Musk can beam like, oh, would you like a, a five pound watch from Wish.com? Calm, like into this, is, my uh, eyes. this is actually going to be a uh, a subject a little bit later. Um, I've been intentionally poisoning my metadata uh, to uh, get to get really targeted ads for things that I absolutely have no interest in. It's like going I love to that. Laborde to have uh, intentional schizophrenia. Yeah, oh. and so it's, it's <laughs> I won't, gotten, it's, I won't... <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I won't ask you to elaborate if it's a topic for later. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But if, but if you do want to share, then that's also. Uh, I'm I mean, Dorian already kind of spilled the beans earlier. Um, I, I I started clicking on advertisements for uh, for uh, fantasy books, like like the the factory churned out like fantasy books that that are like ninety nine cents on Kindle or whatever, and mm. uh, so I kept on like going further down the line to where now I'm getting these weird advertisements for like semi-erotic uh, fantasy novels that are set in like <laughs> magical high schools and shit like that. Um, so uh, I'm going to do a dramatic reading of some of the synopses for these books later. Um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, please. Uh, no, I was just going to say some like pointless meandering shit. Please right, continue. I'm into it. I'm into it. Oh, also, uh, also forklift memes. Yeah. Um, so, so Facebook <laughs> thinks that that out there, there's there's like a forklift operator who is really into high school magical fantasy erotica, um, and also lit RPG, which is a, a genre that I didn't know existed until very recently. Which is, um, it's kind of like Ready Player One, where you're reading a book about a person who is in a video game 
or mm. or like playing a video game and then experiencing their fantasy about being that character uh so that's uh it's pretty cool stuff i think i just don't understand media to be honest yeah. with you no like neither prior do I. To, no like prior to um getting into theory gram mm. uh, as as i believe we call it um yes, yes. i w- spent most of my time just reading and bewaring of the internet too much which is it could be it might yeah. that might be what gives them their certain their strange character <laughs> but it's it's why <laughs> it's why like zoom perplexes me right. and like all of this stuff like i i simply i simply don't do not get it at all and i genuinely do think there's probably something in the fact that grego is just this like bookish nerd <laughs> just writing a bunch of shit about whatever they've been reading recently and people being like well i don't normally enjoy walls of texts but i've been stockholm syndrome <laughs> by this page long enough that like i enjoy them in this particular instance i mean that's how i felt what i'm yeah what I'm curious about is, uh, are you two doing a 24-hour call-in? Uh, uh, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks, we're, man. Uh, <laughs> we're almost two hours in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like to be fair, you've got um, you've got quite the lineup. Who have you had on already? So you're the second person. Uh, we had Concernicus nice. on yeah. uh, before. So this uh, someone who's actually in the same MA program that I was in, just a different class, um, and then. Uh, and there's you. After you, we have uh, one of our, uh, not a regular, because I guess he's only been on twice now, but... Our, we, we haven't been around long enough to right, have regulars. Our, so. our friend of the show, yes. uh, Communicating <laughs> Vessels, and then we have Fake Mishima coming on, and then mm. uh, Max from Schizotopia is coming on. Uh, we nice. have Beyond Woke and Problematic, one of our other guys, nice. Mr. Danzins, and uh, our our good friend uh, Sandra is going to try to find some time to come in. Bottom text without organs. A bunch of people. That's so pretty should, cool. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, uh, like, um, yeah, it's uh, it's well, pretty exciting. It's like a nice thing to do to just get a bunch of people who exist in this weird space. Well, into, that's a, yeah. Part part of the reason I wanted to start this start this whole thing was you know I, I feel like in media uh you've you've and this is part of why i don't understand it either but you've got absolute fucking morons like ben shapiro or uh or even (laughs) on like national tv dan bongino who are allowed to go on and have a national platform and just spew whatever we're gonna compete with that well no not not that we're (laughs) gonna compete with that necessarily but i i feel like you know giving giving a, a, a means for more regular people and and more regular academics people who have actual thoughts because i've noticed like dan bongino will go on fox news and say something absolutely fucking stupid and most of the people i know who aren't even like involved in politics heavily or anything like that will have better takes on the, the things right. that he's talking about than 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 he does you know yeah and so you know lifting those voices up and giving a more more common sort of leftist uh platform i guess is part of why i wanted to start this we we need to stop the podcast now oh okay you 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 use that fucking phrase which one lifting voices up you stupid (laughs) asshole (laughs) (laughs) Um, sorry (laughs) um we're not that drunk yet to be that uh, aggressive yeah, I mean, what's up? It's, what's, it's what's not a, it's not a matter of uh, drunkenness. What were well, you, sorry, you were about to say something. I think. Yes, I got a feeling. I, I, I think it. um, what I, what I'm seeing increasingly, obviously, 
there's what you two are doing here. Um, you know, I, I've had a few conversations with people over the last few weeks around, you know, you've got um, Fake to Save who set up their, uh, their server now for like Discord. A few other people I've chatted to who do want to be making more things. And I guess, I mean, uh, I, I, I would disagree with the characterization that Theorygram has never had people trying to kind of push the envelope a bit. Right. It's just sort of simply untrue. I mean, I always, I always point to that intimate feeling as the primary example of just like really RT, really interesting content. But there's plenty of that. But, oh, yeah, like yeah. a few months, I believe. Most um, all of this but, is uh, kind of started yeah. back in February, March. Yeah, that's when I started seeing yeah. this kind of stuff pop up, I guess. Yeah, I mean, my understanding of the history of the space is think... really shit because I just really accidentally ended up in it. To be right. fair, so what were you gonna say? Oh about? no, that's fine. Uh, do Do you think that the uh, the COVID nineteen lockdowns have something to do with like the explosion? Yeah, of absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I believe it does. Like, I've got more time on my hands. I've been right. looking into more stuff. I've been reading more. Um, not necessarily. I, I definitely text, think but... it's um a bunch of like bored philosophically minded neurotics yeah. who, who need can, to do who something can no or they'll go to a bar and, and like shit post at each other in real time. <laughs> yeah, literally. To, to be um, fair, it's neurotics and hysterics. <laughs> yeah. Okay, true. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where my uh, where, where I fall on that axis and the general perception. I, maybe more hysteric if most people or at least a large number of people think I'm an Anprem, to be fair. Maybe yeah, I give off that, that might be true. Hysteric. Yeah. But um yeah, I think we're I think we're in probably over the next few months uh for uh, hopefully a kind of flourishing of more interesting creative projects being done here. Cause I think honestly I think the interest is there. It, you know, if anything, what we're seeing with the with the accounts that do do these macho texto memes or engage quite heavily with the theory is people responding to it and being interested in it. So I definitely think it's like it's a cool space. I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to what comes out of it. It's it's been really surprising because I uh, I started my page just as a place to put like a couple jokes that I thought were funny to me, and that maybe one or two other people would look at it, and then it just kind of exploded. Not not as quickly as yours has, but uh, it just it, it erupted out of nowhere, and then suddenly I realized there was a community that was hungry for this kind of thing. For sure. Uh, and daddy's got food. I mean, it, it, it makes sense because I, um, you know, I, I, I'm in the end, as much as I play the role of a cynic, I don't know how cynical I actually am. I, I think mm. that I'm, I, I have a little bit of an optimistic cope, despite thinking that we're all going to, you know, destroy the climate and ourselves and everything's doomed. But I think that at least people um, are interested in things. <laughs> That's my yep. cope, is I think people are interested in things. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, I do think that your page was probably the first theory-related meme page I ever followed. Okay. Um, not on, not on Grigo, like months and months before I ever did. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'll go back through my camera roll to see if I ever happened to make anything um, that, like, oh, I could post this. And I'll sometimes find, like, memes I'd screenshotted from you or Beyond Woke. <laughs> And just be like, ah, yeah, I remember. I used to like not make these at all. Right. Uh, I had never made. I mean, I've made like one or two dumb memes to make fun of very specific people, and then uh, this this page is the first time I ever made anything, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I think you find your feet with it, you know, right. and and it's finding a balance between 
Pardon me. Sorry, I just downed a lot of water. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <Man. laughs> this motherfucker's on water over here. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to join in on the uh, on the drinking. Uh, no, but I think it's like it's very easy to get carried away with these pages in a lot of different directions, whether that's like intentionally and obsequiously trying to produce content that you think will, you know, best get on with the sensibilities of your followers um, or like, you know, navel gazing or like, you know, there's so many pitfalls. And I think the, the thing that I've found with, with making it and it growing so rapidly, hence why I took my, my break for a week was just that like it, Thank you. Yeah, it was good. I had a relaxing time. I did some maths and slept. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it it was one of those where, um, because I never expected it to end up where it is, mm. kind of carrying on as I had been from the beginning, I realized was not good right. because it just meant like spending way too much time interacting with with people. No offense yeah. to people. People yeah. are, are nice. No, it's but okay. Like, yeah, like you're, you're yeah, Prim. You don't care about people, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I wish they would all just disappear so I could become a monkey again. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, you know, Anprim Unity though. Like, I I like Anprims. <laughs> I have no problem with them. I'm just not one. Right. Um, and I never want to like. I don't want to put in my bio like I'm not an Anprim <laughs> right. and imply that like. Fuck off, guys. Well, one exactly. of our one of our yeah. callers later, and and actually a good friend of ours, uh, Danzen's, is, I, I would I would peg him as an amprim in a lot of respects. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the general he's thing. he's very Ted Kaczynski, and I want to live in a cabin in the woods, and and uh, I mean <laughs> same to be fair. Yeah, right. also fair. same, but that's the disheartening thing a little bit is that there are these very rational responses that everyone has to like. Oh, climate catastrophe and uh, the fact that we're being watched all the fucking time and everything's yeah. quantified and there's just the, the society feels like a bunch of concrete that's been poured around me. Uh, and it's like, okay, these are all good things to complain about and try to find cures for. Uh, but then we're all hysterics. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to find a cabin in the woods and build bombs to kill scientists. <laughs> um, I'm going to live in a fucking cave and jack off to cave drawings. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. To the cave drawing <laughs> thing. Sorry, we, the we need a moment. Bombing random strangers thing. Yeah, no, that, that, that's that not was bad. as cool. Yeah, that's bad. Sometimes when you run a, a mildly edgy anti-Sith page, you have to stop and, and say, just, just so we're clear, uh, UK government monitoring my conversations. <laughs> I think... I disavow bombing. One of my favorite memes that's... that's uh, come out in like the last uh i don't know week or two it was uh the memes of one of mine I'm no it, yeah it's not one of yours so just Fine. assault me however you feel necessary Fine. um <laughs> but it was uh the memes of saturn that page oh, yeah, started following great. me yeah and then i started following them but uh, when all this postal office stuff was going around uh they had a picture of uh, ted kaczynski standing outside of his uh, little cabin in the woods and it said something like uh you can't buy postage your way out of oppression <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, no, which yeah don't bomb people but also it's a good point like right. you can't just buy postal stamps until like I, I don't know that that's going to save democracy somehow. Like, so I think um, I 
I, I have a soft spot for two distinct kinds of philosophers. Mm. One is just obvious, like, oh, wow, yeah, he likes Spinoza. Oh, that's original. Like, everyone loves cool. Spinoza. Right. Um, but on the other hand, I have a soft spot for thinkers who are maligned due to their unfortunate, if not deserved, association with, like, edgy and annoying teenagers. <laughs> people like Sterner right. or, like, Kaczynski, who I genuinely, uh, I find that taking them seriously is often worthwhile did, in a way did you just you call kaczynski wouldn't... a philosopher <laughs> yeah he's, he's definitely fair a political enough, philosopher enough. Yeah, sure. I, I just, well, i've just never heard that said before everybody was well this is this is exactly terrorist. what i yeah. yeah well there is that i mean obviously yeah. first and foremost yeah. first and foremost terrorist, terrorist secondly serves to be in that cell philosopher. but my favorite also, term, my favorite term uh, of uh of kaczynski's is uh broad <laughs> As in, like, referring to women? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's one of his, like, point yeah. terms that he uses yeah. uh, frequently is broads. Broads. Oh, man. Yeah. broads. Yeah. It's, it's been a while <laughs> since I've paid attention to the exact lexus of industrial society and its future. Or anti-tech revolution. But this is what I mean, though. When you read it, there's often a, a quite interesting um, theory of technology and sort of the development sure. of the state going on there. And it's one that he develops in his later work. It's also one I don't think people again, understandably, properly reckon with in the same way that, say, Stirner's ontology mm. um, is actually quite deeply Heideggerian. And it okay. is from that basis that he assumes everything is his property. What he really <laughs> means by that is that everything that goes up to make goes to make up the world in which he is is a predicate of his uniqueness. Right. And it is in that sense, there is an the ontic sense of property derives from an ontological sense of property as a predicate that's all very deep and sort of very wanky sounding but <laughs> it's the fact that a lot of these thinkers what you find is that excavating them often reveals a degree of subtlety or interest that i think is embarrassing <laughs> that that isn't seen more often from people who do consider themselves philosophical mm, there's sure. often like if you're instructed this person is a serious thinker take them seriously this person isn't a serious thinker you don't need to worry about them too much right. it's a good way to end up disarmed actually when yeah, when sure. they do have yeah, yeah. thoughts or critiques that are worth considering i mean yeah that's uh that's kind of where I come from because of the philosophy is something that was always kind of secondary for me. Um, and I, I started off as a literature person. Uh, and that's really kind of been my focus all along. But there, there's a similar phenomena that goes on where certain things fall out of vogue and um, certain people are, are, are very much maligned for social reasons that make sense, like Burroughs. Uh, and thereby, inside of certain academic circles, you're no mm -hmm. longer really supposed to speak about them as serious uh, literary sources, uh, or just because it's like mm -hmm. cut up or something, because cut up is nonsense. Uh, but fuck that. I really, really love working off of uh, these bizarre edgelord literary um, kind of movements. I think that they're still very, very valuable, and I think that they're seeing more resurgence as we speak, sure. just like a lot of these uh, philosophers are. Um, I will confess to, uh, like, essentially purposefully misunderstanding Sterner, though. <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks that things like he can just take stuff, right? Is that yes. what you were saying? Yes. That was your point. Yes, he can. He can just <laughs> take stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm glad we finally uh, explained Sterner during this podcast. Yeah, that, that's all he said, right? <laughs> Sterner, Sterner 101, it's yeah. mine. <laughs> um, that's it. <laughs> But it's, but it's yeah. obvious, I mean, really there's links to say, you know, you look at the Republic, the mm-hmm. argument that Frasimachus presents followed by, um, oh my God, how have I forgotten his name? Glaucon and mm-hmm. his brother Adamantus, when they're talking about right devi- deriving from might, they use an argument that is fundamentally no different from Sterner's. And right. it's, it is ultimately a challenge to the liberal who would derive rights from some intrinsic quality of human beings or some like transcendent uh, principle that it you know, gives rights from above. You know, Stoner's answer can be shown to be vulgar, although I do think it's fundamentally true that you can just take stuff if no one stops <laughs> you. And the question really comes down to do whether or not someone can stop you. Right, right. What, what, do you, what do you call somebody that, uh, that adheres to Sterner's philosophy? Is it like a Sternerian? Or? Uh, they'll call themselves egoists. Oh. Uh, oh, hang on, I've joined a different thing by mistake. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, they'll call themselves egoists, although okay, I'm, right. I'm very critical um, of people who do that. And the reason for that is that people who claim to be acolytes of Sterner, I find are often as poorly informed <laughs> about what he actually was talking about as the people who oppose him. To the point that I'm pretty firmly convinced that there has probably never been a book written that actually managed to unpack him in good faith. Right. So like when I see people you know, invoking mm-hmm. Sterner as, oh, egoism is, is when you don't believe things that aren't true, um, and you call everyone who does spooked. It's just like, <laughs> shut up. He even has a bit is, in is, the unique Is that where property. the spooked thing comes from? I'm not too familiar yeah. with yeah, The spook yeah. thing yeah. comes from a misunderstanding, really, of Sterner. Where, okay. Like, so a spook in his philosophy is, it's a fixed idea, but more appropriately... In the later translation by Landstreicher, it's it's translated as phantasm. The actual point is it's much more akin to like Dawkins's meme. So it's an idea that controls your behavior in some sense. The vulgar reading of Sterner is something like, oh, if we're rational enough or if we stay on our guard, we can avoid being spooked and we can we can only do things that like serve ourselves. He's actually very clear in the unique and its property. That's not how it works, that there is no way to critique concepts that derive from language using language and he pretty much explicitly states and it's very taoist really the only way to de-spook is to simply stop thinking at all right that's it you can't critique your way how do you achieve not thinking at all Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I feel like I feel like there's some kind of I feel like there's some kind of suicidal element yeah well I think um you know, there's a lot of philosophies that will deal with that that notion. I suppose, really, it's a practice of mindfulness is the right. the best strategy one could have. But I suppose what Sterner really is saying in the end, it, <clears throat> pardon me, that challenge is is worth thinking about because it makes you think. Okay, well, if that's impossible, and it probably is, that's probably not the point of his political philosophy. And mm-hmm. incidentally, it's not. It's not a philosophy where oh, you stop believing things that aren't true, and then you become very 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 correct in everything and you condescend <laughs> to people online for the rest of your life. You know, it's, it's actually just pretty much an almost common, pardon me, common sense philosophy of remember any concept that you encounter is only ever just a concept. Right. Um, stay on your guard. That's it. Like sure. there's really, you could go all the way and go full mindfulness and try to never think again. That would actually probably be quite nice for you. God, but, uh, 
It's yeah, maybe I, not I think there's a, there's a procedure that helps with that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Like with ice pick? <laughs> yeah, you just you just shove an ice pick all the way up your nose, stir oh, yeah. it around a little bit. Hell yeah. One day. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one, day, we'll, the one day we'll all be lobotomized, <laughs> living as monkeys in the in the trees. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly doesn't help that what really popularized Sterner, as far as I know, was critiques on him written by Marx. Right? Uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, Sterner is <laughs> Sterner is known from his from critiques of him. Yeah. Whether that's <laughs> like. From Marx, from von Hartmann's comparison of Stirner and Nietzsche, mm. to like anarchist misappropriations of Stirner where they misunderstood what he meant. Like it's just bad readings of Stirner all the way down. And then you actually read the thing. It's very different to what you would imagine. Are you saying that Stirner is a spook? Oh no. <laughs> 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 yeah, I suppose that's, uh, that's praxis. Out, right? That's praxis right yeah. there. He, he he was so <laughs> so entrenched in the idea of finding spooks that he became one himself. Oh, I suppose it would be no it would be no surprise to him to find that he was a spook. Um, because even you know, even he's just like very much there is no ego. You know, even to call it the unique is to give that which has no name and name like a lot of the critiques of stern of it are like oh well isn't the egoism a spook it's like yeah read the book right <laughs> i uh i'm making a meme right now oh shit real time oh, real yes. time memes real, real, i mean okay now that is that is cool there's not gonna be a full day where i don't make a meme so i've tried it's usually my my problem is i want to make memes all the time but every time I, I start putting something together i'm like no that's stupid yeah i mean those are always hey. the memes and i, I post i post plenty popular. of stupid things yeah <laughs> you and, and it's, always the, the it's always the stupid shit that always gets like yeah exactly a shit ton of like, uh, likes the, and the ones that are always the most popular for me the ones with all the misspellings <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's like oh this guy's great no <laughs> Okay. I don't understand awesome. what like makes a meme work and what makes a meme not work at all. Sometimes I'll be making something; it'll take me like an hour, and I'll be like, "This is this is so good; they're gonna fucking love this one." Oh, yeah. And like it bombs, at least relative to what it does well. And then I'll like make something that's literally just like so fucking asinine, like a tweet, and it just says bottom text, and it gets like seven hundred <laughs> likes. So right, I don't, exactly. I don't really get it at all. <laughs> I've almost got it. It's almost over, guys. Like, I was I was positive that the meme I made with uh with Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris. Um, stop! Stop saying her name wrong. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I trained my brain wrong in it, but uh, I I put some Tupac lyrics to uh to a picture of Kamala Harris because uh, she famously once said that that she listens to Tupac. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, not not only just listens to, but also did in college. Uh, which, which is verifiable. Wow. Yeah, which is verifiably false because uh, when she was in college, Tupac didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the lyrics I posted were, uh, and maybe maybe people just aren't like scholars of Tupac like I am. Yeah, Tupacologists. <laughs> yeah, Tupacologists. But uh, the lyrics were: "Pump your fist if you feel me, holler if you hear me, learn to survive in the nine tree. I make crime pay, others make rhyme pay." Um, if you're a, if you're a Tupacologist, you'll you'll know that what I did was 
Um, I swapped the, uh, the lyrics around. The, the original r- lyrics are, I make rhyme pay, others make crime pay. Oh. But Ka- Kamala oh. locks up black kids. I was trying to figure out what the, the fuck private rhyme private <laughs> So, very, very obscure, but uh, I felt really good making it. That got eight likes. <laughs> well done. Well done. And then some dumb shit I posted about, like... Uh, Tropical fuckstorm got the. What's like, your What's your username? Uh, I'm I'm at Benzo Rehab Dungeon. I'm the uh, the official page for this nice. failed okay. podcast. Hey. All right, is it failed? I mean, it's early days. No, I, I just you know I I believe in the uh, you know you keep your expectations low um, so that uh, you know anything good that happens after that uh, is just like a pleasant surprise. Oh yeah, I, I adhere to a similar principle. To be fair. Yeah. I it's never expect anything help. good to happen, and then when it does happen, I'm like, oh, shit, I never thought that good things could happen. See, what you need to do is go one step further um, and, <laughs> like, tint your shades such that good things literally can't happen. But, like, even <laughs> when something that other people would say is good occurs, you can just be like, how well, horrible. Yeah, My friend's no, going, no, no. Oh, wow, you've, you've blown up quite a bit on, on I've, Instagram. I've, like, I've, yeah, been, I've, been a, I've been accused of this kind of mindset, actually, by, by personal <laughs> friends of mine. Um, where you know they'll be like isn't it great that you know such and such happened and you know i'll always find some like pessimistic way of responding to it uh, like like it. kamala harris being vp is like oh okay cool we're gonna get our first black woman vice president uh but also you know she locks up black kids and right. um, um yeah like also everything else is, yeah. is just horrible <laughs> so is, is this really a win no well i mean it's <laughs> It's, it's the whole, because we brought in Taoism and Buddhism a little bit, um, you know, any kind of karma is still karma. There's no good karma and bad karma. Yeah, it's just karma. You just want to eventually stop having karma. You want to stop experiencing things. <laughs> I feel so like we keep news, going back news, to the suicidalist. Uh... <laughs> you can... Telling. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'll, I'll kill myself. I will. Oh, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate a lot first. I've I got to say, like that thing. would make uh, that would make really good TV if you did that. If you did that, like in the next in, in the next 24 hours, then. I mean, I I'm not talking you into it. I'm just saying it would make really uh, good TV. I already told a couple people that I'm gonna do it. So. <laughs> no, I, I always think of the Saran thing, right? Like it's literally just not worth your time to offer yourself. Yeah, right. Because it's always yeah. it's always too late. It's always too late. It's always too late. I thought you were talking about uh, when you said Saran. I was like, uh, I thought you were talking about Saran rap, like killing. Oh no, I assume I'm pronouncing his name completely wrong. I think it's Kieran or something like that. Really? Maybe wrong. Crap. I don't know. Damn. Uh, But uh, but actually, do you know why they call it Saran rap? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because it's uh, it's actually named after the gas. uh, Because if you put it on your face, you stop breathing. I don't think that's true. Saran gas. I don't the, the neurotoxin. I don't think that's true. It's spelled different. Are you sure? I just yeah. had um a, a voice on Wikipedia blasted into my ears at full volume. <laughs> Apparently, it's a Chiran. Fuck. Or Chiran. Oh, man, you were all wrong. Like that. God, we're all yeah. dumb as shit. All you fucking theory yeah. guys think you know your stuff. I think we know <laughs> things. That probably means we should uh, kick you off. No. Probably you should. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we we uh, we have what five five more minutes probably, and then we uh, yeah. Five more minutes, and we'll cool. do a little, little cool. interlude between uh, guests. Oh, yeah. I, need, I need to um, make another drink because yeah, because you you're a sick sick puppy. Yeah. a puppy. If I don't if I don't get my medicine, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a problem. Do that air horn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Do, do the air horn thing? Yeah, just because I want to hear it. Oh, okay. Uh... Michael Bush is sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I turned down my um, headphones. Thank good. you for the yeah. warning. Yeah. Um, no so, so you have a newsletter. I mentioned it very briefly before you oh, came yes. on. Um, tell us about that, and how can people get added to it? Um, right. So it's... If anyone is interested, uh, it's metaspinoza.substack.com. Obviously, presenting the URL before I describe it is bad marketing, but um, that's appropriate for a pessimistic newsletter. The basic <laughs> principle of it <laughs> is that it is a critique of optimism in the Anthropocene. I am pessimistic by disposition, but also by uh, what I believe to be a reasonable appraisal of the situation at hand and the projections we have what the future looks like. Um, nonetheless, a lot of um, doomsaying is left to reactionaries, right-wingers, just the worst kinds of people, really. Yes. And I think that's a mistake because making leftism inherently tied to utopian optimism is a good way to disillusion everyone within the next five to 15 years mm. and pave the way for just a lot of shit that I don't really want to see. Largely people giving up on egalitarian notions completely. Right. But, you know, for as long as leftism is based in saying, well, communism will win and then we'll just save the environment, everything will be lovely, no one will ever have problems ever again. It is ultimately, it's a religious faith, in my opinion. You don't and so the... I, <laughs> not at all. Gay space uh, communism with the uh, automation and stuff? As much as I'd love to see it. <laughs> and I truly would love to see it. And I think this is one thing that um, can get lost in the, in the polemic, which is that what I'm not critiquing leftism for is oh being repellent to me conceptually as right. such, so much as being caught up in a view ecologically, politically, materially that has no basis in reality whatsoever. The uh, newsletter is a series of essays that from essay to essay, they're discontinuous insofar as they select a certain topic each time and then um, brood over it but all in all it's building a kind of i won't say a system so much as a an integrated pessimism that tries to as Deleuze and Guattari would put it let a little real reality in so right. the first essay is called before the flood it really sets the tone by basically saying let's be honest here what we're locked into is an ecological collapse based in the fact that capitalism isn't going anywhere. And just at the common sense level, let's say you could pull off a revolution in one country. Are you going to pull it off in all the others at the same time? Or are you going to get isolated and smashed all over again? Right. So we have to face the facts that what we're looking at is things get worse. And we're not looking at a situation where things get worse for us as people. That's true. But they also get worse in a way that the climate system is literally locked into escalating nonlinear feedback processes that make the Earth un, well, almost, if not completely, uninhabitable for civilized life within, right. I mean, depends who you ask, uh, but probably a few few hundred years tops depending on how hard we really go of it these are the kind of things that need to be taken into account in a political theory but which For leftism sure. as it was formulated by 19th century humanists 
is just incapable of taking seriously as a possibility. Well, so everything uh, after that. Sorry. Right. No, no, no. So, sorry, I kind of interrupted you. Um, it's it's that uh, Nick Land quote that I love so much, which is that uh, only proto-capitalism has ever been critiqued. Right. Yeah, I, I love that quote as well. And it's kind of, this is this is what maybe differentiates me from accelerationists and Landians and people in that sphere, which is that my primary concern isn't really with the nature of capital. That's in the background. It's certainly very interesting, but my focus is overwhelmingly rooted in, I suppose, more ecology and trying to reason about biological and systematic limits to continued uh, progress, if we want to call it that, civilization, right. etc. So like, I'm not interested in positing that capital is an invader from the future that, um, <laughs> you know, creates the body without organs or something like that. It's, right. You know, for me, I'm quite happy to naively read capital as just like a protest of auto-valorization, sorry, auto-valorization mm. that finds itself escalating out of control thanks to largely like... <laughs> profit motives right and I, so I feel like these concepts are where you and i kind of align and disalign in the most interesting ways mm. um so if at some point in time in the future you'd want to come on and we could speak a little bit about this because i did come from you know an eco poetics eco aesthetics kind of space and then ended up moving into this quasi ironic landian obsession with abstract capital kind of stuff uh, mm. And so we, we have some intersections there and then potentially some disagreements and agreements. So um, if uh, uh, maybe I, you want yes. to do this in the future, that'd be great. That would be that would be nice if you want to um once you've had your 24 hours and some rest and so on if you want to drop me a, a direct message then sure i'd love to come on and chat about it It'd definitely be interesting yeah, that'd be i cool. know it's like a big topic to open up uh, a few minutes before i have to go so right. yeah we should get into this another time that's fantastic yeah all right thank okay you awesome. so much. all right and yeah yeah once thanks. again where can everyone find your uh, newsletter yeah, so it's uh, it's metaspinoza.substack.com um, or you can just look up metaspinoza on Instagram and go through there. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, yeah, thanks. Enjoy the rest of your 21 and a half something <laughs> hours of this. Thank you so much. <laughs> right. Have a good one. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. Cool. Um, All right. Now we're going to pause for a minute. We have 10 minutes um, and we'll probably put noise over this or pure silence because I need to pee again and you need to, need to mix a drink. Yeah. Um, do we do we have some some sound that we can we'll just insert uh, something maybe or we'll let them sit through suffering. Let's. Uh... I don't know. I can talk for five minutes and then you can mix a drink. <laughs> then you can talk for five minutes while I pee. Or I can sure. into a cup for you. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and mix my drink. Do your thing, then... buddy. Because I'm right here and I'm a talking machine. You know I don't what? Give a Let's. Fuck uh... about I'm a big boy. What? <laughs> do you have a Do you have a different? Yeah, let's just let's just uh, let's just play our theme song on loop for for a minute or two, and we'll because because I also have reached a point where I need to uh, pee pee, as it were. We're using the same pot, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I should hope so. Uh, let's see. Forget to put it. 
Professionals over here. Ah, yeah, damn it. Oh, it's in my eyes. <laughs> so much sand. So much sand. This guy's got sand in his pockets. Yeah. Pocket spaghetti. sand. Pocket sand is the best way to defend yourself. Pocket sand and spaghetti. I got spaghetti in my eyes. It's better than having spaghetti in your guys, am I right? Matter of uh, matter of opinion, I think. Maybe I give him a little zoom. I don't know. I haven't seen him pop up as a uh, okay, joiner. 
this text. How's that sound over the microphone? Does that sound good? I can't hear it yet. But oh, maybe... good. Kind of sounded like taking a leak over here. Um, he, he keeps on saying it needs a passcode. Are you sure you haven't done anything stupid? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. He's coming on. Oh, okay. Told you. It's your fault. <laughs> Yo, is that is that Daddy Boy? Uh, he's he's still connecting. Stupid asshole. Here I am. I don't want to be me? here. Yep. I don't want to deal with this shit. I'm done. Oh, all right. Well, uh, yes, you're on. Um, sorry, but uh, Dorian, you're, you're the new co-host. Yeah, you're the new co-host, man. Welcome to it. Oh, great! It's great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. This isn't uh, this isn't a job interview. You already got the job. Well, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll make him work for it. Hmm. Fair enough. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. How you guys been holding up? That sounded incredibly dishonest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, I mean, we're nothing about, uh, exciting. Yeah, as we're, good as uh, a whole lot of nothing can be, you know. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah, we're we're about uh, two and a half hours into this, and, and so uh, holding up, I guess we're doing okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I started off bad. So. Yeah, well... We're going to end bad, too. So. <laughs> you guys are going till what is it, noon tomorrow? No, noon 30 tomorrow. Noon 30 yeah. tomorrow, yeah. Jesus. Be a good one. So okay. here we have our friend Communicating Vessels. Yep. Uh, Mr. Leonard. Yes. Uh, Le- Leonard Klossner, uh, I believe. Yes, Leonard Klossner, uh, which is his real name. Real name, uh, as real as it and, gets. Uh, you've, we've had him on in the past once. Yep. On a podcast, I don't remember very well. Uh, I believe I it was it was uh, it was episode nine or something like that, and that's when we talked about uh, a WAP. Yeah, uh, we've done that a few times now. But yeah, but it was the first time we talked yeah, about WAP, which explains why I don't remember this. Um, did you saying WAP wasn't important? I also moved immediately afterwards. That was a dark time in my life. It was a dark time. Yeah. Leading into another dark time in my life. <laughs> anyway, how are you, Leonard? You already said you're fine. Yeah. Which, again, doing A-okay. sounds A-okay. sounds dishonest. What what have you been up to in the last week? Uh, we're really digging down on them. <laughs> yeah. Explain nothing. Asking the hard-hitting questions. I mean, not a whole lot. Um, you know, my work hasn't started back up. So I just spent a lot of time at home dinking around um dinking and tweaking right i got what's that i said dinking and tweaking right absolutely yeah you, what's um, what's your only fans again <laughs> i'll post i'll post the link yeah we'll okay. shout that out if you all end. right cool yeah i'll, I'll, I'll um, make sure you you make it into the description yeah yeah appreciate appreciate that um so I'm no door. What? Go ahead. No, please, please. I have nothing. <laughs> I was just gonna justify why we have nothing. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask what was on the agenda if we had uh, if we had my men Ben Sharpio in the works. Um, <laughs> also, honestly, I'm still kind of in recovery mode from your guys' last episode when you guys really just dug in deep on my on my uh classical tradway. 
I'm still hurting um, from that. That was, that, that, was, that was not classical, you guys. Fuck, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't not, not very classic. We're, we're sorry about that. We are, we are uh, neo-non-trad post we're normies post marxist neo-modernists <laughs> yeah yeah post post trad wife neo uh we don't yeah never mind we got another um so hey we got some ben shapiro news actually oh, not not even just like oh, ben shapiro saying shitty stuff news um ben shapiro being epic news <laughs> oh okay thanks, okay, thanks that's for, uh, oh okay this is epic <laughs> Oh, oh uh, I got to turn off my ad blocker real quick. This is Before we had you on, we were just speaking to uh, a buddy of ours about ontology and race, and then we had a thousand Grugot come on. So it has been a roller coaster. It's been an intense hour. couple hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of stuff. I think I think the uh, the listener, the one listener, the listener. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll appreciate a little bit more of a lowbrow uh, experience in this what, next little. What are you calling my friend Leonard? What are you calling him? Uh, no, not that uh, Leonard's a bad person. Yeah, but you're calling uh, lowbrow. Which I would never say I'm to his low, face. I'm as lowbrow as it gets. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> bring the same intensity in the same power. <laughs> lowbrow bookstagram. Uh, so um, I'm totally fine just laughing at. Laughing at the big boys. The big boys, <laughs> which which Ben Shapiro is one of. Ben Shapiro and Heidegger, <laughs> the big boys. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and share screen so everybody can can go oh. ahead and take a look at this on the uh, on the on the meeting uh, since Leonard isn't even showing us his face like the coward he is. Whenever Mike shows or Deebs or whatever his name is uh, shows shows us his screen, yeah, it's always a lot of eldritch knowledge. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a lot of uh it's a lot of um oh i guess we can still see ourselves on the side here oh, see this is how us, zoom uh, works give us the nature nietzsche sound as you oh. Up the oh okay nice yeah we got uh <laughs> we got a soundboard over here son i have no control over it so you keep on i ruined the joke before yeah. it happens because i have to demand it <laughs> explain the joke before it occurs uh, so commentator Ben Shapiro loses free speech lawsuit over St. Paul venue choice for UMN speech. A uh, judge has oh, thrown no. out a lawsuit alleging University of Minnesota officials were motivated by politics, not safety, when they regulated uh, conservative commentator Ben Shapiro's 2018 speech to the St. Paul campus. Um, Shapiro, along with his vent event organizer young america's foundation <laughs> and the u student group students for a conservative voice several or suit several u officials who were involved in uh, planning for the event they claimed that the moving of the event to a 450 capacity ballroom on the u's more rural campus amounted to viewpoint discrimination <laughs> and a heckler's veto I mean, they're rules, though. Uh, but yeah, he got uh, he got that case thrown out, so he still sucks. Hey, uh, you know what? Since the last time Leonard was on, we talked about WAP. Uh, I think it would be thematically appropriate if we also talked about WAP again, okay. which is still a it's, song. It's 4 p.m., babe. Time for your WAP again. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a song that I still have not actually heard. You but I've heard WAP yet? no, I, I haven't heard it. I don't listen to the radio. 
This is going to get us a copyright strike. No, 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 no. This will be fine. So this is a... Uh, um, shit, why am I blanking on his name? Right now is a really bad time to blank yeah, on his what name. What's wrong with you? You stop drinking, buddy. Shit, that's, that's it's the problem. It's 3 p.m. It's 3 p.m. You can't enter into the liquor that early. It's your time. <laughs> As we take shots, is, I live is, in the are, liquor. Are all the conservative uh, pundits just piggybacking off of uh, Ben Ben Shapiro? Uh, not necessarily um, piggybacking, but they all have opinions. I mean, he's small enough to leapfrog over if he's standing up. So. <laughs> like, is this moment, this touchstone cultural moment in history, like marking the fall of the empire? That, <laughs> right. I, yeah, I think I think it really is. For fucking years. <laughs> what's What's amazing to me is is how many people are so like uh, uh, fixated on like this this weird social policing of like, oh my god, they're talking about wet pussy. We have to stop them. Wouldn't it be weird if we were one of those people? Or like we're not two of those people. Three of those people, even. <laughs> I don't think we're those people. No, I mean, we're responding in a funny way. I mean, we, it's because it's insane. Yeah, but also, I, I think that makes it different. I mean, it, it does make it different in the sense that, like, look, if you point think... out any hypocrisy of mine, I will find a way to to avoid it. <laughs> but I, I don't necessarily think that we're like on the same level as Shapiro, but we're part of the same machine now. Oh fuck. <laughs> There's no avoiding it. There really isn't. Welcome to Capital. Um. Anyways, uh, Tucker Carlson has opinions about WAP. What? Yeah. Is we try and stick with do with what you know. We don't know a ton about that. We're going to make an exception tonight for a new song. So the, the preface to this, and I, it was chopped out of this clip, but uh, he says that he normally doesn't talk about uh, about music or, or popular culture or anything like that because he sticks to what he knows and what he knows is uh, fascist, uh, fascist dog whistling, right. I guess. So Which is often done. Through so and then and then yeah. he's also going to just do fascist dog whistling under the under the the, the context of uh, talking about cardi b's music what else are you gonna do well real real quick Go you ahead. guys knew about his like his head writer yeah. getting oh, outed yeah. for being on this like insanely far right message board yeah like stormfront or something uh something like, similar yeah, to that some shit like that yeah i uh I actually, I had an account on Stormfront for a oh, while. Oh, no. Not because I'm a racist, but because I like shitting on people. Uh, wee woo, wee woo. I know. Um, <laughs> but you know what my, uh, you know what my username was? And and I, I I started this when I was like 16. So White Power, 1488, no, 69, no. 420. <laughs> it was to oh. white for you. Oh. Yeah. So I, I would out white. The yeah. other Nazis on the message board. That's a hard thing to do. I there was a lot of mayonnaise posting. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much what I did. <laughs> uh, I'm so, not a racist. I'm not a racist. Not. I keep screaming into the microphone, hoping something. Here called Cardi B. The song is. I, I love how he pretends he doesn't know who Cardi B is. Cardi like, B. A singer called Cardi B called WAP WAP we can't tell you what that stands for we and mind you he can absolutely tell you what that stands for wet ass and pussy are not banned by the FCC they're probably, yeah probably not no they're not they're absolutely not like yeah. that's that's just a fact he can say that yeah 
That seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally can't tell you what the name of the song Literally. is, much less its lyrics. It was released earlier this month by Atlantic Records. The chairman of that is a man called Craig Coleman. To give you a Fucking sense cares. of what this song is about, and again, we should tell you this is one of the most popular songs in the country, and you need to go online and look up its lyrics. Here's the woman who sings it, Cardi B, explaining to women how they can become more useful sex objects. Watch. This uh, this clip from Cardi B is fucking amazing, by the way. Okay. Like, it just, yeah. I allow you the damn dry ass because your page balance is off, and you want to know why? It's not because you're born with it, it's because you keep these dirty ass. You gotta tell babe, yo, you're more like mustard, my You wanna throw my pH balance off. Y'all little dirty ass brush your teeth before you eating barbecue ribs the whole day bacon egg and cheese then you right after he directly put it inside your now you got bacon egg and cheese grease inside your you know what i'm saying that's good i I, I gotta say she's making good points she's making good points um you know men can be really weird about vaginas yep and and women are not weird enough about stinky dicks and fingers. Absolutely. They're not. I've often wondered, like, how do how do women even tolerate this experience? I, I've had a lot of conversations about that recently. Yeah. And uh, men have stinky dicks. Not me. It's just the fact that... I don't well, have a stinky dick. You're not a man, so... I, <laughs> got no, it's it. because I, I, I obsessively wash it in the sink every two hours. Oh. <laughs> I, I have noticed you uh, doing that, yeah. It's so wrong. On, on the cameras that I have inside it the restroom. hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> the, was uh, that her? Uh, was that her address uh, for the for the Nickelodeon Nick Jr. plug? Aimed at young American girls here because yeah. Cardi B is is known for her uh, her work with young children, yeah. young girls. That's true. You know, honestly, like I, I'm I'm not like a huge uh, Cardi B fan. I don't really care for her music that much. Uh, but if there is one thing that I that I do appreciate very much about Cardi B is that. Uh, She's got such a large platform and she'll go from saying some shit like this to to she was also like talking with Bernie and shit. Well, yeah, talking with Bernie. She talked with Biden recently Uh, and like got him to agree that uh, Medicare for all is probably a good idea. But he, of course, isn't going to commit to it because he's still a piece of shit. Right. But, you know, she was she was talking to him and he was like, what do you what what do your fans uh, think is most important? And she's like. Well, first of all, I think Medicare for all is really important. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so she uh, rules, kind of. She does kind of rule, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And ironically, one, she rules. One, one could say in uh, in my regular parlance that uh, Cardi B fucks. Oh, yeah. Cardi B definitely fucks. I think she's fucked before. <laughs> she She's probably fucked twice. Twice? At least. Uh, which is two hundred percent more than I have. That's at least twice. You do you do the math. <laughs> you do you do the math. Uh, so we're we're halfway through yeah, this I'm Tucker Carlson. Fox, oh, go ahead. Fox News clearly edited the clip. They edited the part out where she said, "This is Cardi B, and you're watching Disney Channel." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they get sued. Disney doesn't own in Fox her, yet. Yeah. They? In her address to young American girls. <laughs> Oh fuck! Does does Disney own Fox? Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just it's on the way. Yeah, D- Disney's on the way to owning everything. Yeah, I mean they they own parts of me. They're working their Which, way up for my toes. Oh, they own your toes. 
Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, let's let's continue with the clip. Garbage. You don't need to be a Puritan to think so. It is. It's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. It's aimed at young American girls, maybe young, young girls, Americans. your granddaughters. And your what is it doing girls. to them? Can you even imagine what it's doing to them? People are getting rich pushing that crap on the country, and they should be ashamed of themselves, but they're not ashamed of themselves. So so this is a guy that uh, commonly uh, just sort of espouses white nationalist rhetoric, uh, mad that a woman is saying pussies can get wet and dicks can be stinky. Right. (laughs) I I, I would. There's a reading that I want to do after we get this clip. That I think will be all right. Let's 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 keep pushing through this. Joe thing. Biden just did an interview with Cardi B. Doesn't do a lot of interviews. He just did one with her. He sucked up to her. He called himself Joey B. Call me Joey B. So yeah. we may be related <laughs> to something. Tell me what your fans most say to you when they communicate with you online. What what are That's they most concerned about? Obviously, free free uh, college education, free Medicare. I, of course, want free Medicare. I, of course, think that we need a uh, free college education. Our middle school, they give you a, a free metro car so you could travel t- for you to be able to go to your school. And, of course, they, give me, they gave me free lunch. By the way, we're going to have, if I get elected president, free college education. For four years oh, of college, dear. flat out, Citation everybody needed. gets free education for 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 uh, uh, community college. Everybody ah! wants to go on and become <laughs> and name, become an apprentice, free. Again, we're not being prudish here. This is not James Brown being sexually suggestive on stage. Too. Go online right now and look up the lyrics to this song, and then ask Which yourself if you were Joe Biden. What's up? Which is the perfect time for this? Shut up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so. I just, so I, as I've established before in this podcast today and otherwise, I'm primarily a literature person, right? Mm. And I fell into this philosophy space kind of by accident, by curiosity, you know, community, things like that. Um, But I want to defend the point that WAP is indicative of a certain collapse of social norms, and a type of perversion that is, in fact, entirely new in the American sphere that we've never seen before. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you some lyrics uh, from a song that came out almost 30 years ago, 28 years ago, uh, that will show you how far we've fallen. Okay? You guys ready? Ready. Ready. Bitches ain't shit, (laughs) but hoes and tricks. (laughs) Lick on these nuts and suck the dick. Gets the fuck out after you're done, and I hops in my ride to make a quick run. Mm. I used to know a bitch named Eric Wright. We used to roll around and fuck the hoes at night. Tight than a motherfucker with the gangsta beats, and we was ballin' on the motherfucking Compton streets. Uh, did you happen to peep that shit? I did. I did peep that shit. Okay. Um, so I just, uh, it's pretty, I know, hold on, let me, let me skip forward because that there, there are mm. other musicians on this song as well. Right. Yes. Uh, which it's not a very well-known song. So like, I just established this. Uh, was but this, uh, I, it's, I it's believe a doctor. Yeah, it was, it was a medical doctor yeah. <laughs> named, uh, Dre. Uh, yeah, but I keep on forgetting about him. So. Oh, okay. Um, but, and now I got to do some. I gotta do some shit that's clean. 
But when I'm on a dick, hell yeah. <laughs> I get real mean. Like a washing machine. I can wash the clothes. All the hoes knows that I'm on the flow, ho. But they can't hang with my type OG swing. I ain't trying to say I suck on every ding-a-ling. Just the juicy ones. Oh. The tip of the tongue. And then they're sprung with the nuts hung. Bitches ain't shit. So as you can see, we are experiencing a social collapse where sexuality has become yeah. too much part of our fabric of understanding Absolutely. The, the, the way that media is supposed to function. And it's For disgusting. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we're never going to recover from this. Sorry to take up so much time. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, I think it was important to say. Thank you. Uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm glad that was said because not enough people are saying it, especially on national platforms. It's true. Sorry, Leonard, but we're out of time for you, so you got to. Uh, no, we're not actually. We're not actually. We've got plenty of time. Um, well, is he still there? I think he is. He sounds so far away, Leonard. But, can you hear me at all? Barely. Uh, yeah, you sound you sound like you're in a box Gosh. under like six feet of sand. God, he's been trying to talk to us the whole time. <laughs> All right, can, can you hear me now? Hell yes, yeah. we can hear you now. You're loud as fuck. Hell yeah. Okay, so I was going to say, well, first I said how far we've fallen. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> it clearly just shows that the empire is, like, collapsing, if not on the point of collapse. Um, but I think it's interesting that, like, all this conservative rhetoric, like, hinges on this idea of, like, personal responsibility. Mm. You know, like someone like Ben Sharpio is like, well, if you're living in a uh, in a neighborhood where uh, that's afflicted by abject poverty, well, just make the choice. And if you want your children to go to a better school, just make the commute to the other school or, you know, move to where there are more jobs available. It always just like yeah, comes yeah. down to the individual moving, yeah. and the choices <laughs> I, they I, should make. To, I, I always love that comparison. But, like, where? Where are the parents? You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I always and love like when... The, are, the parents are just like, no, no, have no part in this equation to like choose what they... I understand it's you can't control entirely, but it's like, you don't have to like expose your children to this kind of... Sh- just make the choice to not expose them to it. I mean, I think that's... I think that's almost part of the point, which is that uh, he's... So many of these conservatives, especially, and it happens kind of on the opposite end uh, with with people who are more progressive, but it's it's this weird obsession around, hey, did you know your kids suck? <laughs> and and they're all they're perverts and they're lazy and they're all eating one another's asses and still yeah. getting jobs. Uh, and so I, I think that's what he's aiming for, you know, is is like t- speaking about parents without speaking about them. And and the other right. thing well, is, well, I mean, yeah, clearly it's like he thinks Cardi B's key demographic is like I don't know what girls in the like six to yeah, sixteen yeah, it's, range, uh, right? Right after right after they watch Frozen, they they roll right into wet ass pussy. It's the Disney Channel age. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's also um, there's a superpositional thing going on with it where it's you know they they need to believe that like. 
all of the children of upcoming generations are already made perverse by these extremely pervasive social forces, but that they're also innocent enough to be saved. You know? Oh man, I I feel like I was just reading something about this the other day. Um, This is actually like an incredibly like recent American concept, sort of. I don't believe it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm stupid. Uh, But um, basically, you know, children at at a certain point were seen as part of the workforce. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, when when you know, like civilization got to a point where First of all, we we decided that hey, they shouldn't be put in the coal mines. Uh, they they then transferred over being like the property of God to some extent. Yeah, and then, and then they were put to work through different means. And put to work through different means, but also, um, you know, rife with sin and needed to be saved from something. If if anyone's interested in following that further, but they're not in a theoretical state of mind, just look up. Um, a bunch of the poetry by William Blake. So oh. songs of innocence and experience sure. yeah, is yeah. a perfect way to walk through that journey and, and view how children were once seen during that transitional period. Um, it's, it's a fantastic way to kind of see how the notion of innocence and childhood has, has fluctuated uh, even within the small span of time that he was alive uh, and writing that. Cause it's one of his earlier works. Uh, but uh yeah, it's, it's fucking bizarre uh, because children have not always been like innocence. They've yeah, been, yeah. Like they're they're naughty. They're fucked up little monsters. They're they're, they're like <laughs> you know little fairy creatures that a like, uh, on a, a, a fun fact about me uh, and, oh, don't, and don't, maybe don't maybe maybe people will be surprised by this, but uh, in earlier years I uh, I volunteered for a youth program. And I worked with kids a lot. Mm. And uh, my takeaway from that experience was that children are monsters. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, 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 it unreasonable monsters yes. at that where, you know, uh, it would happen often where one kid would hit another kid. And, you know, you would ask the question like, well, why did you hit her? Mm. And the answer would be something to the effect of, I don't know. It's like, right. Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah. you fucking insane creature. Well, no. so, so, so that's one of the big points uh, that Blake makes uh, in In a Sense and Experience, because everything that Blake ever writes has to be paradoxical. Sure. Uh, and so innocence, when he has children as innocence, uh, they don't know why something could be good or bad, and so they act wrong. So part of their innocence is wrongdoing, right? You're right. The same way that Adam and Eve's misdoings were, were part of yeah. their innocence kind of thing. But they were still punished um, for it. And then with experience, you begin to, you think that it's just like, that's when you become perverse and stuff. When in fact, that's when you learn to like mitigate your desires and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, and that it all like flows over itself over and over again. Um, I fucking love William Blake. He's incredible. Um, if you love him so much, why don't you fucking marry him? I, I would, but I'd have to go through Milton to get that done. Oh. Literature joke. <laughs> How you doing, Leonard? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, he's gone. Yeah, he left us. He's not even talking about this fucking William yeah. Blake piece of shit. Look. Oh, these these fucking nerds are gonna talk about William Blake. Oh, I'm good. My shit is like I don't know, going phasing in and out. Oh. oh, okay. Man, I feel bad. Not what the hell? 
we've been really good about our guests until you came on, and now we're just the tech's fucking up, and I can't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I had trouble getting in the room. It was just, it was just doomed from the start. Yeah, what's yeah. the password thing? Uh, there is no password. Did anyone else? Was anyone else getting asked for a passcode? No. No. There was a funny pop up that came up on here that I think might have meant something, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure. We'll figure this all out one day. You know what's really exciting? What's really exciting, Dorian? After we finish up with our good buddy here, we yeah. speak to uh, Fake Mishima. Oh, okay. And then that's when we hit the 430 mark, which is our first of six portions. Yep. We'll be done. So we will be 15% done with our nightmare. <laughs> 15 percent 12.5 this uh this self-inflicted nightmare that we've decided to uh yeah this was my idea too and I'm it was your idea but but you know with without duress i yeah. signed yeah, on what to made it you guys decide to like want to do this so like my idea hour. was that i wanted to do the 24-hour podcast pretty much as as quickly after my move as possible because this move was kind of like thrown at me. It, I don't know how much the listeners know, and I'm not going to get too far into it, but an emergency happened in my life, and I had to move back to California, uh, just pretty much out of nowhere, uh, with like a month and a half of advance notice. And um, I thought it would be fun to appear back in California and then to do all of the catching up over 24 hours. And that it would be more of a personal kind of thing, which we're now going to do in the woods. Uh, later if that ever occurs but instead we waited a while and we kind of got all that stuff out of the way and now it's just a 24-hour dedication that we gave ourselves yeah. and we don't know what to do with it so we're filling it with guests and uh, <laughs> it's actually way more interesting than the other ones. yeah no i i think this has been a good experience yeah, so this far is, this is a better option yeah. yeah despite the fact that we can't stop fucking talking when leonard is here and he's a very yeah. interesting man well i love leonard he's a good guy I love Leonard. I, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say. Not a lot of people are willing to say it, but I'm gonna say it. I love Leonard. I. Oh, you guys. I love. <laughs> I, I, I love Leonard. Leonard, it, Leonard. Uh, have you ever watched the? Uh, I love y'all too. Oh. <laughs> have you ever watched the uh, the the Hills uh, Rising? I thought you were gonna say the Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> you ever watched the Hills Have Eyes? No. Oh, okay. Well, on, on that show, they they have this saying where they're like, "What's on your radar?" So, Leonard, what's on your radar? Hey, what's up? What's uh, what's, um, what's something well, you've been thinking about lately? I was gonna ask you, fellers. Um, yes, Dorian. I, I I think you said you already talked to Mike about doing an episode on uh, more in depth on like Jung and and Peterson. Yeah, that would be great. Shit like uh, that. That was our first episode, but we definitely need to go further and further and further. Yeah, I think we were still oh, trying guys, to. You guys went into like, I know you did it on Peterson for your first. I haven't, I haven't sure. listened to it though, but it was on 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 <laughs> Peterson and Carl Jung. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was about Jung to the in the ways that it directly applied to Peterson. Sure, uh, yeah. but we didn't enter into like the red books or anything like that. Yeah, I, I think. think uh, yeah, because. Go ahead. I looked into his. There's um, a Jordan. There's a video of Jordan Peterson talking about how the book that terrified him, and he always <laughs> he's so fucking over dramatic, oh, dude. Yeah. He's like, 
I was warned multiple times against reading Carl Jung like he's this like downright frightening figure. That just um, sucks. <laughs> in Jordan Peterson's world of just infinite, unending darkness, of course he is. <laughs> um, like he really thinks he's like the savior in this world of darkness. Oh, right? absolutely. I, I think. Right. But so anyway, this book is called Ion. I haven't looked into it too deeply. I just ordered it because I, I do want to read it like in preparation for the episode because I guess this was, I don't know if it was after the Red Book. Okay. I guess after his like hallucinations and his near psychotic break <laughs> that almost occurred <laughs> while he was like before he wrote the Red Book or while he was writing it. Right. I think, I guess it said that he just spent the rest of his life trying to like piece that together, that, that breakdown. And so this was like a product of that. And he said, this is Peterson said, this is the book that like most terrified him because it's about the, um, like the, the, the figure of Christ and all these weird mystical connections and symbolism and stuff and how it is like presaging the fall of civilization, basically. Okay. Okay. That's from uh, just from the surface that I've been able to engage with it because it's I guess it, it's a lesser known work of his. Like I I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, I'm not familiar. But, yeah, same. Um, that's how it comes across. That's how it comes across to me. Is it like after the year 2000 because Christ is symbolized as the fish, right? right. And then that span from zero AD to 2000 was the year of uh, the Pisces or whatever, okay. which are symbolized by fish. So it's, and, and he makes all these other connections, of course, that I don't know about because I don't know the fucking book yet, but um, yeah. And then talking about how basically after that, <laughs> it, it gets into like, I guess this left behind uh, narrative shit where the antichrist comes. So we're oh, living beautiful. in, uh, <laughs> I guess, what is it, the age of Aquarius or something? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, the Antichrist. Right. So, yeah, Donald Trump and coronavirus and all this shit, it's all just part of the end of Western civilization as we know it, this, as foretold by the prophet Jung. That's fantastic. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I would love to get into that. Yeah, and I, and I think the end of Western civilization is honestly coming a bit late. Yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, <laughs> It's one of those events that occurs in ripples, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Where, like, oh, no, Rome is ending. Oh, no, Byzantium is ending. Oh, no, the Holy Roman Empire is ending. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing is, like, when people talk about the fall of Rome, they don't realize that it was, like, a, a hundred or more years of time that, that the fall of happening. Rome... Yeah, the fall of Rome is still happening, technically, right. but, uh, yeah, like, Catholics. the the understanding of what the fall of Rome is, is like actually like a hundred or more years of just repeated, say, repeated failure. <laughs> look, I don't want to get into this. Okay. Well, all right. But, don't get into it then. You know, nothing's forcing you. The Italians. Oh man. <laughs> you know, uh, it, you know, it was, it was foolish of me to think that we could go through a, a whole 24 hour talk I mean, with, without some here, you know, so. <laughs> and we're about to have a lot more of that with fake Mishima yeah fake Mishima is probably going to bring upon some uh, problematic elements I would you know. praise Hirohito that's all I have to say <laughs> the, the Axis forces they're fucked they're evil fuck Nazis fuck fascists yeah. fuck them all Imperial Japanese or I don't know they're aesthetically interesting. So they're cool. Yeah, they got they got swords. Swords yeah. are awesome. I, they like did horrible things to the Chinese. Yeah, 
But they study the blade, so... Yeah, which which makes them okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Leonard? Well, I, w- I was trying to find a way to sag in uh, <laughs> <laughs> with what I was, what I was saying before. Because um, <laughs> there's a video with uh, Jordan Peterson talking to Camille Oglia. I don't know if that's how you say it. Oh, shit. Name. Okay. Right. And they're talking about just the postmodern neo-Marxist nightmare and the liberal brainwashing <laughs> universities and Hell yeah. and all the the transgenderism that's going on. And, and Camille brings up this point how when something like gender norms and stuff like that began to like fall apart, that's what led to the fall of the Roman Empire and all that shit. And, she, and, and, and she's sort of seeing that whole, because you know the whole bill, the C-16 and that whole like right. all yeah. the trans issues like exploding into cultural discourse. It was like the beginning of the end of the empire. And I was, I was thinking, cause I listened to most of your guys' episode before on like fascism and stuff. And sure. I've been trying to think about why as like, uh, like the connections with Dr. Jordan Peterson. So that was very, uh, respectful of me calling him Dr. Yeah. Peterson. Yeah, that was good. Um, well done. That just slipped right out naturally too. I <laughs> did have a did lot you more like accidentally maybe I, press f before you started talking so you paid your respects to him <laughs> <Yeah>. or... <laughs> i've been holding f this whole time yeah, okay um and the connections with his you know being a staunch union and his like strange kind of interpretations of nietzsche also like predicting the fall of the empire with the <laughs> death of god and, and stuff like that and all of his conservative politics and i feel like especially with all of Peterson's fanboys too being on the more conservative side or the more like I'm a classical liberal Mm, of course but in every way their politics are like very conservative and um it's all very rough in my head so I might be scattered as I I, well one one point that I would make about the difference between liberal and conservative is that uh the the modern interpretations of both of these things are fundamentally in the same uh i guess bracket of politics and so like people who consider themselves classical liberals are also conservatives and conservatives are in the same branch of liberalism they just have like tiny little micro disagreements about certain things that that lead them to believe that they're separate little little micro fascisms yeah little micro fascisms (laughs) well and so i think that with you know, something like fascism, I, I, I think, is rooted in this sort of like mythical like origin story, sure. or like this creation myth of like the the people who are like entitled to a land or a territory or something like that. And I feel like that is given in, um, not like explicitly in the same kind of like fascistic sense, I guess, but that you sort of have this like civilizational creation myth in all of these archetypes and all of these stories and stuff like that, that Jung outlines, you know, so I, I, I think that, um, I don't know. I kind of talked myself into a corner there. Do you guys see what I'm, you guys yeah. getting at all what I'm saying? I, I don't even, I don't even understand what you said. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's, uh, 
that, that, that is one of the biggest things about fascism is that it, it, it's based on these bizarre narratives um, that are mm -hmm. internalized. And that's kind of the problem with Jungianism, right? Is that the archetypes and everything uh, feed into that type of thought. Uh, but I guess like that's the, the, when, when I was first entering into grad school, it was explained to me by one of the like heads of the philosophy department, why they focused on analytic philosophy. And this is bullshit, but their reasoning <laughs> was that analytic philosophy is better for society because it's harder to turn truth tables and stuff like that into fascism than it is to take something like Jung and Nietzsche and turn it into fascism. Because it no longer relies... Analytic philosophy theoretically doesn't rely... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> theoretically doesn't rely on these... Um, these grand narratives and like the individualization and, and stuff like that and archetypes and things like that. So you can't turn it into like race politics as easily, but instead we just have to rely on like weird rationalizations and like phrenology and shit. So, uh, I, I mean, on, on the subject of, of analytics, not being fascist somehow. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I I would I would make the argument that analytics are like a, a fascist like it helps structure. Them. Yeah, it helps them because uh, think think of previous analytical structures like um, measuring skulls, for instance. Right. That that's a system of analytics. Uh, you know, oh. Uh, we measured the difference uh, of volume between a, a white person's skull and a black person's skull. And after fudging all the statistics, we decided that uh, black people have smaller skulls and therefore smaller brains. And therefore, they're not as intelligent. And uh, right. we, we should subjugate them because we're better than them. The, the, the problem with the analytic continental distinction, because it's ultimately kind of arbitrary, is that it's largely based on this distinction that floats around in space that people kind of uh, intuit, which is that some types of philosophy make sense rationally, and some of them are just the building of arbitrary concepts that don't fit into this like more accepted set of thoughts, I guess. Sure. One of these is more psychoanalytic and built on um, this, this, weird kind of uh, metaphysical ontology and stuff like that. And one of these um, makes sense to us immediately based on the type of thought that we're comfortable having yeah. uh, through like formal logic and stuff. Right. Um, which it's weird to think that there would be an innate distinction between them because like the rationalists exist and the <laughs> neo-rationalists exist and things like that. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating. It's cool. It's fine. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we found ourselves we back at the we same won. space we started yep <laughs> well i think i think that like um because I, I i feel like everyone on the right is always so afraid of like it's really them who's afraid of like the fall of the empire where like yeah. the more like leftist side is sort of like if they don't want the fall of the empire to like something new it's always about like progressing or moving forward leaving no. making moral innovations and leaving like old um traditions and, and stuff behind where they're no longer applicable or useful and so and i think that union psychology and all that stuff really 
lends itself to that conservatism because it is all about conserving the like this Western mythos and this mm. culture that has been in his eyes constructed on these archetypes and these and these stories and myths and yep. all of that stuff that we're that they're all afraid of uh, afraid of losing right now, absolutely you know like with with the death of god and but all the, of uh, this stuff in there no please what's that no please go on oh no 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 that was, no. That was pretty much yeah, about right. it i mean so i totally agree with that and it's it, there was a hot take that i shared earlier that some people have been messaging me about but essentially rather than letting these archetypes and God and stuff like that die, uh, we instead have a lot of people that decide to grasp desperately onto these monomythic uh, structures and say like, hey, well, fuck, we lost all that, so now we have Star Wars and Harry Potter, which are the same thing. <laughs> and, you know, the, there's the whole trope where, like, liberals can't explain politics without bringing in Harry Potter. Uh, or I would argue Star Wars is as much. Don't talk to me until you've read uh, theory. Right. And, and, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that kind of lends into the understanding of why, of one of the many reasons, uh, along with, like, the, the paradox of tolerance and stuff, that liberals uh, are so friendly to fascism uh, because they are ultimately structuring their entire world view on the same narrative structures. An another thing that I've realized with uh, liberalism is um, <clears throat> liberalism always requires a fight to be going on yeah, of yeah, some sort. Hero worship of all sorts. Yeah. And the only way that you can have heroes is if there's a continued conflict. Yeah. And so they never want to completely defeat fascism or whatever it is they're seeking to defeat. They want to be in perpetual war with it. Yeah, they want to produce whiteness in someone who is marked as non-white so that they can punish them forever. Yes, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. Yeah, I just uh, just sent you a message on Instagram, but I'm gonna pull it up on the screen. No, 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 no! Don't don't look at it on Instagram. I'm gonna pull it up on the screen since I'm screen sharing with you guys, and I and I just kind of want to get uh, uh, maybe like some some initial reactions to um, how you feel about this image. Oh hell yeah! I've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, this this looks like uh, maybe in Florida somewhere. Of course, I can't tell. Just but, say it's Florida. It doesn't matter. It's that or Venice Beach. It's it's Florida, uh, but uh, <laughs> this is the uh, the autism awareness police vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, Beyond Woke and Problematic uh, posted this up uh, earlier today. Oh, did they? Okay, but, uh, but on the second slide, it's the Death Star is painted in the same. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what? Actually, I, I do believe I did see that. That's That's uh, rules. Yeah, yeah. It's actually on my story as well. Yeah, just oh, just gonna, story. We're just going to go. We're just going to go to the source. Okay. No, this is a different autism awareness vehicle. Oh my god! There's how many autism awareness? How? Are yeah. There? Ooh. Ooh. Holy shit! That's not the same one. Oh yeah, the other. No, yours it's... is covered in yeah. Little, little, uh, I swear pieces. I've seen. I've, I swear I've seen one here in Chicago too. Yeah, <laughs> it might just be like a rainbow um, right. pop card. Could 
that I've seen up in Boys Town, you know, <laughs> right. up in the up in the, the gay LGBTQ part of town. So it might just be like representative of that. But I I don't know. I swear, I like I've seen the autism there was awareness a, out here in Chicago too. There was a follower that I had from Boys Town. Uh, don't think too hard about that. They used to send me <laughs> messages constantly, and I just realized I haven't spoken to him in like They're dead. months. They're probably dead. Yeah, they got killed by, by the autism police. I, I love the uh, the autism awareness <laughs> Death Star. That's a uh, yeah, that rules. That's, that's incredible. Um, oh. It's it's worthy of note that uh, that the police kill autistic people all the time because they don't know how to communicate with them. Yeah, hey, um, put your hands up. Yeah, put, put your hands up, and then. Uh, Autistic people uh, stem in the corner I mean, instead, and they get they shot. Also, shoot their caregivers. Yeah, well, yeah, and that that was uh, it really buffs the numbers. I, f- I feel like it was back in 2018. There was a there was a circumstance where a black uh, caregiver to an autistic person uh, was was trying to get uh, an autistic person calmed down, yep. and you know he had his hands up. He was laying down on on his back in the middle of the street with his hands up and the police decided to shoot him because they have no idea how to deal with that circumstance other than, I guess, invoking violence. Mike, when someone's chilling out, standing there, talking to people, what else are you going to do? You're going to not shoot them? Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, an active carrier, I guess. Look, if you walk into a room and okay. you're like, shut up, <laughs> and then they don't shut up. What do you do? You got no other option. Yeah. What if they say like shh in response? Really force my hand here. <laughs> if someone does something you don't like, yeah. what other option do you have? There was um up in I think in like Baton Rouge or Lafayette on the, like August twenty first or something somewhere around there, not that long ago. There was um this dude, sixty one year old uh black dude who was just asking for change and then oh yeah, yeah. Um, and some some white supremacist shot him right yeah <laughs> yeah he just told him to like leave people alone and then i don't know exactly what happened between there there was like some woman on twitter who said she was there and he asked him for change he was a little insistent but of course that's not like a, a you know a fucking death sentence uh, like if they ask twice to fuck that shoot him right. um so, yeah, and then the guy goes up to him, asks him to leave people alone, and the guy's probably like, you know, more or less, yeah, fuck you, man. Yep. Uh, so then, I, yeah, I actually just fish. brought up the story. Uh, a disabled black man was shot and killed while asking for money outside Trader Joe's, which is probably the most appropriate place for that shooting course, to happen, yeah. I guess. Um, black man. Yeah, and they was, let him go home and everything, and they. Um, yep. They didn't which, arrest them until like the day or two after. Which, which is uh, which, which is appropriate for what we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, we we talked about the shooting in Kenosha, uh, that, right. that Kyle Rittenhouse kid. Uh, Thank you for clarifying right which shooting in Kenosha. Officers. Yeah, which which shooting in Kenosha? Uh, because the police also shot people for no reason. Uh, but uh, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse was allowed to not only cross police lines without any incident after literally shooting people in front of the police, uh, but then uh-huh. they allowed him to go all the way back to his home state, which, you know, not very far of a drive with how the state lines are. Yep. 
But still, they allowed him to go back to his home state. And then uh, he he wasn't actually arrested by the police there. He turned himself in. Um, And then, you know, he missed his first court date because he had an extradition hearing uh, to be extradited back to Wisconsin. Um, And, you know, despite the fact that most uh, most times you miss a court date, you you get arrested or you're found out like in in contempt of court. Uh, The the judge extended his hearing until uh, September 25th. so yeah, there's a there's a clear distinction between how how the law is applied to uh, to certain people in this country, um, certain people belonging to a falsely constructed race, maybe. God bless yeah. America. God bless America. Actually, uh, I don't know how much time you have left, uh, Leonard, but I think we should spend the rest of it listening to uh, uh, Lee Greenwood wow. songs. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a blank. On oh, you're, you're drawing a blank? Guy? Oh, uh, is it here. It says racist things? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Am I the only person that knows who Green... Man, Lee Green copyright struck? <laughs> yeah, let's just listen to a little bit of this. This is all fair use. Yeah, this is all for criticism. If tomorrow all the things were gone were my life, And I had to start again Just my children and my wife I love all the backup singers stars To be living here today Where the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away An American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. I'm glad to stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this bless the USA. Um, I won't. <laughs> I won't play the rest well, the of that because I'm not going to stand for freedom for that much longer if these goddamn radical Biden voters keep this shit up. That's that's one of my favorite things uh, about the whole. He's a communist. He's a Marxist. So so one, one of the one of the initial than even Bernie Sanders could imagine. One, one of the initial arguments against Bernie Sanders was like. If we vote in Bernie Sanders, he's going to be pegged as a radical leftist, socialist, communist, mm-hmm. yeah, and no one's going to Marxist, and nobody's going to listen to him. And I, I recall saying this early on, and I was, and you know, it's not like I have a huge platform or anything like that, but you know, I was shouting to my own little circle of people that I know, and uh, I said, it doesn't matter who you fucking pick, that's going to be the argument. Yep. No matter what, yep. 
because right. because the, the the Republican Party, and we're going to talk about the RNC a little bit later, but the Republican Party is absolutely fucking insane right now. Gentlemen, we we live in hell. We live in hell, and and no matter who you pick, they're going to be pegged as a radical leftist, socialist, communist, and we might as well actually have somebody who might be a little bit socialist rather than Joe Biden, who doesn't fit any of those bills. Just a sock down, just something. Yeah. Who's falling for that? What fucking liberals. moron liberals. is falling Liber- for that? Liberals trip? are falling for it. This <laughs> <laughs> is just 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 like they asinine. fell for the toxic Bernie bro shit. Every everyone uh, every That's white true. family that makes over eighty thousand dollars a year mm. per one parent. Oh, okay, yeah, per yeah. one parent. So combined, one hundred sixty thousand. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I agree with that. I just yeah. thinking a hundred percent of the population is gonna get taxed like eighty-five <laughs> percent. That's man, that's what happens in Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Look look at how bad Sweden is doing. What? What or is that the temple rape place? Which uh yeah, I think Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah where you believe that, that was what all the conservatives were calling like the rape capital after the whole Syrian crisis. Refugee, yeah. refugee uh, turns out on. when you take in refugees, all they do is just rape your people. And that's what I hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were so happy about that, too. They were like celebrating because right. they felt vindicated. They're like, see, brown people are dangerous. Fuck. They rape. As a brown person, I do consider myself dangerous, but only because <laughs> of, of my radical centrist politics. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I'm I'd have to go on Mullen you. Oh, Mullen you. Mullen you. Mullen you. Cite some bell curve. Like a what? Cite some bell curve statistics yes. from the 60s. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, Prager U needs to be a real university. I mean, it's Absolutely. as real as a lot of universities are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, especially God COVID, bless yeah. the USA. Uh, well, Leonard, is there uh, anything you want to push, like drugs, uh, before we head off? Because uh, Misha is going to be calling up in a bit. Mm-hmm. Push, push some drugs. My yeah. OnlyFans, look me up. OnlyFans.com slash communicating vessel. I hope that's a real for link. My, for my testicles. Ooh. Ooh, tell us more. That I'm showing. Light on camera. Ooh! Oh, I see you. They're nice. They're uh, hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you. An, I'm giving you a preview of my OnlyFans account. A sneaky peek. <laughs> the listeners can't see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually England. surprised by yeah. the. Uh, you, you know, normally one is a little bit larger than the other, but yours are incredibly proportional. Yeah. The well, one hangs you. significantly lower than the other. Yeah, but. But you can tell by the outline. Yeah, no, I, that it's the same size. Yeah, it's not weight that's pulling it. Down. Yeah, it's not. It's not weight. It's uh It's God's plan. It's. God. <laughs> yeah, it's all the scrotum stretching I've been doing. <laughs> oh, okay. But which is weird because I just noted how taut it is. Yeah. So like you're you're whatever. Well, you're maybe his right. skincare routine is is making the tautness. Yeah, he stretches happen. it into ice water. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, this has been a very successful talk. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brent. Absolutely. Yeah. Let, let's do that young talk yeah, uh, later. Uh, yeah. Send me send me a message about the text. Um, what what is it called again? It's Ion A I O N. Okay. Awesome. 
Very exciting. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for your time. Adios. (laughs) I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. Guten Abend. Okay. City doesn't know how to fucking sign off. Yeah. Listen to this asshole. Hold on, I'm clicking. There we go. Adios. I, I, was, about to remove, I was about to remove you the hard <laughs> way. <laughs> All right, get this you. man out of here. God, everyone we speak to is an idiot, including me. Yeah, also us. Yeah, king idiots. We love That's these people, though. Uh, so, fake Mishima is going to come up. This will not be problematic. Oh no! <laughs> hey, let's reach out and make sure everything's fine with him. Okay. Mike, how are you feeling at this uh, three and a half hours in? Uh, Fine? Bad. Really? Yeah. How so? Uh, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like the effects of fatigue. Yeah, uh, that makes you weak, huh? It does. It does make me weak. I think uh, instead of my next drink being mixed with vodka, I should just uh, do Red Bull like straight. Okay. Um, hmm. Sounds. Uh, but but I think uh, we we should take another shot or something like that. Well, just, let's uh, do it because he's typing right now. He's going to be in here soon. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and he's uh, he's dry actually. Fake Mishima is a recovered alcoholic. He told me. Oh. In confidence. Good for him. No, he told me that publicly. I, oh, I okay. Is, <laughs> I think it's okay <laughs> that I'm saying this. Or maybe it's not. Good for him. Yeah, I mean he's a I'm stronger an, man than we. I'm an unrecovered alcoholic. That's very funny, Mike. Not to make light of addiction issues, mm-hmm. we are the Benzo Rehab Dungeon, and we do specialize in uh, addiction recovery. To recovering. Cheers. To recovering. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Again, uh, Absolute Vodka provided by our sponsor, better which is health. not Absolute Vodka. <laughs> which is better out. Yeah. Uh, the legitimate... Uh, Oh, Cam Cam is calling in. Cam. His name is Cam. Oh, are we having Cam in? Yeah, let him in. Let everyone in. Let everyone in. Like give a shit who it is. Is this fucking bottom text? I, I believe so. Yeah, I think it is. So we, we we have someone that's watching, watching us fuck around. Yes, watching us jerk off in so the corner. So it's like uh just letting everyone know that uh Bottom text without organs is now watching us uh, podcast, which is a little uncomfortable. Kind of weird. So you, um, you're <laughs> you're letting everybody know, but the problem is that this is not being live streamed. Yeah. So they whoever need to know the narrative, <laughs> whoever. It's, it's live streamed to him. So there's a whole story. We see his face now. Yeah. Get that fucking oh. thing out of here. You he can't. T- <laughs> <laughs> because we're, I just you're not making I just yeah. thought I'd drop in on the boys. Hey, you, oh, you're you're totally welcome good. to drop in on the boys here. You're looking good. Yeah, I, I I really appreciate that. Uh, draw me like one of your French girls' pose that you have right yeah. now. That's good. I I plan on doing the same yeah. thing, but I just no. But you know, you're sitting down and shit. Yeah, we got yeah, dude, that's I mean, a that's a I nice bed set you hour, have there. But I thought I'd just drop in and see what you guys are like saying, but then I'm, like I was like, oh shit, I'm the only person here. Like, yeah, we, <laughs> we're, we're right in between. We are about to have fake. Oh, Mishima. Uh, fake Mishima is actually oh, calling in. Yeah. Fake, fake. 
I'll uh, sh- should I like cover my shit up or like uh, just, just mute yourself? Yeah, whatever? if if you don't uh, want to participate, just mute yourself. You're on at five p.m., so you're on soon enough in yeah. an hour. He's talking to us, but he muted himself. Ah, it's like four over there, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So in an hour, you get a talk. Maybe when Schizotopia comes on, you can talk with us. That actually sure. might yeah. be fun. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so we you will... know what? Actually, might I... Mm, I might be dipping out in the middle of Mishima. I might <laughs> be dipping out to do some other shit real quick, but I'll definitely be back like at eight. Sounds Give good. Call. In the meantime, yeah. Yep. I'm just going to be a spectator. I'm just going to be a yeah. spectator. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's let Mishima in. All right. Did it work? Yep. He, yep, yep. Fake Mishima. Uh, it's actually still connecting. You fuck. God Sorry. Obliged. Angry all the time now. <laughs> this is this is good for uh, for fake Mishima to come in on. Yeah, hey. Hello, sir. What's going on, brother? Nothing much. How are you guys? We are fine. Yeah, we're we're chugging right through this. I started bad. I'm still bad. Things are bad. <laughs> I started good. <laughs> I think. Oh, I don't does, know what uh, good is anymore. Does Mishima have a certain theory? Because a lot of fascists, uh, if we're willing to call them that, have have a certain theory of time <laughs> and the way that it unfolds and develops. So, does he have a kind of antediluvian notion i know that he wants to go back to the empire uh does yeah. he have like a everything was better before this and everything necessarily gets worse kind of theory i i think there was something i don't i i'm not entirely sure if he said something that explicit okay but i think Most of it's just like a strong big man yeah fuck. kind of i think a lot <laughs> of what he was um talking about it, it, uh, Maybe a, a good way of understanding is that I think he was kind of not only just reacting to the way that America was like infiltrating Japan post uh, World War Two, mm. but was also um, I don't know. I tend to read his stuff in a in a way that that as if it was like sort of transgressive art, okay. not yeah. just in terms of its content, but also in terms of like trying to. Um, I guess, I guess in some way, maybe not necessarily parody, but like acted out in some fashion right. as a sort of cultural figure as yeah. like a sort of way to help um, people, uh, people in Japan um, uh, sort of transition out of that traditional format. Right. As far as like, where whether he said explicitly um that if we continue down this more modernist path that things are going to get worse i don't know um i haven't read anything um of him saying that um but i get the sense that he was definitely trying to he was at least trying to talk about um there being at least core values of japan that are that could be under threat of modernization so that's something that's really interesting to me in Mishima's case and in, you know, a lot of, I don't know if you could call it this because it was the Japanese, the, the empire, right? But a lot of these non-white, non-Western uh, nationalist movements, right? Where yeah. a lot of them are regarded as non-problematic uh, and justified, which I think is 
non-problematic and justified, largely, especially speaking about, like, South America. Um, mm. But then in Mishima's setting, we're more willing to refer to him as a fascist, perhaps because of his militarism. Um, yeah, I... Go on, sorry. I no, didn't no, no, mean to interrupt. No, no. If you have a response, fire away. Oh, no, yeah. So I think, I think, that's, a, I think that's pretty spot on. I mm. think because of his like overt militarism that there is sort of a um there is sort of an attitude to like oh he's a fascist right you know would you say he is a fascist i you know i mean delusian terms absolutely i think yeah i think in Deleuze. yeah (laughs) from what i understand of Deleuze, yes i think but but in your own terms because we're allowed to think differently i am not yeah i think um I wouldn't be as, no, I wouldn't call him a fascist primarily because I interpret his work as being, I kind of agree with uh, uh, what Schizotopia was talking about. In his, He's on next, um, by the way. So. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Cool. Oh, tie in, bro. Couch it for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree with his interpretation that I don't think Mishima necessarily believed that at the very least, I don't think he believed that the nation state could be could come back. The traditional nation state could come back, right. and that his art was more a way to, um, as like a final hurrah of sort, right? Sort. So maybe he believed in it. Maybe he didn't. It might have just been a sort of like shock rock value kind of <laughs> um, uh, expression of art, and. For me, I, I'm hesitant to call him overtly a fascist on the basis of that, that there is that possibility that this is a sort of radical shock um, right. transgressive art. But that might be a bit of a stretch. No, I, I, I think that am I sounding super fuzzy? I'm, I'm being told that I am. Um, maybe yeah. just a little bit, but I, I can a still like, hear you. Is yeah. it disruptively bad? or No. It okay. sounds kind of cool. Sounds kind of cool. I'm robot man now. Yeah. Uh, it'll come and go, maybe. Um, yeah, it sounds like so, a guitar. What's that? A guitar pedal? <laughs> I got uh, the uh, distortion pedal on door. Yeah, yeah, this is my. Oh, this oh is my, shit! I should have checked my feet. I hit the distortion it's, pedal. <laughs> it's acapella shoegaze. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my feedback that. When, when I listened to that Schizotopia episode, I uh, I think I reached out to you, actually. I'm not sure if I did. Uh, I wanted to, at least. I reached out to someone to talk about it, because it, like... I think you made a meme, like, directly after it, <laughs> that and I reacted to I it. Mean, I made a not not memes, that like, you today. reached yeah. out, but you made a meme about it. Yeah, I was passive-aggressive. Uh, <laughs> but so, uh, as, as I've established a few times today... And because of the nature of this format, I'm going to establish over and over and over again, I'm more of a literature person than a philosophy person, at least in training. Uh, And so, yeah, in training. Um, And so I enter into a lot of these discussions using narratology or certain types of archetypes. And I also hate that because, like, I'm not a Jungian. And uh, we were just talking about that. But so... Whenever I think about someone like Mishima, I think of the hero archetype, right? Because that's mm. absolutely mm-hmm. what he thinks he is yeah. and what he's mm. modeling himself on. 
But something that I don't hear very frequently, but I believe very intensely on an academic and just an emotional level, is that the hero is necessarily a fool, right? Yeah. Because the hero is always going to try to combat a force that's greater than himself. He is always going to try to go against the, like, post-Diluvian setting that we're in, where sin has set in, and, mm -hmm. and everything's awful. And the hero, in a way, always fails, because the hero needs to pass on the torch to you, so you can yeah. become the hero. They never fix the problem entirely, and this is something that seems to exist all throughout literature forever, right? It's it's mm. Beowulf, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And so when I think of Mishima, I think of him as being someone who is, and actually this connects to the Lovecraft that we wanted to talk about, maybe. I mean, we don't have to get yeah. into it, but, but it would be fun. Um, where he knows who he is and what he is, right? which is someone who is doomed and incapable of doing the service that he himself want, wants to, to, to perform, right? Mm. He's a four foot 11 gay guy <laughs> that wants to like uh, solve the problem of the failing Japanese empire. And he's gonna take over a military base with a couple of his friends. Yeah. Are you <laughs> saying that short dudes can't do it? Yes. Okay, damn, yes. fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Fuck, that's me. And, and so there's this impulse in Mishima that, just like in Patriotism, what, what you read yesterday, which was beautiful, by the way. That was a very, it was a great reading. I did listen in all. Oh, the thank you. That, yeah. I appreciate that. It, it was. Uh, I, I was super. I was super nervous going into it. I I, I wanted yeah. to try to get the pronunciations right. What was interesting is that you, I've read Patriotism before once. But when you said that you wanted to read it with, uh, what was the word you, you used? Two words. You used something, uh, but delicate. Brisk. Yeah, briskly and brisk. delicately. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so brisk made sense because it's like, who wants to listen to 50 pages? <laughs> yeah. Apparently yeah. we did, which is yeah. awesome to hear. Um, there was like a core five people or four or five people great. that wanted. Dude, if five yeah. people will listen to you, that's incredible. Yeah, like no the, the pay I was it forward model. By that. Exactly. Right? The pay it forward model. Um, but but delicately was interesting, and I was just like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's about fucking and suicide and like all <laughs> these things that should be treated delicately. But I mean, the text only treats them so delicately. Yeah. Right. And so, what are you gonna yeah. do? But your reading of it did give it the treatment that was necessary. I think. Uh, so good job. Uh, Thank you. I but, appreciate but hey, that. So the, the hero is always, always a fool. Mm -hmm. He yeah. kills himself. He kills his lover because he doesn't want to fucking do his job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes over a military it's base and he kills his friends, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and foolishness is part of our job, right? Mm. Like, 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 not to call myself a hero, because I'm not. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. I'm, I, like, I'm not going to do anything. Um <laughs> but in an idealized archetypal sense, we are all supposed to join into society to self-immolate in a certain way. That's the most romantic view of anything, of love, of politics, of, of, yeah. of warfare. We're supposed to die. We're supposed to fail. 
but we're supposed to do so really, really well. We right? have to valiantly. We have to valiantly fail. Right. And so that's where that weird microfascistic impulse comes in, right? Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with that, but it's really interesting. <laughs> as 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 Cameron says. No. I don't even know what to do with it either. I, I'm just I'm just trying to dip out of it almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry to cut in, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, we'll fine. Uh, fake Mishima, if you're willing to have Cameron join us. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. So you know, this I is... I you're reading too. I really enjoyed it. It was beautiful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate, appreciate that. So After the fact, I didn't catch a live, but... <laughs> yeah. We now have uh, Bottom Text Without Organs, who is also the guy that wrote our uh, intro music. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we I've been meaning to make one. more for you guys. I've been making some music, more? too, so I'll send some to okay, you. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. Shoot me stems. Shoot me stems. Collaboration. Hell yeah. Ah, collab. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you've been nodding like crazy when we've been talking about microfascism because you're also a yeah. Deleuzean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I was. I wanted to say when you were mentioning like um, in the delusion, like I forget what, what it was you were talking about earlier. I almost wanted to be like, yo, dog. I'm sorry. Bro! He's fascist as fuck. I'm sorry. He's fascist as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like that's something that's kind of been clicking for me lately. Well, I was like, talking home- about the um. Well, I know, I know. And that's yeah. why I was like. That's why I was like. You know what? I'll, maybe yeah. I'll just wait until yeah after yeah. then. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um. So, please go on. Oh, I don't even know, dude. I'm sorry I jumped in. I just wanted to hop <laughs> in. All right. No, you're good. Go so, for it. Go for, it. <laughs> Go for what? I don't fucking know. Okay. Fucking just, know. just just, ride that. Just ride it. You ride don't it. know. Ride just it. do it. <laughs> so many drunks around. Um, so I actually, let, let, me, let me tie some stuff together that may make this more Deleuzian, but also maybe in a grounding that works better for what fake Mishima came here for. Um, so, Shadow over Innsmouth. That is the yeah. Lovecraft text that you've been reading recently? Is that the Reading case? and mostly, like, re-listening to. Beautiful. So, since I, like, work graveyards, it's, like, incredibly hard to, like, fall asleep, even yeah. with, like, melatonin. Sure. So there's, like, yeah, <laughs> so there's, like, a specific reading that I listen to to, like, fall asleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, no, that's great. I, uh... You're a recovered alcoholic, and that's fantastic. I still try yeah. to drink myself to sleep, and I still listen to shit, like, in order to pass <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, I listen to a lot of lectures trying to go to bed. Um, you know who's I great think- for that, because he's both awesome and he's boring as fuck? Who? Is Charles Altieri. Really? Yeah. I've been, I've been <laughs> upon, the, upon the recommendations of a, uh, of Daniel Scalito, I've been, um, doing random lectures lately. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he nice. just has such a, like, you can just tell he's like a, a really sweet old guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with Altieri, but he also has like a Jersey accent. And so yeah, listen, oh, he wakes sick. you up suddenly occasionally because you're that's like, oh, I'm going to get robbed. But eventually it becomes like background noise, right? Yeah. 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 yeah that's okay. my favorite shit. That's my favorite shit when it becomes like background noise. <laughs> so Shadow over Innsman, right? Mm. This also has a similar micro and macro fascistic vibe right uh, yeah and extremely like xenophobic too of course talk to for us. like what you know, um so again? <laughs> just talk to us about it talk to us about oh. how how you would place uh your thoughts around mishima mm-hmm. with this yep oh shit okay um and the hero's fool and stuff like that 
Oh man, that's if you can't. Oh, that's a good. I like that. I like the no. That's good. That's a good challenge. Um, I because I haven't thought about it in those terms. Um, I was coming in thinking about like how it had like um, kind of. Uh, I'll, I'll get to my like personal history with the story. Well, let me uh, let me later. ask you a quick question to maybe launch you off. Um, yeah, yeah. So I did Lovecraft scholarship for my MA, right? Yeah. And speaking to my advisor every day, that was a beautiful big chungus background that Cam put on for a second. But <laughs> speaking speaking with this man every day about Lovecraft, and he and I both agreed that there was one-ish Lovecraft story with a happy ending. But we both disagreed about what story it was. Really? Right. I thought it was the, the Dunwich Horror. Because I can the, see that. the wizards stopped the monster for now. <laughs> yeah. We're cool. Whereas he was just like, no, it's the shadow of Rinsmith. Because of the fact that he realizes he's at home and things are horrible. Oh, but yeah. He's integrated into a system that will accept him. And even if it's horrible in that moment, it still works. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I had been thinking about it in terms of, like, I guess one could say, like, uh, quote, bad interpretation of Shadow of Earnsmith okay. as, like, a sort of, like, you know, what if it wasn't that big of a deal that he had this... Um, <laughs> sure, sure. ...had this, uh, this part of him that was there, because he clearly, towards the end of it, is ready to, like, dive in and join. He's ready to get frogfish pilled. Like he's totally, (laughs) he's totally, he's totally ready. Um, But there is like, um, just in the general reaction to the text, when I first read it, Hmm. um, this is totally just like uh, when I had first read it in like high school, uh, I was coming out of, I grew up in a Christian household and it was like made very clear to me. I'm so, all, I'm all so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It was, no, it no, was camp, no, very, no. what Muslim? No, because no, of no. your, yeah. Okay. yeah speak, for, speak for yourself, boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, I can't see myself. Where did I go? So we, we, we all had weird monotheistic backgrounds. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I grew up in a secular ass Muslim household. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't know. It's just goth Muslim Jesus makes me feel like there's something going on that I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's some like deep apathy going on. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. um, anyway, please. But, yeah. Um, and it was made very clear to me from like a young age. Like I remember being like five or six and being pulled up to the front, not in front of God and everybody. This was after the sermon, everybody dispersed, but um, the pastor like pulled me and my dad aside and said, this boy will be a famous preacher. And I like oh, scared shit. the shit out of him. That like totally scared the shit out that's, of me. That's, and for the rest I, I, of the I day, think more in my realm of how I grew up as well. Yeah. Uh, Actually, we all have very weirdly similar stories. Here, yeah. I <laughs> and I, it was, it was um, for the rest of the day and for like a good couple years until like I finally told him I'm not a part of the church anymore. Right. My, I, my dad would continuously tell me that there was a lineage of, you know, 
Our entire family is Christian. There's a long history of it. We also have a Jewish background, and that makes us more creative. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, like, just just totally whacked. You know, the, the Jews have higher IQs. <laughs> <laughs> you belong in show business, baby. <laughs> so I started a bank. So, so uh, after SNL contacted me. <laughs> Um, it scared the shit out of me. And so when yeah. I first read the story, uh, I wasn't, I, I didn't read it as like xenophobic. I had read it as like, holy shit, there's this horrifying lineage that this character has suddenly found. Right. And right. I had personally kind of um, identified with that. I was horrified at my own lineage. Mm-hmm. I was horrified by the um head spaces that i was constantly surrounded by and then right. you know i grew up and was like wow lovecraft is a huge racist wow <laughs> <laughs> which um, I, I have things to say about that but you know i i, I love i want to hear him i, I want to hear him Actually, i want to hear that too i have I mean, he is. yeah I mean, huh? just, yeah no just, he is he is he is but like just, i have thoughts on because i saw okay. something a while back where you were like it's so obvious that it's just like a like no, like him knowing his own insu- like his own yes. impotency yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. it absolutely is it absolutely but is sorry, just, please go yeah. on and then we'll go off on our like apologetics <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any um, apologetics for him honestly <laughs> I think fair. he's just a racist um, piece of shit <laughs> uh, if only it were that easy sometimes racist piece of shit is <laughs> interesting thing to say <laughs> sometimes I'm not just sometimes. a pervert I'm a very complicated pervert. <laughs> yeah. I'm a very, I'm a very nuanced views on how I'm a pervert. <laughs> Mike, are you an alcoholic? Or are you... Uh, uh, it's very that? complex how I... Uh, <laughs> How I imbibe alcohol. So, please, you know uh, the glacier meme? <laughs> sometimes I go sober because work requires me to. There you go. Am I an alcoholic? <laughs> This is bad. This is bad. This is great. Hey, this is the end of reaching the end of our first segment. So it's it's good that we're we've already reached rock bottom. In in eleven minutes, we will be one sixth done. Yep. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's first sixth. Insane. Shit sucks. Dude, I <laughs> my my head already hurts. <laughs> like I've said a thousand times, but I the whole theme to this is me repeating myself because we always have new people on and none of this is live. Uh, is just that <laughs> you could definitely find uh, a way to like slap this shit up on YouTube or no, something. I know, I know. There's some, uh, there's so, some way so, to do it. Well, uh, part of the reason we're not putting this up on YouTube is because uh, in order to live stream to YouTube, you need to have like a thousand followers. I heard that that's only uh, true for super chats. Oh. But, well, you can, but that's what Schizotopia said, so you guys can fight. Because I don't know tech. I, 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 don't, I don't fucking know. I just, I, I tried to look into it, and I was right. like, hmm, this is turning me off, so we'll just, uh, we'll, right. we'll record live like to, uh, to, uh, it's to like tape or whatever. I'm fine shit. with this, but, uh... In the future, I, I mean... So, so, this is all going to be the Benzo Rehab Dungeon 24-hour right. special one. 
fuck yeah yeah so <laughs> later on four of these in a row later on oh, we, oh we could uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> imagine a week-long podcast <laughs> yeah. later on we could potentially live stream uh if i figure of, it out right? reminds me of that dale gribble sketch in that uh one can <laughs> hill episode he's like i've been up for <laughs> what is it 72 fucking hours they like bleep it out this is such a great <laughs> um but yeah, so I I have mood swings pretty bad. And <laughs> and fucking we just started off and I already yeah. felt like shit. So it's just like <laughs> Perfect. four hours in. <laughs> <laughs> that means in eight hours I'm gonna feel great. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you forget yourself after a while. We, right? we, we can only go up from here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, only, you can only get better. Start starting at absolute rock bottom, we can only go up. <laughs> So before Schizotopia calls up, we have about ten more minutes. If you want to talk about more about uh, probably Shadow Brainsmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, you had asked about uh, hero, hero's yeah. journey, and like right. the hero being the fool. I like that. Um, just thinking about that immediately, um, I I would say yeah. In a certain way, like a lot of Lovecrafts. Because, like, Lovecraft is, like, very concerned about, like, discovering new knowledge, essentially. Right. Like, if you discover something, you can't unknow it. You, yeah. you, you will never be able to extinguish it. Sure. And so, in a way, every one of his characters are people, not maybe every one of his characters, but at least the one in Shadow over Innsmouth, he explicitly says, like, oh, this is interesting. I might as well go through Innsmouth. Right. And then right. all of a sudden he's presented with an entire situation that is like not just depressing, but like horrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fish fish frogs coming in and you know, living in empty houses and you know, places rotting. Right. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 sordid houses, I think. I think is yeah. yeah. Um and I, I think in a way that, that you could like see at least that character as like a hero that fails and that is a fool. He discover he goes through Ensmouth knowing full well that this is, you know, something's weird there. And then lo and behold, oh yeah, something's weird going <laughs> something weird yeah, is right, going right, on right. here. Um and I mean you could almost like you could almost chalk that up to like any weird horror story anyway. Right. Where yeah. like not necessarily because like other weird horror stories are more like things are just happening right. and sometimes the character doesn't understand why they're happening. Sure. Um, but in this case, like Shadow Over Innsmouth is like I would say like a hero's journey in into uh, uh, dark lineage. Right. <laughs> Uh, the triumph is the triumph is discovery and and knowing that this that discovery is self-immolation right immolation of what you know and i mean an important Um, part of the hero's journey is simply that it it does include death and return to life right yeah 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 so like he has this new rejuvenated life with the the deep ones Mm. um the Fishy frogs. Fishy, frog. fishy, fishy frog boys. Oh, um, 
I was gonna sounds say like Alex uh, Jones. Sounds like some Alex Jones. <laughs> Fishy frogs. <laughs> frogs and the fishes. Uh, the frogs the, are getting frogs are turning the frogs are gay. <laughs> the, the the idea of like the the death and return to life is like actually like one hundred percent of all Marvel movie. Uh, oh yeah, plot all lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every Marvel movie starts off with some kind of defeat, and then like everybody bands together and triumph, finds like a right? new, uh, finds a new way to triumph. You know what I want? What and do you want? I am you tell want me what it? you want. Tell me what you, what you want. Too lazy to to Photoshop this. I cannot oh, okay. do it, and I, which means I will probably eventually do it. But you can outsource <laughs> it to me. I've got the skills. Right. Patience, not skills. Patience. Oh, patience. Whatever. <laughs> but but you have you have Golgotha, mm. and you have Jesus there in the center. And then instead of the two crosses next to him, mm. it's like fucking 40 of them. And it's all the Marvel figures. Got to make it a video where the uh, the Avengers <laughs> Avengers music fades in. <laughs> I did watch the Avengers movie with, uh, what's his fuck? Uh, the guy from uh, The Fly. Jeff Goldblum? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, Ragnarok? Yeah, yeah I watched oh, that one, and that uh, one was funny. Yeah, was yeah. Funny. Yeah, that, yeah, that's like maybe the only one that I can like halfway tolerate. Yeah, Black Panther was fine, and that one was funny, and otherwise it's like... It's kind yeah, of like... Can't be super like superhero movies. Like, I was never even... Why in is it Zai here? I don't know, because that is Zai's thing. That yeah. is Zai's thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is Zai's shit. The one smart um, guy I know that will defend this. Marvel movies are very nuanced, you see. Don't fuck. It's a hero's journey, dog. (laughs) We gotta have it. We gotta have the hero's journey. Fucking 40 of them. No, like, um, I just keep hearing stuff like, uh, like, I had this buddy who told me, like, um, one of the more recent ones was like, Psyop as fuck. Like, uh, they're they're like, yeah, yeah, you know. Do you know which one? There's some something about it, like a character or something being called Snowflake or something like that. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, Win- Winter was, Soldier maybe. Yeah, Winter I was like, well, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I made the right move, plugging out for this uh, yeah. first wave of Corona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Everything's fine. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. I'm plugging back in though. I'm Guys, I have in. such a tiny bladder. Yeah. I'm a big boy. Big boy with pee-pee. little bladder. I go pee pee. Pee pee. Yeah. Pee poo pee poo. Yeah. Um, I gotta go pee. We, we have somebody calling in, pee-poo. what, in like three minutes? Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna pee pee now. All right. <laughs> oh shit, I didn't know you guys were in the same room. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, freaked me out for a second. I was like, wait, what the fuck? No, uh, Dor- Dorian, is, uh, is- Dorian is actually living in the uh, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon uh, studio, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys came up with the name off the off Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering that. I, was I, saying I, that. I have this like huge innate hatred for Jordan Peterson. Um, yeah, don't we all? I, I, I think I think we all I, probably I imagine do. We all have like our hatred of him is a little different for each of us. For sure, there's uh, something we all like really hate about that. My, my, my <laughs> hatred comes from yes. yeah. My my hatred comes from like this really like 
deep place in me where where i hate anybody that tries to make like absolutist statements especially when it's like regarding addiction or like yeah so um yeah uh when when i found out that uh dr peterson was, was gonna be put into a coma in, in russia because he couldn't do like regular detox programs in america uh i i made this yeah i i made it i made this a uh, tag group that was uh thoughts from uh experimental benzo rehab or <laughs> thoughts from a russian experimental benzo rehab dungeon and so like oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a part of all these like pro peterson groups and i would just like put that tag tagline <laughs> in, into every post that i saw in these groups and people would get like just absolutely fucking like bend out of shape just because for some reason yeah just super super angry because uh <laughs> it's like such an easy like low hanging fruit yeah, way right. to criticize him and I mean, so our, our original idea before this podcast even started like a year ago was that because we still just loved making fun of him yeah because he had the current voice and shit um, yeah but, it's really uh, important that everybody cleans the rooms. Clean your fucking room. <laughs> um, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to do like a like a March Madness bracket mm, where yeah. it was just oh all God. of the like postmodernists and neo Marxists. Yeah. We figure out who the perfect postmodern yeah, yeah. neo Marxist was. And the whole joke that I had in my head was that I would somehow find a way to make it some kind of uh, conservative, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like Stephen Crowder would win for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had a third person that we really wanted to get in on this, but being um, a smart female, she was just like, "That sounds yeah. boring as fuck." Yep. Uh, I want to talk about Jordan fun. Peterson nonstop forever. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't want to make a podcast for this yeah. fucking man. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to podcast with Dorian. <laughs> like, have you seen the videos where he like just starts like blabbering about Nietzsche, and then he'll be all like, "But Judeo-Christian ethic bottom text." I'm like, Dude. "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> you got to laugh. You got to throw that. Huh? You mentioned oh, the man. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's that's what Maybe we do. Every, every time Nietzsche's mentioned, we uh, we do yeah. the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the most fun part of it. it yeah. Is that there's yeah, this, no, he's just like total fucking like. It's the total decontextualization of everything, and then just gluing yeah. things together, whatever's convenient. And yeah. I like yeah. I kind of get that impulse, uh, but. But like, <laughs> that can be that can be fun in like a sort of like if you're like doing like. I think something like creative, yeah. like if you're like writing a story or like yeah. doing art, and then that makes sense. Schizophrenia. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, or you're you're like on an all meat diet, you know. <laughs> yep. And you can't you can't possibly drink cider. Uh, so we. I have drank cider and never once has it put me into a thirty day like fugue state. So. I still feel doom every yeah. day. Uh, we have uh, uh, Maxwell Is calling in. Yes. Cool. All right. um, that's, so that's Schizotopia. Uh, I will uh, go ahead and admit. Yeah, let's, um, let's let's have him come in and like figure out what's happening. Okay. I cool. need to take a break. Right, um, so I'll, I'll let you run this. Going to pee or something? Because if yeah. you take a longer break, I'm gonna kick I, yeah, your I got I got a pee pee real bad. Okay. I got it's, <laughs> it's building up in the bladder. Go pee. All right. Let a man pee. All right. Jesus Christ. Uh, so he's joining 
Um, God, after this awful. 30 minute segment, we do need to take like a hard break though to no. uh, to do the Wait, mix no, down. Yes. Hey, hello. <laughs> what's up, what's up, man? Hello. I've, uh, I've signed Mike up for an endless nightmare. Hello. Yeah. Um, I don't think we get out of this. Oh. No, 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 no. You see, we you have. Call me? Hold on, hold on. Oh. We have guests from the beginning of this at 1230 until 6.30 p.m. Okay, well, maybe we'll take a break then. No, we can't. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's the point of having a 24-hour podcast? You're taking breaks. You're not going to do the full voice. 24 hours. Well, no, 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 no. It's it's not that well, we I mean, need to do the full 24 it, hours. It's just that uh, this is going to be a release in chunks, and I was yeah. going to try to maintain those chunks. But I, I guess uh, I mean we can push everything back. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I think I think if we get the first thing done in the first six hours, sure. Then we can take a break. And then we can have smaller chunks. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a Go five me. minute break right now. So five I don't, minutes. So I don't piss my pants. Five minutes on on <laughs> on record. Our guy's gonna leave for five minutes. Yeah. Um, What's up, so Max? Hey, yeah. how's it going? I'll let you guys you talk. Doing? And uh, I'll doing be right great. Back. This idiot, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not handing anything to you. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> We've been talking about Mishima and Lovecraft. Okay. So both um, things I feel like you're cool with. Uh, yeah. How you feel? I mean, baby? I mean, I, I feel like both uh, Mishima and Lovecraft are both very ironic. Yes. <laughs> Every everything they everything they did was a huge joke. Did they know it was a joke, or was it just a joke that was being played on them? No, it's a deep cosmic joke that okay, only big I brains agree. like me understand. <laughs> no, I got, I got, I got some people making fun of me because I said that Mishima's uh, ritual suicide was was supposed to be ironic. That's what which we've I been stand by. For the last hour, so <laughs> which, yeah, which I which I stand by one hundred percent. I just like obviously, obviously, I understand it's not ironic the way that like memes and jokes and modern yeah. humor are ironic. But yeah. I don't think he had any intention of actually overthrowing the government or even what? inspiring other people to do so you don't think he thought he was going to take over the whole government with his friends tv channel maybe he just wanted to change the tv channel yeah exactly. i mean it, it 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 would have been cool to make him the like gay power violence emperor of japan homo fascism here homo fascism now can you can you imagine if that's what world, that that's what started World War Three? Is Japan is just like we embrace homo fascism? <laughs> I'm down with it. I'm honestly. I'm I, I, I get paid millions yeah. of dollars for creating their flag. Go ahead and nuke us. It just makes our dicks harder. Yeah. What is their What is their flag going to look like? Uh, the, it's the same thing, but now it's just a bloody anus. Yeah. Well, I was actually. It's, saying, it's no longer. It it's, no longer represents a rising sun. It's the right. It's, sun, it's the bloody bum. Yeah. Longer. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, good. Um, actually, Max, let me ask you this. Yeah. Are there any Lovecraft stories with happy endings? I mean, if I have to think about it. I'm gonna say probably not really, or if maybe there's a maybe there's a couple that have not terrible endings. Would you, um, would you say that any do? Just like, and that, it's what's like the a, one? Uh, what's the one about the music? 
the guy keeps hearing the mysterious music and he goes oh, to try to find it. Music of Eric Zan, I think. It yeah, because the music just disappears in the end, right? And he yeah. he longs to hear it again, and, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, so it's not really like Pippin's model. Yeah, it's not. A, it, right? It's a it's supposed to be kind of an eerie ending. It's kind of a Twilight Zone kind of ending. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You you ha- you had an encounter with the strange. It didn't it didn't make you crazy. It didn't kill you. In fact, it's something you kind of reminisce about a little bit. So that's kind of a happy ending, I think. That's a good mm. deep cut. I like that. It's not. Yeah. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of like other stories. I mean, if you want to do bad reinterpreta- reinterpretation, Nyarlathotep. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. I'd like being in this underground pit made of ice. Is that what happens? I barely remember, like, he, he like, pipe pipers them into a hole, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mike's back. Stop having fun, I'm guys. Not, I'm not actually back. Oh, oh, he's not back. Keep having fun. It's a happy ending for like masochists. That's that's yeah. That's yeah. that's a good caveat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Man, those ice sounds are gonna sound good. Yep. What do you guys think? <laughs> you, you guys like the ice? You guys, you guys like the ice? One um, to ten. Eight. On the ice. I'd say like a six, a seven. Right. It sounds a little bit like black metal. Yeah, it's something you put in the entire body on the microphone. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm gonna. I'll be back at eight. I'll be back at eight. Fucking son of a bitch. You All better right, be. Five. If you're not oh, back five. at eight, five. yeah. Uh, five, five for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. See I'll be back at eight. Cool, 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 cool. Bye. <laughs> What's up, Schizotopia.net? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite. Uh, one just... of my favorite Instagram memers, by the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Michael, stop complimenting. We're trying to talk to one. Um, you know, it's funny. I when I was first doing memes for uh, for Schizotopia, I was trying my absolute hardest to make the most elaborate, crazy memes I could. They were very um, elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, and then I realized that a oh, and I also made a promise to myself that I'd never mm-hmm. be a guy who would screenshot his own tweets. Okay. <laughs> And then I and then I and then I realized, but hold up. And then I then I realized the the horrible truth that I could spend all afternoon working on a crazy um, uh, uh, political compass, or I could just screen cap one of my tweets and get yep. twice as many likes. That's a joke. It's a joke, but I don't have to have pictures. Yeah. No. People no. like that sentence was funny. Like. No, that's why memers are way cooler than stand-up comics. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're making our jokes in fucking two dimensions with a bunch of <laughs> fucking images and shit and tentacles and stuff. But what are they doing? They're just walking up there and they're saying shit. Bullshit. Yeah. Easy. I can say shit all day. In fact, I'm gonna do it for 24 hours. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> we've actually committed to yeah. saying shit for for all day. God, I fucking hate this. <laughs> What's well, also been interesting to me is seeing how much I can antagonize my own audience and get away with it. Oh yeah, you got um, a bunch of fascists real angry at you recently, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was actually like, I was like, wow, maybe the internet is so post-ironic that there's just nothing you can do anymore that actually riles people up anymore. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this tweet that's just a broad blanket. Well, yeah, I, I don't remember the exact tweet, but I said something like, anybody who, um, anybody who's really into their ethnic, religious, oh. national, or sexual identity is a loser. 
And you're I not got, wrong. You're not wrong. I got, I got, I got a million fucking wingnuts <laughs> on my um, Canadians who who <laughs> took it 100 seriously, telling me that I work for Mossad, all this shit like that. Fuck you. Yeah. What, what Mossad? Funny. <laughs> of all well, places. that's what it, it. Well, it's always anytime, pretty much anytime you say anything on the internet, it's um, it's it's a countdown to the Jubes did it. But that little star of David clock starts ticking, yeah. But if it was the Jews, they would have taken credit for it. True. Um, Didn't we talk about this earlier? Where like it probably the the, the new the new law that we made, where it's only a matter of time before somebody compares you to a pedophile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not calling Jews <laughs> pedophiles. I'm just saying. No, it's it's uh, actually, oh man, there's a great political compass meme for this, where there's like God oh, went on yeah. the upper no the bottom left, and then you have the pedophile law on the bottom right. And then you have the Jews on the top right. And then you have, what's the other one? <laughs> you blame one of these people. So you blame the Jews if you're a fascist. You blame pedophiles if you're a libertarian. You blame Nazis if you're a fucking uh, anarchist. And who do you blame if you're a communist? You just blame other communists? Yeah, but ca- yeah I think you so. blame the, the capitalists, right? I guess so. But like everyone's blaming capitalists on this map. <laughs> fairly um, enough honestly thank you gentlemen yeah so that was the only one that's the only one that i think i got actually like trolled for because uh, a bunch <laughs> of nazis were like some stuff, right? yeah they're reporting my memes they're reporting the ones making fun of nazis so then uh, <laughs> for being <laughs> nazi and, memes right yeah but then they were but then i think they're getting taken down and the the warnings i was getting from instagram was saying that i was promoting hate speech so i was right. just like damn because it would be even... like uh swastika and then like right. swastikas are dumb <laughs> you can't you can't even make fun of nazis the algorithm will just decide that you're a nazi you can't yeah. even make fun of nazis that's, these days <laughs> that's the most interesting thing about the algorithm kind of stuff because i'm paranoid about this to begin with and i have all my I mean, you read the thesis, so you know how I feel about, like, abstract, like, organisms growing and developing off of, like, what we've psychoanalyzed the universe into becoming. But, like, the algorithm isn't deciding what opinions you can't have. It's deciding what opinions you can't consider. (laughs) Like, good or bad. It would be kind of like the social media version of Skynet if um, all the big tech companies built this algorithm to root out any kind of hate speech, but then just destroyed anybody that ever said anything about hate. Right. (laughs) I I mean, is that not what is like... (laughs) It decides the entire human race is Nazis and cancels everybody. Yes. (laughs) Yes, but that's what Deleuze did, right? There was a micro-fascist. Like... Yeah, how much? Yeah. (laughs) What? Well, guess what? There's a machine out there that probably agrees with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Basilisk, please. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) How many of us believe in the Basilisk? And how many of us will be tortured forever? And how many of us believe but won't be? It's it's, there's actually like four different variables here. Yeah. If you ever, if you want to get real woo on this, I do seriously <laughs> sit around and think about it. I, do. I, I, I don't necessarily think Roko's Baskolis would have to be um, 
it's a, it necessarily an evil machine, but yeah. I'm very I'm very into the idea, and, we, and I think we talked about this before. Very into the idea that if there was some kind of god machine in the future, it would be constructing itself in the past. Yeah, I mean necessarily, right? Right, and and that maybe like all of these different weird UFO experiences that people have, or, or even like religious visions where they're seeing machinery, right? They're 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 being they're being communicated in this weird machinic way. Um, oh. That that oh, would be Dorian's, that Dorian's would be, doing theory stands no, right it's now. Not even theory. That would be this the is just um, weird, scary story time for you guys. Oh, spooky story time with Dorian. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, all my life, I've had night terrors. Same, though. I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah. Actually, I think literally everyone that lives in this house now has had night terrors. Because alcoholism or something. Birds of a feather <laughs> flock together. <laughs> I mean, like, I... Yeah, and being abused. Um, whatever. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, all of my night terrors, or not all of them, but maybe 80% of them uh, have the same theme where I wake up in the mouth of a conscious machine, like a, like a treadmill that leads down into it and it's the size of a planet. And then it doesn't hurt me or anything. It just pulls me deeper into its guts and it keeps telling me things that make less and less sense. And then I have to make more and more sense out of them. So you're like slamming the back walls of this machine? I'm slamming the back walls of this nonsense machine. And I'm just fucking the shit so it's out like, of it. So it's like, so it's basically grad school. Slamming the yeah, back kind of. walls of this <laughs> nonsense machine? Honestly, it's psychoanalyzing like, is that myself. Like, is that like a lost Dragula line or something? It's, like, it's a mythological as, version of grad school, yeah. Right, but as I get dragged deeper into it, it's just saying like, things aren't even words anymore. And then the words become objects, and the objects can't fit together, and it's just this it, nightmare. It's this weird psychedelic nightmare. Um, it, it's, yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like ego death. It sounds very similar to like it ego feels death. similar to it's like, like bad acid trips. Yeah, which it's I like evil. It's <laughs> it's like evil logos or evil glossolalia. Yes. Yes. It's the and it's like so, it's like the yeah it's like a satanic version of speaking in tongues or something. If there is <laughs> if there is a Roko's Basilisk, which, fuck it, I believe in it now. I've just decided. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I've well, been visited over and over and over again, and uh, I'm sorry for resisting you, God. Yeah, this is the you part know? where we all have to say, everyone everyone in the chat just loves you, Roko's Basilisk, we and we're doing everything great. we can to bring <laughs> you about. We would never stand in your way. <laughs> we're all going to learn to code, not just HTML. We're gonna learn CSS, <laughs> no, we'll, JavaScript. We'll, we'll all make we'll all make memes, uh, making it ironically cool to like you and like your your coming future reign, Roko's Basilisk. That's all I've been okay. working on. Slowly. We'll get all the Zoomers on board. Don't worry. Just whatever I mean, you do, don't punish us. What kind of Zoomer is not gonna love a techno capital meme? Like I, all the Zoomers I talk to, it's wild. They I've never seen people whose ideology oscillates as much as theirs do. Dude, they are crazy. I, <laughs> well, the, they're uh, ultimate fascists and like total anarchists. Yeah, because they'll they'll jump between they'll jump between being and prims and being like hardcore transhumanists <laughs> yes. within an hour. Yeah, pretty like, trad wives. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I I think I know why Actually, this that is. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. So you know. Generation X was 
able to participate in the market, right? Yeah, and then fake as if they weren't. Where it's like I'm selling artisan soap, but sure. I'm not part of this. Right. But Generation X had access to the market. Yeah. They were able to uh to engage in the market and they were able to eventually own homes. Right? What? And millennials, <laughs> millennials, no ever owned a home before. <laughs> millennials were were tricked into believing that we still had the same access to everything, right? Yeah. And Generation Z, the Zoomers, have no pretense of of being tricked anything. into it. They know yeah. that they don't belong in this market at all. Nothing is ever going to work out for them financially, and so they tend to like one extreme or the other. And really, honestly, from what I've seen is it seems like they, they mostly go towards the leftist leftist extreme okay. where it's, it's not even like a, 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 a debate for them, whether or not like trans lives matter. They're like, yeah, fucking course they do. And I'll fucking throw a Molotov through your doorstep. If you don't feel like <laughs> you agree with that. <laughs> um, because because they 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 have no pretense of like being led to believe that they're going to engage in the market in any way. Yeah. Well, like so, I used to teach K through eight, which sounds like a really horrible idea, and it is. Yeah. How'd you get that? <laughs> but, um, Who let you do that? That well, sounds like a night terror. Instead, yeah, right. <laughs> instead of drinking, I was just boofing kratom and pills like all day. I uh, remember that. You, that. That was when you were living here. <laughs> holy shit, dude. That was bad. That was a weird time. I, I used to express concern for that. Hold on. Like, you, are you, you, you didn't really boof kratom, did you? I didn't boof it, no. He didn't actually boof it, but, but he was taking so more than he should. Yeah. So I... All right. I developed. I don't know how much of this I want to get into. This I, is this I mean, therapy I, I, now, Dorian. Yeah. If you want, I have experience with like using yeah. a bunch of kratom. Right, as well, right. so like, dude, Listen, so, man, I've I've rode the green dragon myself pretty extensively, <laughs> so I know I know about. I'm, I'm interested to hear other kratom. kratom Long story short, what happened is I had certain hobbies that made it so that ultimately Kratom was necessary. Uh, or at least it felt necessary because there wasn't anything else I could do other than fucking die in my bedroom <laughs> screaming. Um, and so I started using it and I thought like, okay, fuck, this is okay. And then I'm like, fuck, so you can get high off of this though, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, so I started using more and more, and then after a while, I'm using like an ounce a day because I'm like trying to get high and sometimes getting <laughs> high. And then I realized, oh my, who the fuck is this? Who are you adding to this wall? Uh, this is this story? is my this is my buddy Josh. Fuck. Um, Who's just, Josh? I don't trust him. He just he just wants to spectate. <laughs> I think. Anyway, so like I'm, maybe I'm he'll chime in here and there. And I'm using like an ounce a day, like I'm like like constantly consuming this, and it costs the same amount as alcohol at this point, which was one of the like winners beforehand, where it's like this is cheaper than booze, booze yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I, I I started doing that, and then it just got worse and worse and worse. And then when I tried to quit, it was like a week of it wasn't like heroin withdrawals. Not that I would mm. know. And it wasn't <laughs> like uh, it, it wasn't like any other kind of opioid withdrawals, as far as I know. 
but it was still nightmarish. Yeah, like, yeah. When I when I stopped drinking <laughs> for hours at a time, <laughs> I get so fucking anxious. I think I'm going to die, and that's a commonish thing. But I sleep through it, and then I'm like, all right. Shit's chill. It's 5 p.m. I'm gonna have some shots with my roommate, and things are fine. But 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 with Kratom, I would have my withdrawals, and then my body would just be like, "Oh, you can't sleep, you idiot! You fucking you sleep fool! For four days. You can't sleep for five days. Fuck you!" And I'd be like, "This is very confusing." And so I'd have restless legs and aches and shit. It would be, like, not as bad as, like, my hangovers are, but still so much longer. And it would go on forever. And I was working manual labor at the time. And it's just like, you can't have fucking... I, I was working with kids and manual labor at the same time. Like, I, I was, oh, I was redoing the kitchen oh. during the evenings. And oh, during the day, oh. I was working with kids. And before that, I was working at Home Depot. Like, I was working three jobs while trying to quit this shit. <laughs> and, and so, retail beforehand, it was just like, hey, do you guys sell red paints? I'm like, I don't know! I don't know! <laughs> what do you consider red? <laughs> what is red? I don't know! I'm thinking about theory! It's important! And <laughs> I'm a very learned scholar, I'm I promise. I'm so smart! I did a bachelor's at Berkeley! <laughs> and then after that... <laughs> I would go deal with kids who you can't say that to for some reason. Oh, no, no, no. You can't know what Berkeley is. Fucking idiots. <laughs> and fucking so I'm sitting around with these fucking kindergartners saying like, you got to stop smashing that cup on her face. <laughs> and I don't know why to, how to explain this to you because I'm insane right now. And then they would keep doing it. They just keep smashing that cup into her face, which is a real story. Of course and it I is. can't touch them because they're children and I don't want to hurt them and I don't want to get sued. And so I'm hovering over this child saying, please stop beating that other child in the face with a cup. <laughs> and they kept doing this. And then I would finish that. And I would go over to this house, and I would paint cabinets, and I, I would feel free. Because <laughs> I'd be high painting cabinets. Questions? I, <laughs> how much, how much, how, Dorian, how much Kratom were you taking a day about? An ounce a day. Okay. That's a lot of Kratom. Like, it's 28 grams, and so I was, yeah, I was taking like five doses of five to eight grams a day. That, that is a wild amount of Kratom. It was a crazy yes. amount of Kratom. Dude, because I was compensating for other shit. It wasn't just like, I think some Kratom would be fun. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. well, I gotta fix my dumbass life. <laughs> Which, by the way, was fixed before that. And then, like, I, I, I believe in it as a harm reduction thing, where it's like, mm. if you're addicted to heroin or whatever, you get on a Kratom, maybe it helps. But with me, it was like totally off of any kind of opioid for four years. 
So you went back on like a light opioid after. And then I'm just like, fuck, that'll give me that feeling, kind of. But like, it's like in between opioids and caffeine, and it's not going to be a big problem. And like the withdrawals won't be nearly as bad. And it's like, fuck yeah, this rules. And so I started doing it and I'm just like, oh no, no, this is hell. (laughs) I I remember when, when we first met, yeah. Uh, you you had Kratom, and you yeah, know, I was doing like an ounce a day for years. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember when we first met, oh, you uh, you were like, "Hey, you want some Kratom?" And I was like, "What the fuck is Kratom?" I'm like, it's a tea. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And, and like you uh, more than a tea. <laughs> yeah. You you tried to talk me into it, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I like getting blackout drunk instead." which which is absolutely worse for me yeah i i had like terrible so when i uh i mean i have plenty of like i i also if you if you guys want to hear like a a story about me like taking too many shrooms i've never yeah 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 that's never a true by the way let me interrupt this very quickly yeah yeah go for it originally because we all sound very irresponsible now But Which isn't wrong. The, well, kind of. But the original plan for this podcast was that I was going to have this cup here, and it was going to be full of little squares of paper. And some of them were going to have acid, and some of them wouldn't. And I may or may not have a bunch of acid laying around. I don't know. Hey, Nobody boy. can ever know. But we have good, to do a spinal boys. tap to test. Right. But the plan... Hey. But the plan would be that I would, once every four hours, I would take one of these pieces of paper at random and see what's going on. But you see, I'm a sane-ish human being, and I woke up two days ago very depressed, and it was worse this morning. And so I decided not to do a bunch of acid. So just to let you guys know... This is a modern day success story. Exactly. This, this could have been. But, this but whole podcast could have been a lot better. Exactly. Florian, well, fuck it. No, no, no! Don't do it. I, don't I do it. A, I have a child of massive like waiting. But what I'm saying, down on the edge, guys, come on. Psychedelics, as much as we've said about any other drugs, psychedelics, I think, are important. I think they're very good for you in the right mindset. Yeah. I agree. Well, I think me and Zai and I think me and Zai might be fixing oh, it's a this guy. It's the it's this guy. Uh, but yeah, so psychedelics incredible. If you're in the wrong mindset, if you're in the wrong no. setting, don't fucking do them. I think so, that first bad trip is so necessary, though. That first bad trip was so. I remember my first bad trip. I was. Oh yeah, I, you need to have one. But it I was will 16 find years you. old. It will find you. you don't nightmare. find it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was terrible, and like I, I was a better human for it. You just need, you just need, you know, shelter, I, I, like, you know, like isolated shelter and water, right. and you know, some earbuds, and, and yeah. you're good. Yeah. But when you don't, like, holy fuck, it, it is hell until you, you know, until you find that. <laughs> uh, my first, what's up? My first bad trip was eating an entire plate of brownies to myself when I think I was about sixteen. <laughs> oh God, Jesus. <laughs> I've actually and got a very funny story what, about brownies. If we're was if I we're a rolling. better person after that? I am not sure. I think <laughs> I'm actually just permanently damaged. I think I just I think I just have PTSD from that still. Actually, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I was like retarded for two years after that experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad trip. 
fucked me up for a year and a half. I'm still like not yeah. sure. But... Yeah. Oh God. My so love, like you know, all the high school like you know crushy bullshit and all that like. <laughs> I I'm fairly. Really? Con- go on, go on. I'm sorry. What? Speech. No, I thought you were about ready to say something. I was... <laughs> Uh, okay okay um my so like the the story that i was gonna tell um it was like my second time uh taking uh taking psilocybin and first time was great i i had a great time um on the on the uh on the post side of it i took a couple bong rips and listened to swans (laughs) yo 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 like when you're on that like that like plateau on the end and yeah Oh, my favorite shit. So, like, second time around, I was like, okay, I want to like try to try a little bit more. Um, I was like nearing the peak of my uh, um, high uh, second time around, and I was like, I'm gonna eat some more. And it was a big bag of like psilocybin. I don't know how he got so much, my 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 friend. Um, and I just started eating them like fries. That's that's a mistake. <laughs> oh god! I didn't get enough in there to like really fuck me up, but I got enough in there that like an hour later, I was terrified. I I. I Felt I, I was convinced that my insides were being like sucked out of me. Why is my ceiling <laughs> breathing? Like, <laughs> it, was, it was so weird. And the only thing that was able to like ground me again was no shit. These these five notebooks that my friends had found at Goodwill that were written by this like that were that- just five years of a schizophrenic woman just um scrawling random shit <laughs> and random symbols wow. i have I, I have all my old diaries from like when i was like you know yeah. tripping in high school and shit i'm so glad i do because it's just like the it's like it's like a trash can on fucking fire i love it like, <laughs> i um in uh, in undergrad because i did it really late uh, but i ended up taking a bunch of lsa and then, oh god Dude, I, I never trips, times, yeah. and he was like, "Okay, each time." Yeah, no, it's but, it's like you're about, it's like it's about to kick in. Yeah, it's never like that. I hate, yeah, 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 I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I never um, fucked with it honestly, and it but, made me throw up. <laughs> yeah, it does make you throw up. That is fun. Yeah, I, I've but, got an LSA I, I story. A, to I had a great time with LSA. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So I I ended up really? taking a bunch of this, and I'm I'm in the Shakespeare class, and so we're doing Antony and Cleopatra. Which Anthony and Cleopatra on LSA. It's not that fun. <laughs> but we're doing Antony and Cleopatra, which is, if anyone's curious, just a, a it's like a big boy version of Romeo and Juliet. It's like Romeo and Juliet, yeah. but it doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> but at the end of it, much like um, in, uh, actually, it's very close uh, to uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, patriotism. Uh, fucking Antony impales himself. But fails to do so, and what a his fucking loser! Has to do it. And <laughs> oh god! So I'm having Cook. indigestion. <laughs> Embarrassing. I'm having this really bad indigestion at this point, and oh, I'm no. on LSA, and I watch this man impale himself, and I'm just like, my tum tum hurts. 
and it makes you bad. And I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> and so I have to wait for the squire to come by and just go, whip. And lop his head off, and then I'm just like, oh god, I feel so much better. <laughs> it's way better now that he's been beheaded. Yeah, it's just so much better now that I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you dead. You, you gotta know that dead. That yeah, dead one. That dead. So, so, so my LSA my, so. story. LSA's <laughs> dope. I, I only took it one time. And and the reason I only took it one time is because no one's getting a job ever again. I I, I was looking in no. I was looking into like because I had taken like LSD and shrooms. He and took I was, good drugs. And and mind you, <laughs> like fucking research chemicals. Dude. Same. I did both. I, I also did, I also did research chemicals. Oh, and, I did, I've done more of those than I have. Like actually, <laughs> this was like my first drug experience. Like I didn't uh, I didn't do drugs until after the Marine Corps. So I was a 25 year old man at this point who had never done like I didn't even smoke marijuana Based. at this point. Based. So I went straight into LSD. But then I started like looking into other hallucinogens and LSA was one of the hallucinogens that came up, obviously. Because um, you can just get those wine seeds. <laughs> that's exactly what I did yeah. was I was looking into it and I was like, oh, shit, all these other uh, morning glory seeds are like laced with poison so that people don't take them, yeah, which right? is like. Yeah. They what, caught what on a great to why idea, so many guys. teenagers were yeah. showing up at Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they were all sprayed. So, so, so yeah. I, so I got I these. We would always yeah. shoplift them too. <laughs> They so, were so easy to see. So I got these morning glory seeds shipped to me from Hawaii, and it was like five dollars for the seeds and twenty dollars for the shipment. <laughs> but I got one hundred and fifty seeds shipped to me, and uh, I took. I I didn't know this to begin with is you're supposed to just like let the seeds like rest in your mouth and then let them soak in. I, I shoved like 15 seeds into my mouth, chewed them up and swallowed them. Oh yeah. So I got like insanely, insanely high. And, uh, it also made me sick because of yeah, how, yeah. how morning glory seeds That's work. Oh, you got sick. So I'm, I'm like, maybe an hour after I, I do this I'm in the restroom and I'm vomiting and you know I'm like in, in between phases of like oh these are weird colors in the toilet and also oh shit I'm gonna die here aren't I I've got this like thought in my head because my uh, I, I haven't talked to my, my family in a long time they're very toxic people what? and one of the things that they, they kind of like said about me when I, when I cut off contact was oh he's a drug addict and like at this point I hadn't done any drugs at all uh <laughs> up until like starting to do hallucinogens uh but this was like years prior they they had accused me of being a drug drug addict and i was like oh fuck now i'm gonna prove they're right <laughs> i'm gonna die here puking, yeah. in, puking into the toilet yes the cops are gonna LSA find me the cops are gonna find me and like, they're gonna be like this poor son of a bitch he was too drug addicted to to, to live another, another one of those notorious uh, lsa overdoses yeah. it happens all the time that's um, weird i guess uh, so that was the worst trip i ever had i think mishima <laughs> i don't know when he sent it 
Uh, but he sent me the homo fascism flag. Oh, and it's beautiful. Oh, okay. It's gorgeous. It's um, uh, we'll connect it somehow to something. Send, 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 it, send it to my Instagram, and I'll and I'll screen share the. Uh, Let me uh, send it to who? Uh, me. Send it to me. I guess. I guess I could do that. Yeah, or whatever. Who cares? You're all you're all about to see how the sausage is made, by the way. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that had a 100 percent positive LSA experience. LSA was like fine. Yeah. Oh, honestly, oh, yeah. yeah. After that experience. That sounds, shut the fuck up. Oh, sorry. That so, sounds okay, bad. You know what I've noticed? It's always it skinny wasn't. people who like enjoy LSA. It's always like super skinny dudes. I guess I was Damn. I was super skinny and <laughs> Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm a thick boy. Uh, for thick like, boy. I've always noticed that. It's always like really scrawny kids. We, who, we like, ground really we we ground up. I can't remember if we used a blender or what, but we ground up at a, a whole huge sack of LSA and then yeah, um, the seeds. Oh. And then I remember thinking that it would make it easier if I just poured all of this um, seed powder on top of um, <laughs> almond M&Ms. So I ate an entire okay. paper plate of almond M&Ms and LSA powder. And I just started sweating. I became euphoric. There I stripped go. all my clothes off. <laughs> I made my friend... I started composing poetry for hours. I had visions of being um, uh, reincarnated from a from a paratrooper battle in World War nice. II, and it was fucking rad. Honestly, so <laughs> I didn't get that, sick, didn't have any negative feelings. It was 100% positive for me. I, I had so. that weird impaling thing, which sounds bad. It does sound bad. But honestly, in the end, it was a pretty okay experience. And uh, then the only one that I had, no, I had two other than that. But otherwise, my girlfriend was tripping with me and she my hated girlfriend. it. But then I just like cowered <laughs> in the dark <laughs> for forever. <laughs> I like went to the grocery store. I picked up some orange juice. I didn't know what I was saying out loud. I came back. I was That's fine. The worst. <laughs> if, if you came That's back with orange juice, you did an okay job. That is literally I think, right? the schizophrenia. <laughs> That's why it used to be fucking common practice. Well, yeah, my uh, uh, no. so I was raised by a schizophrenic, uh, largely. Based. My my uncle, Based. and so it's Based always been, like, no wonder concerned. your politics are so revolutionary. <laughs> Yo, I'm very revolutionary. Uh, but yeah, so it was always a really bizarre, uncomfortable thing learning about like how that kicks in. But now I'm just. Like I guess, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like I remember knowing. being a kid, but my mom would always tell me like I'd look crazy talking to myself, and I'm so glad I never stopped talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's good. My only you know, and best you know. friend. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Um, what, can no, can, can somebody yeah, describe to me what I, uh, what's been pulled up on the screen here? That's Mishima that is the flag. Oh, okay. So, um, Seraphim Obama. Oh, that's not Obama. That's Mishima, isn't it? Close enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine Obama Same killing thing. himself for the people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta know uh, who, like, like, as as a graphic designer, how are you not just melting in fury? Uh, means, like this, this, this is a fucking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, I've seen a lot worse than this. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen the, uh, yeah, you know, the Blue Lives Matter the flag, the- so that's worse. <laughs> I've, I've seen worse flags is all I'm trying to say. Maybe, maybe what I've it's lacking is the laser eyes. Is I mean. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a pair of laser eyes would have been good. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like some deep frying, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have Photoshop installed on this computer, otherwise I would do it in real time. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, who all is in here? We got like Yeah, we, we actually we, we fucking... actually have a pretty uh pretty... Yo, what the fuck happened? Yeah, uh, I guess everybody forgot that we're supposed to be doing like individual interviews or some shit. Yeah, well, know. we forgot. Yeah, no, we were all just like, I we want to watch. Like, Fuck it. Yeah, sure <laughs> yeah. I, I think <laughs> we gave up, honestly. Um, um, so, so in here we have myself, obviously, uh, uh, Dorian, fake Mishima. Uh, who? Oh, uh, uh, Cam, who who did our intro music, which uh, which fucking goth Muslim rules. Jesus, goth aka Muslim bottom Jesus. tights yeah. without organs, aka oh, Cameron. Uh, we we have my friend Josh, and Josh. Then, uh, and then we have uh, uh, Maxwell, who is um, Schizotopia. Is Josh one of those Italians? Josh is one of those Italians. <laughs> fucking Italians. <laughs> Actually, uh, let's let's go back to screen share. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really good meme I saw earlier. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. You finally, you did come it, guys. to me on the night of my <laughs> on the night of my Sugatana's graduation from Pratt University. <laughs> uh, Josh, would you would you like to read this meme? Maybe. <laughs> so, you do it, or I will. So this is a this is you a know picture. What? I, I want Dorian to do it. I want him to suffer okay. through this. Yeah. Right, well, he he's not going to suffer through it. <laughs> He's gonna enjoy every part. Yeah, I will. I won't do an Italian voice or anything. Yeah. But I know who it's killed Jimmy Hoffa. Pride of Flag. I made this flag for a Pride Month for Italians. This is gonna come back to haunt us one day. Basic colors off of Mario and Luigi. Italian, Italian icons. Yes. Yeah. The red represents bravery. The green represents brotherhood, and the white represents. Gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck that. Damn, I want to take that, fascist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry for the abrupt stop here, uh, but we did not record uh, precisely how we planned. Um, so this is going to be the end of part one. Uh, it all invariably goes downhill from here. Uh, part two will be released tomorrow. Uh, today is the uh, the 31st of uh, August. So that'll come out on September 1st. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, we love you. Please take your medicine.